All right, everybody, Scoots here. I'm back with another episode of our episodically modular series. I just because I said episode twice in one sentence. Uh, our episodically modular series, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. It does have a touch of seriality, but I'm going to take the seriality out of it right now and tell you everything you need to know. And this will be, if this is your first episode, then all the other episodes are prequels. Or you say, oh, it's like, you know, it's where you can kind of listen to them in any order. You know, whether you're awake or asleep or half awake or half asleep or three quarters or one quarter, one eighth. uh, Or if we're on the metric system, I'd say, well, I'm even more confused now. So, Tales of Lady Witchbeard are the tales of Lady Witchbeard. She's a pirate, and she's a witch. And she's a heroine out there, and an adventurer. And she she has a sidekick named Daw, who could be very similar to old Scoots, who follows her around, learning from her, adventuring with her. They also have another companion currently, Don Dankel. Who was a once a I guess was a full fledged pirate. Uh, this story takes place in the realm of the thirteen seas, so not in our world, a more sea based realm. If you were a pirate, you'd say it's a pirate realm. And you say, are there a lot of witch pirates? I say, nope. Lady Witchbeard's the only one that I know about that I remember currently. And she was originally from a witch realm, like a realm, a witch world. Uh, I don't know the difference between worlds and realms, but uh, it's it, which world has a better alliteration. And she was gr- growing up, I think, from my memory, she worked on a place that uh, made some ingredients for spells. And everybody had their own, you know, even within a realm, like suddenly we'd be like, oh, what's our realm? But you'd kind of have to be outside your realm to realize you're in a realm. Maybe. But uh, she was in her own little niche within the witch world, and but she said, this isn't for me. And at first she said, well, it's just not, you know, whatever, you know, mortal and pedestal or pestle or whatever. I, you know, I, I'm not into that. Uh, but then something happened and she got exposed to another world, uh, the pirate realm. She said, this is what I'm about. I'm about this adventuring on the high seas. And so she buckled her swash and headed to this realm and, and ruled there for a long time. I mean, ruled in not as a, a monarch, but just kind of like, whoa, Lady Witchbeard rules. Like you'd say if you were in the 80s and she was skateboarding. She doesn't skateboard. That's just an example. So that's a normal, that's a normal existence of Lady Witchbeard before she met me. Then I, she met old Scoots, a.k.a. Daw. And then she went on a mistaken adventure trying to, uh, in another very similar universe to ours with Hernan Cortez, trying to uh, teach him the perils of colonization with, you know, with an edge. But that didn't work. I don't know how it worked out, but I ended up getting scattered across multiple universes. uh, And so then Lady Witchbeard had to go collect me and reassemble me. That was never recorded. None of that. That was like not in a, because it wasn't a official adventure. It was kind of a sidetrack she didn't want to be on. She was just obligated by her friendship. 
and you know she's she chooses to do even though she might not brag about it she does what's right so she collected me from all these universes this didn't happen in any season then she needed a big break because she said and, and she also needed a break from me and that went on for a while, but then I kind of got an antsy. I said, man, I miss adventuring with Lady Witchbeard. This is, I'm speaking as a character in the now, and you know what I'm saying. And eventually she had had enough R&R. Also her, um, her whatever pirate clearance had run out, uh, and she needed to get a re, re, um, certified as a pirate and actually went so long that they said, nope, you're going to have to go back to being an apprentice to a, a journey to a, to a pirate or something. And Lady Witcher said, no way, I'm, on an, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm going to be on a mission to find Brandy, the woman who loved the man who loved the sea. That was kind of my part. I, I said, what about this song Brandy? It's a fine song. We could, you know, we could find out what a good life it would be or whatever. And she said, okay, this does sound interesting, and it kind of goes with a myth. Uh, so we went out to find Brandy in the world of the 13 Seas. Very quickly, we got sidetracked because Don Dankle from the Pirates Guild came and got Lady Witchbeard and said, you're supposed to be my apprentice uh, to requalify to be a pirate, and I go by the guild rules. You have to go by the guild rules. And Lady Witchard wasn't super happy about it, but she said, well, it's, it is the guild rules, so unfortunately, okay. Then we got further sidetracked because um, we were still kind of questing to see Brandy, but Don Dankel wanted to do some pirate stuff. And we found out that something weird was happening, that there was this Root that was more valuable than gold, and everyone was moving all the mining equipment to mine this root of a plant or a tree. And Don Danko was still like, Well, we got to do pirate stuff. Let's figure out uh, something else. We were kind of also using Brandy, Brandy's song as guidance. Uh, so, whatever. We were trying to figure out balancing finding Brandy and Don Danko's agenda of the Pirates Guild. Also, a lot of times we were trying to trick Don Dankle. I apologize, Don Dankle. Then uh, we found out the Pirates Guild was gone. And I guess Don Dankle and Lady Witchbeard found out that Lady or Brandy was wanted by the Pirates Guild when it was functional. Not sure why. They never showed me the poster. Or maybe they did, and I just didn't read it. And, of course, at various points along the way, we lost a Don, Lady Witchbeard ship. Then we lost a Don Dankel's ship. Um, then we were shipless. While we were trying to get to the bottom of what was happening, um, also, we had brand, I also spilled a lot of information to Brandy because, you know, I'm not good at keeping secrets. So Brandy took Don Dankel's ship Maybe another ship and all the pirates, uh, like both our crew and another crew of pirates that that I had also spilled a, showed a magical map to. This was all on Library Island. Good news, everything's good on Library Island because we left. Then we headed to this place I thought was going to be like the Bermuda Triangle, but it turns out it was just very foggy and very narrow. 
we discovered there that they, the another ingredient they were in search of, which in very small amounts they only needed, that existed on some sort of a, what is that called? Not a crevasse, a ravine yeah, that was like touched by the fog, one part of the rock, some certain rock that was touched by the fog so many hours a day. Something about it, they needed that, whatever it was, it was just at one place, but they didn't need a lot of it. They just needed buckets of it. Also, during that time, Lady Witchbeard got captured. She was in bird form, and uh, Don Dankel and I were in frog form. We were frogs, I mean, essentially. And so Don Dankel and I, we hid in buckets of muck, whatever this muck, rock, uh, sand, mud, whatever they're collecting, they were collecting buckets of it. Then this part didn't get recorded but because it's even more boring. We hid in the muck. They put it in a hold on the ship, an open hold where they could dry the muck. Um, and it was closed off uh, for the longest time the door was shut. So Don Danko and I just kind of hung out there. Good news is if you're a frog, you can be in an open hold because flies still go down. I didn't mean that. That's something you eventually adjust to, or I did. I don't think Don Dankel ever adjusted to it, being a frog and, you know, have, being a frog practicing, you know, having three squares a day. Or, you know, you don't actually don't. You, you frog, you kind of just, your brain kind of all just happens. Fly goes by. Next thing you know, you're satiated or whatever till the next time. You say, well, so I don't know if it's part of your amph- amphibian brain. So Don Danko and I like uh, were basically in the hold of a ship hanging out. And that's more or less where we are right now. But first... Uh, our first full return when we're recording this in person. And we're going to, um, now the good thing is I already practice distancing. Cause they say, you got to be quiet, man. Like, uh, and I said, what do you do? You, like, uh, your hair is so silky. It makes it, jing- it jingles. Like, uh, like I imagine ice would, you know, in heaven, so, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna play. We're gonna play a little um, uh, Chrononauts uh, and hang out and drink some tea and just have you know just. Uh, but first, he has to remain perfectly still after he records this. He needs to remain perfectly still for about uh, 74 minutes or so. Without making a sound or breathe, you know, he can breathe, just not loudly. Hollywood, Hollywood, people from Hollywood breathe loudly. Well, the only person I know from Hollywood is uh, the person who's about to, I would be happy to present our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. As uh, the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, as the girls, the friends behind the binary. It's time. To set sail on a tale of Lady Witchbeard. Whoosh, yeah. Wow, that was that's worth it. That's worth every creaky elbow you have. 
Also, maybe, do you, do you, can you keep cut down on the blinking, too? I don't know if it's my imagination. Probably is my imagination, because there's other times. Are you ever around other times? Because they say, is that Antonio Banderas blinking? Is that what that sound I'm hearing is? You know, but it could just be like the sound of my own heartbeat. I mean, when you blink, my heart beats anyway. But this is, uh, that's Mr. Antonio Banderas, and this is the Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Okay, so let me go over the plan as you explained it to me, Don Dankle. They have started coming into the hold and stirring up the muck because parts of it are dry, but parts of it aren't. And they kind of seem like they're doing some sort of sieving and into a powder. And then they put a blunt, like, what are those burlap sacks over that? So we're going to wait for a person to come in. And then we're going to climb into their pockets. Okay. And then we're going to stay in their pockets for a while and see where we go. And try to get into the pockets of the person who goes up to Crow's Nest. I guess that makes sense because we'll be in the mess hall. We should be able to, as long as, um, what if so? What if a person comes in and they don't have pie? Oh, here, oh, they do have pockets. Okay, it's a good thing we could communicate by power of the mind. Uh, you know that uh, that's handy as frogs. Okay, Don Dankle. Yeah. Oh, while they're leaning over. Okay. Wow, <laughs> we're in the same pot. I thought we were going to get in different pockets. Uh, okay. Well, so we're here in the pocket. Uh, Oh, wait, that person's getting called back. Okay. Oh, boy, this is rocky. It's kind of nice. Should we fall? Oh, I'm falling asleep, Don Don Dankle. You're already asleep just listening to me have casual account. Oh, I'm I'm waking back up now. Okay. Um, Oh, we are in the mess hall. Okay, so Don Dankle. Don Dankle, hey, um... So are you listening to these? I've been listening to the conversation. You, oh, you've been silent. What have you heard? What, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were silently listening. Okay, Daw. So I, if we go under this table and go two tables over, you have to follow me. And we just got to be careful and stay low. We can't get caught. I know the person who's next on shift in the uh, crow's nest, and that is where they're keeping Lady Witchbeard. They said a perfect spot for a crow, according to Brandy. And I've been listening to other things, but we need to go now. So just just start following. Okay, Daw, keep following me. I'm going to keep having to look. It's hard for a frog to look backwards. Yeah, why don't you keep, actually, Daw, normally this would get on my nerves, but if you keep bumping into my rear end, yeah, that's good. Okay, so let's go. We're between these two. Okay, wow, great job, Daw. You're really good at, uh, like, uh, you know, whatever, frog, running into a frog's rear. Okay, so now we're going to, okay, see these boots? Yeah, these greenish ones, that's the person... Huh, they, you're right. We could. Uh, I didn't realize these boots do have an extra thing. I guess that's to catch. Uh, so we could just climb up under here. There is a little bit of these boots are almost like a, a hat. Uh, okay, so we're under the boots. We're each under a separate boot. Now, Daw, remember to hang on because now we're getting up. Uh, 
And now we're going up some stairs, and then uh, the person's drinking some water. Very good. They have good uh, – Brandy runs – I don't think Brandy's ever been a member of the guild, but she does seem to follow uh, a lot of the guild protocols, which is good. So, yeah. So, okay, um – so let's see. So okay, now it feels like this pirate is climbing up uh, to the crow's nest. Oh, what, uh, go ahead, Daw. So what's our plan once we get up to the crow's nest, uh, Don Dankel, uh, to get set Lady Witchbeard free? Okay, but um, won't the like? How are we going to do that if the pirate's up in the crow's nest? Oh. Uh, Oh, wait, hold on, Daw. The pirate's greeting the other pirates, and they're switching. Wow, they even switch harnesses. Uh, so they unharness one, and then they harness the other. This is really, this brandy, I'm impressed. Okay, the other pirate is going down. So, oh, we should start talking to Lady Witchbeard, but she can't. shouldn't she be able to talk to us, Daw? Yeah, that's Don Dankel. I think the first thing we need to do is deal with the pirates and then figure out, like, make visual contact with Lady Witchbeard. But I think we should have a plan because I've had so many experiences without a plan or making assumptions kind of like seems like you did. Oh, we'll just rescue her. I, and, you know, and I think you're very good at uh, sort of kind of figure you're, you're good at some stuff that I'm not good at, Don Dankel. In a different way than Lady Witchbeard, though Lady Witchbeard, no offense, is, you know, superior to both of us. And that, not even with her ability to practice witchcraft, that's just a bit bonus. Uh, but so, um, we should deal with this. We're going to have to deal with the pirate somehow. Okay, Daw, well, I don't know what to do. I mean, we could... At first, I was thinking we could try to, like, have the pirate slip on one of us, but that wouldn't be a good idea for whoever got slipped on. And I don't know. What if you, what if, have you, like, uh, you seem to be very good at, uh, weren't you doing something the whole time when I was trying to think of all the plans? What were you doing? I was practicing flicking my tongue against stuff because it, there used to be this. I already told you this, Don Danko. Like, uh, there used to be this thing. There used to be a toy. Like, it was a sticky thing with. Uh, I know you don't have elastic or slime or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, but it was like a frog's tongue. I, ima- I mean, it was marketed that way. But it was also like I used to imagine that, and sometimes I would. You, you don't, n- n- yeah. So, turns out a frog's tongue is different, but it is similar. It, like we talked about, my expectations were wrong. But uh, so, yeah, I was flicking my tongue against stuff, or like I was practicing. I mean, it did at first. I mean, we were down there so long. It was so boring. I made a lot of different competitions in games, uh, Frog Tongue Olympics. Okay, Dog, let's just, uh, what could you use your tongue to do? 
uh, with the pirates. Uh, well, the pirate had, like, water. You said something. Oh, that's it. What if you flick the pirate's hat off its head? And then they would have to go down and get their hat because that must be one of the protocols Brandy has is, you know, practicing proper protection from the sun. Okay, I think I could do that. Uh, you st- stay put, Dundangle. I'm going to hop out here. Okay, I'm on the shoe. And uh, now I'm going to hop up here. Good, D- Dundangle, you should probably... I forgot. You should stay in the center. When you get off the shoe, just stay in the center of the platform, okay? Okay, Dodd, thank you. Uh, Okay, so... Okay, I'm going to try to flick it. This could be tough, but I think if I I could probably... Oh, uh, Don Dankel, I got the pirate. I missed the hat, and I poked the pirate in the pirate's eye. Okay, Dodd. Okay, I tried again, and I did. Now the pirate is... uh, Saying, can you hear that? We can't believe I just got, what's a frog doing up here? Uh, now the pirate's hat did fall. The pirate says they have to go to the eyewash station, so they have to climb back down. Oh, no, okay, they're yelling. They have to be belayed back down or something, and so they can wash their eye out uh, from frog goop. Uh and it seems to be a big to-do. Okay, and the pirate's getting lowered down very slowly. So we probably only have so much time. So Don Danko, you stay. Oh, you jumped. Good thing you jumped out of that boot. I didn't even notice. Uh, oh, hey, Lady Witchbeard, can you hear us? No. Lady Witchbeard's shaking her bird head. No. Lady Witchbeard is uh, like, uh, okay, I'm assuming you're muted. It just Okay, Lady Witchbeard's muted somehow. Um, and, okay, it's a bird-proof, uh, like, thing, latch, uh, but it's not frog-proof, so this shouldn't take me long. Lady Witchbeard, we don't have, uh, Don Dankel, we, we didn't come up with a plan after we set Lady Witchbeard free, um, and the pirate's gonna be up here soon, oh boy. Um, so, boy, we got to think on our frog feet now. Oh, you know what, Don Dankle? I see a basket coming up with uh, uh extra set of glasses and a hat. They must have some sort of, they said, oh, let's keep extra hat and glasses up here now. So if we jump in that basket as it comes up, uh, we could get back down. Lady Witchbeard, I'm guessing that uh, they're not keeping an eye on your latch because they're assuming it's bird-proof, and they I think they probably just think we're an annoying frog. So we're going to hide in the basket, hopefully, and then jump off and... Don Dankel? Oh, yeah, why don't you unlock Lady Witchbeard's cage? Lady Witchbeard, we will go back down. And... um. We will hide in the we'll go back to the hold with the uh, the mud in it because you can fly back down at night uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay, does that sound like a good plan? Okay, you're unlocked, Lady Witchbeard, but it looks like the cage is still locked. Uh, 
So you should be able to just kick that cage open once night falls. We're going to jump in this basket. And Don Dankle, once we're like about halfway down, I think we should jump into the hole because we know that the muck's going to catch us. Hop into the hole. Don Dankle, once we get a little lower, we should hop in that. Okay. Oh, follow me, Don Dankle. Ooh, that muck feels good after being out in the sun and stuff. That feels, this is a little bit like I would have wished a mud bath would be like. Okay, so that's feeling good, Don Dankle. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, Lady Witcher, are you waking us up? Uh, oh, you can talk now. Hey, Lady Witcher. Yes, Don, Don Dankle, I can speak now. That was a magical cage. It was blocking my ability to communicate or use any magic. Here, uh, it's, uh, it's it's late in the night, early in the morning. It, it's a little bit before the next shift change. We need to change out of these uh, disguises and gather some of this muck and some of the root, uh, which is probably stored in the next hold over. And we're about to approach a newt, the Isthmus of Newt, uh, well, known as Newt Island, even though it's just an isthmus with Newt's uh, largest concentration of Newt's. Some of this I heard, uh, yet, uh, Lady Witchbeard, I heard it as well. I was going to tell Daw all this. That's where they're going to collect all the Newt poo. Uh, and also, Lady Witchbeard, Brandy has some sort of big meeting tomorrow at dawn or today at dawn. Uh, so we have a few hours on uh, the Isthmus of Newt, or Newt, is Newt, Newt Island. The pirates call it Newt Island, but I guess it's because they're landing in a port, and everything's kind of a port or an island. But you're correct, Lady Witcher, it is the Isthmus of Newt Isthmus, or Isthmus of Newt's. And again, it is a very rare place, even within the 13 seas. It's just a high concentration of these certain newts. I assume that's the nudie poo that they're looking for. And they'll dock there and collect the newt, newt poo. So, Lady Witchbeard, what are you thinking? Okay, this is interesting. I, I, I don't know where Brandy got a magical birdcage from. And I want to know who Brandy's meeting. Did, did they say anything else? Uh, yeah, the, uh, some of the pirates were arguing who was really in charge, Brandy or who Brandy was meeting. Like, who's giving the real orders? They were ar arguing back and forth and laughing. Who were they laughing at? Uh, well, they're imagining someone trying to boss Brandy around. I guess Brandy, it seems like Brandy runs a tight ship. Uh, yes, I noticed the same thing, Don Dankle. So, sh oh, so Lady Witchbeard, what were you, what, what, what's the plan? I mean, Dawn and I have done pretty well on our own, but we're a team again. So I think we uh, gather those two ingredients, so we get some new poo. And we figure out what they're trying to make. I mean, we can only guesstimate things. We'll just take one of the rowboats. We'll, uh, you know, we'll cut the line and make it look like it drifted away. And eventually they'll know I'm gone, but they'll, you know, just assume I flew away or something. 
but uh yeah let's go and collect this new poo figure out what it is if if those are the only three ingredients and what your readings showed you down dankle and then see if we could find out where brandy is meeting this person and figure that out Sounds good, Lady Witchbeard. Oh, we're already okay. So we're now we're back in human form, and we're follow. Okay, we're following you, and Dawes not talking. Oh, I guess I, I got it. I'm just gonna barely talk. Uh, oh, we're already in the rowboat. Uh, oh, Lady Witchbeard's uh, getting the ingredient. Okay, you did get the ingredient. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna row ashore. Everybody's okay. We'll take turns resting. Okay, I'm. Uh, oh, hey Don Danko, it's time to wake up. We're already. We got to go. Uh, we, we're 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 beaching the boats. Oh, thanks, Don. I fell asleep there while I was talking. Yeah, no one could hear you. T- I think you were just talking inside your own head, though. Luckily, you were still used to frog talking. Now we're actually talking with our voices. Oh, lady. Okay, okay, lady. Which way? Go ahead. All right. I want the two of you. I don't know how we're gonna find Nupu in the dark. Uh, this is not good uh, because I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know what Nupu would look like in the wild. I mean, we carried it. I mean, it seemed dry. Like usually, we would sell it. Nudipu was dried Nupu, but a large amount of it collected. Don Dankel, what else do you know about this new Isthmus and Newts? Uh, Lady Witchbeard, I don't know much else. About, excuse me, Don Dankel, Lady Witchbeard, I don't mean to interrupt, but I don't want to brag. And I don't know any of the differences between salamanders and newts, but I, there was a time in my life where I would go and look at salamanders. And I don't ever knew why I didn't do it more often. Other than one time, I, my toe was, uh, like, I would lift, you'd have to lift up a heavy, flat rock in the woods. And if you did that, sometimes there'd be salamanders under there, and you could look at them. And uh, so I think I could probably find a newt. And then, more good news, sometimes I would hold the salamanders. Also, like, I would hold toads and frogs. And invariably, and understandably from their perspective, even though it's very gentle and kind and I would talk to them and baby talk, uh, they would go and leave me a present in their hands. Sometimes a present one, sometimes a pre- if you give them enough time and I talk to them and baby talk enough, uh, maybe I'm just comforting them so much they say, oh boy, let me like just let this go. Okay, Daw, I like that idea. And then maybe... Let me see what I can think up here. Maybe you could talk to the newt uh, in a basic way. Don't overcomplicate things, Daw. Actually, we'll tell you. Okay, Lady Witchbeard, I found a newt already. Unless it's a salamander that lives on an isthmus of newts. Okay, Daw, here. Uh, I'm going to rub your mouth with this feather. Ask it if it's a newt. Hey, are you a newt? Oh, Cool. I don't okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to ask your name, but I know Lady Witchbeard and Don Danko want me to. Well, don't worry. I'm oh, I, like if you want to. Here's the thing: if you want to go number two or number one in my hand, you can. 
because it's probably weird getting talked to by a human. There's probably not even that many. You know, I'm a human. Okay. Oh, what's number two? Ooh, how do I explain that? Um, oh, good, good. Like, so we're looking. Hmm. Lady Witchbeard, Don Dankle, could you help me? Uh, this would be your area, Da. I think you can handle it. Okay, so anyway, might could you mind if I call you Nudie? Okay, cool, Nudie. Um, I'm I'm Daw. Oh, those are. Hmm. Let's get back to number one and number two. So, do you do, get most of your water through your skin? Because I was a frog once. Uh, or your moisture? Yeah. Uh, do you also kind of like uh, uh, drink water from stuff? Uh, okay. Yeah. So like when the water goes through your body and your body does the body stuff and takes the water and whatever, like does the water, the water leaves your body at some point, right? And you feel, do you feel relaxed uh, when that happens? Yeah. So that we call number one in the human world or PP. Oh, you call whiz. That's something we call, that's funny. I wonder if that's like some sort of, uh, so newt whiz, uh, oh yeah, you don't need a newt whiz. I don't need any newt whiz. Uh, thank you. So number two, then can you get where I'm going? Yo, yeah, that's it. That's number two right there. It's very, um, uh, tar like, uh, no problem. Oh wait, lady, which one dot dankle do have some, so, oh, I forgot to, you are a newt though, not a salamander. Okay, go ahead, Lady Witchbeard. Well, where do they go to the... Where? Oh, thanks. So, so listen, Nudie, do you go to the bathroom under rocks or just in the grass or down in the ocean or the sea? What? What? You just made a scoffing sound. Oh, your whole... Oh, you have community bathrooms. Yeah, why, of course. So... Okay, so wait a second. So you all, all the newts on Newt Isthmus, all, oh, okay, all your neighbor newts, you all use the same place to go. Okay, that makes a lot, that's what we do too, kind of, I mean, somewhat. Oh, okay, like at the edge. Oh, so then the rain washes it into the sea. Okay. So can you show us where those are? Or maybe later, because lady, we, okay. So, um, can can I put? Can do? Do you mind hanging in my pocket or something, just so I could talk to you later? Yeah, no, there's some crumbs in there. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so, Lady Witchbeard, Don Dankle, did that all make sense? Yeah, duh. So, okay. So I have this bowl here. Okay. So we have the roots. And from what we're seeing from what they're gathering, I think the root is going to be, this ground root uh, is going to be the largest ingredient. So I have about a third of the bowl filled with root, and it's ground and dried. And then I'm going to just use a little bit of this, uh, this uh, whatever, fog rock we'll call it, uh, and I'm going to use about a third of what we have of the root. Uh, 
So a third of that, uh, just guessing based on some basic alchemy I did back in my other world. But the other thing is it could be that the nudie poo, um, well, let's just take it. It actually is a substantial amount. That's about a third too. So the nudie poo in the, right now in that are equal ingredients, uh, and the root is the majority. And let me just try to mix it together. And it's just kind of all gummed up with the... Uh, is anybody seeing this? Uh, where's where, Don Dankle? Where did Dog go? Lady Witchbeard, he went to wash his hand in the ocean because he said he was a little bit grossed out by having nudie pee pee whiz and poo poo on his hands. How did he? I thought he only had it on one hand. He rubbed his hands together and then he tried to comb. I think he's going to go. He's coming back. He's soaking wet, Lady Witchbeard. Okay, before he gets here, this is not doing anything uh, um, except making some sort of muck or like missing an ingredient. Oh, wait a second. Uh, dog, come over here. Sorry, Lady Witchbeard. I got some nudie, nudie do in my hair or nudie poo or whatever it is. Uh, okay, drip some seawater. And, okay, now something's happening. Keep dripping, Daw. Lady, Lady Witchbird, what's happening? Okay, let me stir it up here. Uh, there's some sort of uh, alchemical reaction happening. Lady Witchbird, it looks like it's... Lady Witchbird, did I ever have... Did you ever have Jello Jigglers before? Let me just keep stir. It's getting harder to stir. It's getting thicker. It's turning into a vis from viscous to I don't know I've never seen this before because that was sandy, and now it's kind of a smooth gelatinous. Uh, yeah, Lady Witchbeard, that's what. Uh, oh, oh, it's uh, wow! I can't even look at that. I can poke it and I can kind of break it with a with a stir. Yeah, Lady Wishbeard, that's like a jello jiggler. Okay, doll, what's a jello jiggler? Please tell us. Well, that, but that's made of nudie poo and uh, seawater. Okay. So, well, but what's a jello jiggler? We didn't add, uh, oh, jello jiggler's like a treat. So, it wouldn't be made, it's usually made from like a powder, water. And, uh, I think you need some sort of gel, gel, like, a, a gelatin or something. Oh, so some sort of, yeah. Okay. Dog. We had, we've had, we've had those kind of dishes, but this is not meant to be eaten though. What could be the possible value of this substance? Uh, I'm confused. Don Dankel, do you have anything? Uh, Lee Witchbeard, I do not, but I see that the sun is about to break the horizon. And if we climb up to that higher, uh, that peak up there, I mean, there's another peak further west than where we docked, but we should be able to see, uh, Brandy exit the, the, the ship and, and we would still be in darkness. Okay, well, yeah, let's go. Well, we think about what are they, what would they be doing with this jiggle, jello jig, jello jigglers, I guess.
I am stumped. Uh, real okay. So there's Brandy. She is walking towards the shore. She's looking in the sky for a bird to make sure I'm not watching. And she's proceeding. Oh, it looks like the pirates kind of already created something. Lady Witchwood, is that um, that's like a like a big pot, like almost like a witch's cauldron. Is she gonna make stone soup or something? I don't know. Maybe she's making a big batch of this, but then it would be stuck in the cauldron. I don't know, Daw. She's sending the pirates off, and they're going further away. Oh, some of them have boats. They're looking in the sky for me, and they're kind of guarding the pass, but they're further along. She's all alone now. She doesn't uh, She doesn't seem to be mixing anything in there, Lady Witchbeard. Yeah, you're right about that, Don Dankle. But she is uh, putting her hand in there. Uh, what do you think she's doing, Lady Witchbeard? Uh, I don't know. Wait a second. There's some... Oh, no. Lady Witchbeard, what is it? There's steam coming out of there. Is that, do you think that's there's no fire, though? Is that like from a fog machine or something? No, no, it's not. This is this is not possible. What's not possible, Lady Witchbeard? Oh, Lady Witchbeard, look, somebody's rising out of the steam there. Wait a second, that looks like... Is that, Lady Witchbeard, do you know... Um, is that like an animatronic? Like, is this for decoration? I've always wanted to buy one of these uh, for the trick-or-treating season. I guess for a witch, though, that might kind of seem diminutive. Because that looks just like a witch. Shh, is a witch. She's kind of like a purplish-blue, though, not green. Yeah, Daw, that's uh, a witch of legend. This just isn't possible. We, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to go back down the hill, though. We can't watch any further, unfortunately. What Don Dankle? Uh, I'm just wondering why not, Lady Witchbeard. If that's who I think it is, she'll know we're there. We have to be out of the line of sight, all of us. Let's just come down this hill a bit. Uh, we're far enough away. As long as we're out of the line of sight of that uh, cauldron, Lady Witchbeard, you kind of seem. Uh, Surprised to stunned, I I am. Uh, I I can't. Uh, okay, Lady Witchbeard, just take a, this is just take a few breaths here. You said that was a witch of legend. What what legend is that? So that's not one of your contemporaries. I mean, it could. It looked a lot like. Uh, a witch from our myths that was also historically real. You know, Don Denko, we've had these conversations when Daw hasn't been around, but, uh, you know, when myth and history kind of... Uh, but uh, she was a conqueror of... Uh, it really created, in a similar way to the guild, piracy guilds, it created a, the, the great witch unity in our world... And uh, hundreds and hundreds of years of peace among witches. Uh, but, yes, yeah, she ruled in this time. That was a very distant past uh, from world, like, uh, so I've learned not to say anything is impossible. 
could be an illusion, but my sense was that it wasn't an illusion. And that was a poor, oh, sorry, Don Danko, you might not know. It's very rare, and I've tried to keep people, I've never taught any of this to anyone in the pirate realm. And I very rarely connect to the witch world, but uh, cauldron casting is what we were watching happen. And she may have been casting a cauldron from a witch realm. I didn't think it was possible, though, to cast it from another time in history into this world. Okay, Lady Witcher, let me repeat things back to you with a who, what, why, where, and how. Because things just seem to be getting more confusing than less. Uh, if we say, yes, who, uh, a witch conqueror of worlds, has come into our realm to meet with Brandy, what are they doing talking about something but we can't listen in because it would be too risky? Is what else are they doing? Collecting ingredients uh, to form some sort of a jello, j- j- some gel. Yeah, some gel with seawater and these other ingredients. And what we don't know, but Lady Witchbeard, if you say what you're saying is true. Then the what, uh, well, is the what is unknown? Yeah, then we we have to stop it, Don Dankel. Uh, Lee Witchbeard, Don Dankel, it's just me here. I, Nudie, like we could talk to Nudie. Okay, Daw. Uh, you, you're right, Daw. If we if we can ask Nudie how many uh, community toilets there are. There's only three, Lady Witchbeard. Okay, so Nudie's, so can Nudie show us where the three are? Maybe we could just flush them out to the sea. Or, uh, wait a second, I might have enough ingredients if we just, we could turn them into gel now. I don't think the gel can be deconstituted. Okay, Lady Witchbeard, this is one community toilet here. I'll squeeze my shirt into it while you put... Okay. Yeah, it's, it's gelatining up. Uh, so, um, we're going to have... I don't know. We're not going to have enough to do all three. We'll do the next one. Okay, it's just over here, Lady Witchbeard. Okay. And I'm going to squeeze my pants into this one. Okay, that one is gelatined up. Uh, okay, the last one, we don't have any more. We're going to have to wash it out to see. Okay, we could just, um, I think if we loosen, see if we go down on that side, we could just push it. We could just, pu- we'll have to push it. Uh, we're going to have to, all three of us, push the nudie poo. Like, okay, like, uh, yeah, this is not pleasant, but okay, we're pushing it into the sea. And it's gone. And is Nudie like, uh, oh, and now the dawn's broken and the sun's rising above us. But we, we'll have to, um, to, we're, we're, all the newts are coming out. Uh, can you ask Nudie what's happening? Nudie said that it's time to, most newts, uh, get up and 
This is their community. They actually have kind of a casual community conversation. They use the bathroom in a social way. Uh, uh, but all their bathrooms are not usable, so they're going to the other side of the island. What do you mean, uh I guess over that next peak that we didn't go up, uh, how many bathrooms? Oh, so there's only three bathrooms on this part of the island where Nudie lives. On the other side, there's like about 300 or something. Oh, dear. Let's go up that peak. Uh, let's see if we go up this side of it. Uh, Lady Witchbeard, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, it's not good. Um, why don't you set Nudie free, Daw, to go use the restroom in a social manner? Well, well, well Nudie already went in my, my, my hand again. I wiped it on my pants. Uh, okay. Okay, if we just cre- clear this crest, if we crawl... Oh, goodness. Lady Witchbeard, there's like 30 ships there. I didn't realize there was a whole other harbor on this side of the isthmus. We were on the other side of the isthmus. Yeah, Lady Witchbeard, there's a harbor there, and it looks like they're already collecting all the nudie poo. There's hundreds of uh, people collecting new poo. And there's Brandy coming through alone. No cauldron. Okay, so what? 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 Brandy's going to supervise things. Uh, where do you think that conqueror is? I don't know, Daw. I think we should go back. I'm assuming she'll return the cauldron, and she keeps it on the ship or something. But we'll have to make our way down and 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 get to the cauldron. First, we should get some rest, though, and all of us should, since we don't socially use a restroom, we should hydrate and uh, use a restroom, and then we'll sneak back on that cauldron, and I'll try to come up with a plan with the two of you after we get some rest. How does that sound? Sounds good, Lady Witchbeard. Sounds good, Lady Witchbeard. Okay, yeah, let's get some rest. Okay, good. All right, everybody, it's time for another of our episodically modular episode, another episodically modular episode of our series Tales of Lady Witchbeard. And here's the part where I fill you in on everything because you say, well, but this is episode seven or eight, Scoots. I, I think it's episode eight. I don't know, though. And that's, you know, I make the show. So that's how really you could listen to them in any order. You know, so many uh, producers of content over the last uh, eight billion years or whatever have normalized this. You say, "Well, just it's you could it's out of order." Uh, that makes it uh, more you, you know, so you could listen to these in any order. You don't have to listen. You could. I know there's a completist. There's nothing wrong with being a completist. I just want to soothe that completist part of you right now. That might you say, "No, no, don't worry about it. You we, you already hit play." I'm going to fill you in on everything you need to know, really, so that you can drift off and fall asleep. So uh, what do you need to know? Tales of Lady Witchbeard. It's it's tales. Uh, part of it, there is an overarching story. Uh, Lady Witchbeard, she's a witch. She's a pirate. She's a her- her- heroine uh, or a hero or uh, pretty awesome 
she's extremely qualified to be both a witch and a pirate and a leader, mostly or a command. You know, she's she's in charge. I don't even think she needs to use the word boss. Like she says, I don't, I don't. She doesn't. Have, she doesn't have to say she's a boss or whatever because you know it. Like even subconsciously, say yes, Lady Witchbeard. See how easily that came out of my mouth. So. Uh, you might say, so she's a witch and a pirate? And I say, yeah, she lives in a witch world, was raised as a witch in a witch. Oh, no, she's in a pirate world. She was raised in a witch world as a witch in a, you know, larger, you know, bigger witch, you say, like, not a witch in our world or a witch, you know, witch out of, uh, like, she was, she had her place in a witch world where all witches had, you know, were living the witch life. Which to them was just life, uh, like because I'm an outside observer. I keep adding this witch stuff, but they say this is just our world. Uh, why do you have to say? And I say, well, just because I come from another world. And they say, oh, the dull world, or uh, I say, uh, compared to this world, actually, yes, uh, it is. Uh, so I'd be fine with you saying that. Because they say ma- magic's unfortunately more metaphorical in my world, or like. Uh, elusive so but she decides as she's growing up she says i don't know if being a witch is it for me i'd like to see see some other horizons and somehow she finds herself in a sea-based world the world of the 13 seas a pirate piratey realm she becomes a pirate she becomes a great pirate somewhere along the line she crosses paths with me if things go awry, we go on an adventure. She needs some time to recover from rescuing me, stuff like that. Then more recently, within the last eight episodes, I get her back. I say, Lady Witchbeard, I got this mission about Brandy. Uh, she was in love with a man who loved the sea. Kind of. This isn't exactly how it happened. I said, okay, let's see if we can figure that out. Because I heard a legend like that once in the pirate realm. Also, she had not kind of reestablished her credentials uh, or her, uh, the thing I always forget what it's called in her pirate realm. So she was supposed to become an apprentice pirate again with another fairly qualified pirate. Uh, I mean, a journey or whatever, a pirate expert or whatever, Don Dankel. And then we kind of all met up. We Some other stuff happened, may or may not have been my fault. We turned into birds. We've turned into toads or uh, newts. But something is going on in the world of the 13 seas. People are collecting roots and uh, binding agents, and we don't know why. And you say, okay, where's the action? I'd say, well, this is a sleep podcast uh, that is the most action-packed part. We went to Library Island, and I did not sing the song, Oh, to Live on Library Island, where the bookmarks and the books are aplenty. You could read a lot on Library Island, uh, but the thing is, the books always feel so cold. Uh, sorry, I don't normally sing on there. That was more of sing-song. Uh, but, uh, just happened. So, ooh, where were we? Oh, so, um, so Don Dankel, Lady Witch Reared, and I, or Daw in the story as I'm known, 
uh, is uh, we were looking around saying, what's up with this route? We can't get a hold of the Pirates Guild. All the offices are closed. And all we knew is they were looking for this uh, Sava route or its equivalents, and they're gathering that in mass. Then some sort of... Uh, some sort of small amounts of something else in the mud, and then also nudie poo, poo of a certain type of newts. So newt excrement, you could say. Uh, if you don't want to giggle, you could just say, you're talking about newt excrement? And I'd say, I guess we are now, but I don't know what else to say other than nudie poo. It's much more giggleicious. Uh, so then... After we tried to prevent them, we tried to get work with the newts to flush all the poo out to sea. Because here's something I didn't know. Only not in our world, because this is in our world. So scientists or, or biologists hold your letters. Uh, and they say, well, it's not. It's very improbable in fictional accounting, too, Scoots. These, new, have, these newts on this island, they have communal bathroom areas. And so, but that was made it easier for them to harvest in Nupu. But while they started harvesting it, we found out, I'm pretty sure Brandy was meeting with a witch, a witch of legend. So this was pretty mind-blowing because Lady Witchbeard, I think, was so stunned. My memory's not totally fresh, never was. But that uh, this is like a witch, a myth, like a witch, like just be like, say... Um, you came across a Zeus or a Nazi or Loki, I guess would be different. Well, that you could see at a theme park. This is more, you'd say you're, you're going to collect Nupu and then you saw Athena and you'd say, I'm pretty sure that person's dressed like Athena. And you say, well, is that Wonder Woman? And I'd say, I don't know. Wasn't she, she wasn't Athena. She was, uh, something, some other goddess, uh, and they say, well, I could go to a store named after Hermes. Uh, I'd say that spelling may be different. Uh, I could, you know, there's a lot of different. Okay, anyway. So I think that's it. We were like, we saw this witch and we're trying to come up with a plan. I think we pretty much got to get into that. The witches, when you're in the witch based realm, you travel through cauldrons. So just so you know, real cauldrons, though, not the Halloween ones you put outside. So that's interesting. I never knew that. I mean, I did because from Lady Witchbeard's other stories, but kind of like portal cauldrons or cauldrons you cast a portal spell over. So right now we're looking into this portal. I guess we're trying to collect some basic information. One, is it, who's this witch? Uh, does What does Brandy have to do with this? I guess, like, uh, I'd ask Lady Witchbeard, why is is any of this really important? Uh, But, yeah, why are they collecting all these raw materials? Because they're nothing, they're like, I guess for a sleep podcast, this is great. You say, okay, so you're collecting a massive amount of ground roots, roots of certain particular plants, and then the the new, new, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to say it that's not somewhat amusing to me. Newt, uh, newt stuff, uh, newt droppings. They don't drop them, though. That's the thing. That's a, we had a laugh, not on mic, uh, 
when I was talking to the newt, because I said, could I call it newt droppings? And the newt said, the newt gave, like, we just found it funny, because I said, does that look like I'm, does it ever look like I'm dropping? And I said, I guess it's more of a, collo- I don't think it's a colloquialism. But I said, I'm pretty sure a couple people in my neighborhood, when they walk their dogs, they do- there's dog droppings. Because they just said, how'd they get there on the sidewalk? Uh, other than a sign of you say, okay, wrap it up. I better get my way to a witch-based realm or a pirate-based realm. So anyway, without further ado, with uh, Caught You Up is our, uh, our Hollywood announcer. Coming all the way from Los Angeles uh, to where I am right now. Quiet as, uh, as, as, as if you dropped a, a cloud from heaven onto my ears. Uh, I could still probably hear it if it was Antonio Banderas, but it would make me feel warm. Mr. Antonio Banderas. Ah, thank you, Scooter. Uh, friends beyond the binary. The ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, it's time to take a splish and a splash to clean our hands of the nudie pool. It's time for another tale of Lady Witchbeard. Splash, splash, yeah. Thanks, Antonio. Uh, how you doing? You look like a... It's good, scooter. You that was a long one. So uh, uh, that was Antonio Banderas, and this is uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Thanks, everybody, and good night. Okay, okay. Hey, Lady Witchbeard. Hey, Don Dankle. It's me. I'm back. So I guess it it probably already answers the first thing. I made it back. Uh, there was so Lady Witchbeard. You were right. There was so curious. Is I think the first thing. Should I? Oh, sorry. You're both looking at me. So, so do wait. Do I have everything? Because am I still an intact, fully daw daw? I'm trying to get better at uh, creating this. You know, whatever communicating clearly. Right. I'm telling. I can tell by the look. That's what was so communicating clearly with the two of you. I've returned from the mission you gave me which was part of our mission or part of our ongoing attempt or whatever, our goal of trying to get into the cauldron, this portal cauldron, and see where it leads, where this uh, super-powered conquering witch uh, from another realm, but from your realm, from a, try to see where this portal leads. But you said, well, but the witch probably has it, uh, like it has some foul safes, uh, so that, and you, lady, which you, you said they would probably be for the curious. So there was guards that we, we snuck by and distracted. Well, you said there'll be curious, uh, the, the not so smart, which you kind of both looked at me with both of those and then brave or in, in any of those orders, if you were making your own. So you were right about the curious one. Because, yeah, first I dropped the rock in and uh, came back with a note that said, uh, uh, no rocks uh, next time I mean it. And then, uh, you know, then, like I said, like you said, don't put my real hand in. 
put a stick in, and then I got in there with the rope. I mean, you were both watching me, right? But it was more of like, because uh, you, you did say, well, it can't be something, it's got to be a deterrent because they, you know, Brandy or the witch have to kind of go through this thing. So then what happened was not that far into the cauldron. It was interesting. I mean, TARDIS, the cauldron's like a TARDIS, I guess, or whatever. Oh, you don't know what that Anyway, so the cauldron was bigger on the inside or a portal to another realm. But not that far down. Like, I was picturing, like, in the mist. Uh... Well, anyway, so I went down some stairs, and then not that far down was, like, about, like, a level... And then there was a mirror there. And like you prepared me, since remember, this may be trickery, duh. And there was a mirror. And the mirror made you look like you were turning into a prune. Like, you know, when you um, take a bath for too long or swim for too long? Yeah, so it kind of looked like that, like I was turning into a prune, but worse and worse. And that's what the sign said, uh. It'll only get worse if you go keep going. And, but then I figured, because uh, that was like where there was a door. And they said, I better not stay here. And then I looked behind the mirror, and of course there was a door hidden behind the mirror. Um, so I think that was just to get the curious people out of there. Uh, then in the next room, I'm guessing this was for even more curious people. Uh, there was like a box of, uh, magical toys and it said, please take one, but I did not take one. I did poke some of them with a stick and something happened to the stick. So yeah, I'm sure that that could have been time consuming that part. So I said, is that for the curious or the not so smart, the box of toys? So that, like, uh, then I just walked by the toys, and then there was another set of stairs. But I'll be honest that I don't think there's, like, I'm not the most brave person, right? So I'm thinking that I'm probably not the right person for this brave brave part. I think Don Dankel, maybe you, I don't know, I was thinking you could go, but then I said, uh, if we had a walkie-talkie to communicate, that would be cool. But I think it was good that you asked me all those questions about how would I go about getting in the cauldron. Because you said probably I wouldn't have got much further. I think it would have been fun, though, if you held me by my ankles. But anyway, so I was thinking if we get a tin can phone... um. You know what that is? Uh, you do know what that is. So then I can talk to the two of you while going on this next level. Because it kind of seemed a little, I wasn't feeling, I don't know. There were some sounds and some things that, and like, uh, I don't know. I just had this feeling of uh, uh, like uh, F to the E to the A to the R. And, you know, being curious or not always making the best choices, those come easy to me. But they getting past if someone was super brave, I think of Don Dankel after I think of Lady Witchbeard. So, oh, there was another test, though, that I didn't, I skipped again. Because they said, what will, like, it was a video game. But then I saw that was in, like, it reminded me of the end of a good place. So I said, well, I just took go around the back and unplug it. 
So I didn't play the game. I mean, I, I, I did play around with it after I unplugged it because then I said it would be safe. And I said, I pretended I was playing the game. But I assume if you unplug it, like it was plugged into some sort of magical plug. How many prongs do you think a magical plug has? How many prongs in a prong, prong, prong? Would a prong, magical prong? That's not okay. So, oh, so thanks for working on that while I was telling you. So, we do have the tin can phone. So, like, I guess I can, oh, okay. So, I have it with me. We did like it. So, I'm gonna get back in the um, so I'm getting back in the cauldron. We got to pull it tight though. Don't forget to pull it tight. Can you hear me? Okay, I can't. I'm sure you both can hear me. Don Dankel, I can kind of hear you. Isn't that cool that we can hear each other even though we're holding it by sh- Oh, you could still hear me? Oh, because I guess the cauldron lets noise out, but uh doesn't let noise in. Also, when you two come in, make sure to double check. Uh, I'm glad you both trust me to make my way here. So, okay, so it looks like... uh Oh, no, this is another test... uh so I'm going in another room. There's a hallway ahead. And uh, then, okay, so I'm going down this first hall. This is where I heard the noises. They're still in the distance now, though. So it says that I, to choose I get, to choose your next door based on your, uh, so it says uh, those of the highest intelligence use this door. And those like uh, there's just one just average, and then there's one uh, the highest wit. Uh, so this one seems easy. It's like uh, I mean, it's kind of like a little bit of uh, obvious. I should go through the just. I always thought they should have this with parking lines. Uh, if you're a great parker have people go through that line. I would not go through that line because I think a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'm the best. So this one seems like I should just go through just like just like the bed in that story, just right. Uh, just average is just right to me. Okay, and, yeah, so now it's a little bit darker in this hall. And so Don Dankle and Lady Witchweird, if you were more courageous, uh, though I guess this would be, I should probably ask what you would do and then do the opposite. So what would you do, walk down the hall cautiously? Okay. So what would the opposite of that be? Someone that was even more confident would walk down blissfully unaware. I guess I'll crawl down this hallway. Um, because I was looking at it like I should be brave, but maybe I shouldn't because of this hallways to deter. Oh, so there's endless amount of doors, uh, with, uh, with things, uh, but I guess cause I'm crawling, I'm noticing, uh, that, uh, I'm trying to feel, I think there's a broom closet up here, but I feel air coming through it only because I'm on the floor. All the other doors, the air kind of feels stagnant. Uh, so, oh, yeah, I opened the broom closet door, and it looks like the, these tests are not as hard as, uh, I mean, I guess this was sooner or later. So you better come in because now I'm seeing something that reminds me of the transverse plane here.
It's like a mist uh, that turns into a cobblestone path. I can smell real smells. Uh, oh, hey, Lady Witchbird. Hey, Don Dankle. Good job, Germ. You passed. Uh, you've got us past the tests. Thanks, Lady Witchbeard. So, yes, yeah, so should we follow this cobblestone road? Dondanko, what do you think? Should we follow the cobblestone road? Are you trying to get me to say follow the cobblestone road? Yeah, I was, but I thought it would sound more. I don't know. It's from a story. Never mind. It's like a, it's a pop culture reference neither one of you would get. And even if someone that might get it, they'd say. Because there was a yellow, once upon a time, there was a yellow brick. Oh, so we're going to start walking. So we'll just walk down this cobblestone road. Oh, wait, we're at a, a path. Uh, I can see a town down there to the right. Uh, it looks like to the left goes up and around town. Looks like a pretty, Lady Witchwood, you have a look on your face. Uh, so you should probably explain to me in Don Dankel what's what you're seeing. Uh, because otherwise, uh, yeah, Germ, Don Dankle, this is the town I grew up in. And there's definitely some, let's go around town. This uh, path is Cobblestone Road. We'll follow this one to the left. It's going to go around town to the industrial area. Uh, but you could tell by the tone of my voice, I'm sure, and the look on my face that uh, something's not right. Uh, so this is where I grew up. Uh, I feel like this is the same. If I'm looking at some of the trees and the construction of the buildings, it's been at the time in this world I've been gone uh, it seems like it's still in the same time period, but uh, something is very different. So we're going to go around town. It's also very quiet, as you can all tell, but that's not uncommon. As even though to the two of you it might seem a little bit dark and misty, it is the middle of the work day, so everyone could be at work. Okay, but Lady Witchbeard... Uh, but yeah, something's in that right, uh, Lady Witchbird. So we're going to take this. Is this like, uh, one of those roads that goes around town to the industrial area? You said, yeah, to, uh, to where my family and I w worked and most of the people in the town would work. Uh, and this was a family we all worked in, you know, you know what I, we've gone through this a little bit, Daw, but Don Dankel, you might not know. You know, my family and I, uh, my larger family unit, uh, we're in the sustainable horn business, uh, which means sustainable horns, you know, that nat Mother Nature has a fall off or that replace themselves and we can take off, you know, in a kind and dignified way, you know, take a little shavings off the horn you know, do horn maintenance for the animals. Oh, for animals, Don Dankel. Sorry, not, uh, the horns could be made into musical horns. So you may be able to smell and soon we'll be able to see the fields and the hills. Uh, uh, it's good that we can smell all the animals uh, that we use, all horned animals, to answer you and Dawes' question, Don Dankel. Uh, it probably exists in most realms, you know, uh, 
antlers are kind of like horns. Uh, um, I know Daw will say horny toads and then giggle. And if if a toad if it was a horned toad with a horn, uh, which is mostly made up of the same things as your fingernails, Don Dankle and Daw. But not exactly the same thing. And in magic and different alchemists, you know, they would have a certain, be imbued with certain properties. And not just for magic, you know, for other things. But we, like in our world, we practice everything sustainably. So everything here was part of that process. You know, a happy animal, a happy horn, I guess that would be make a dog giggle too. A happy horn, a day, a horn you know. I'm just trying to figure in a way that I can say without a dog getting a kick out of it, but we'd keep our horned animals happy. But so also you're asking, yes, uh, we're going to avoid the town. How do I know something's wrong? Also, dog, you have your hand up. What was your Lady Witcher, I love how all the balconies, does everything... Well, how come you never told me every building has balconies where you you grew up... uh, do you know I love balconies? I love sitting on a balcony, standing on a balcony, being on a balcony. If that's a good question, doll. Yes, and that's how I know something's wrong is because uh, because all the windows on the balconies are closed. Not exactly, doll. We have a tradition here in our our area, and it's part of a greater tradition that's a practice in different ways but the simplest way to say it is that we had what we would call what i would call in a way that's hard to see that maybe you won't is we call the balcony subtext i guess or that's not what we called it but that's what how it'd be described i'm sorry lady which we are i know doll you i'll try to under un, un, to help you understand and, you know, in, in, in Don Dangle, you're kind of nodding because in piracy, we do have different ways of, you know, keeping teamwork and keeping a ship functioning emotionally through communication and expression and balancing, you know, negative attitudes and, you know, making sure, you know, maybe like, uh, like uh, something similar in Dawes world be the rain practice or there's the idea of uh, small ways of uh, self-expression and, and healthy ways of self-expression. And that's the way we did it here was balcony subtext and people like uh, it wasn't passive aggressive though. So it wasn't really subtextual. I don't quite know, but you could, you would put things on your ballot, like, I guess like uh, arts in some sense. And if you were displeased with something political and it became, it was fun because it was always some sort of symbolism that you would have that either people could, couldn't figure out only you would know, or you would try to figure it out. But it was always a positive, not necessarily positive. You could be frustrated and sometimes it would be very, you know, if you were just feeling frowny, maybe you put a frowny face, I guess it would be how Daw would just, you know, something like that. But you could be expressing something of frustration about one of the votes or about a change in priority. And that would all be accomplished on your balcony, every balcony. And I don't see any balcony subtext, uh, 
there's a lot of uniformity on all these balconies. And that tells me that there's a, uh, that there's a bal- everybody had to have their balconies clean for some reason, Lady Witchbeard. Yeah, Don, Don Dankle, do you have a perspective? Lady Witchbeard, I could see if this, uh, this conqueror of witch worlds, as you described her, has taken hold here, usually with some sort of uh, authoritarian type figure that doesn't have, you know, we, that doesn't have an, you know, isn't part of a guild with the, the, where there's a give and take, you know, we pirates, you know, people always just assume, and there are pirates, you know, that are outside of the guild. Anyways, they may, Want not want any dissenting forms of expression, particularly I would say, Lady Witchbeard, these type of, uh, I'm very interested in this because I, I wonder, you know, there really isn't the privacy space, to, but maybe we could do something with chalk. Uh, I don't know, Lady Witchbeard, because remember that sidewalk chalk, Dahl was talking about it. It was uh, one of those times we had too much downtime. Uh, but it is a good way uh, where you're empowered to express your opinion, and your opinion is heard in some sense or seen here, and even validated. Or you could, I guess, if it was some some very, you know, I think it's an interesting conversation starter, and I'm sure that it would feel a little threatening having people empowered to express their opinions in a way that may seem, especially if someone was, you know, that's not passive-aggressive, but that seems that way, but that has a little bit of flavor of that uh, rebellion to it, Lady Witchbeard. That's what I like about it. Uh, uh, back uh, when Daw was talking about the newspapers in Daw's world, and the, the, so, yeah, I think it's interesting, but it does tell me that there's a presence of something that's saying, oh, no, 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 no. Is that what you're getting at, Lady Witchbeard, or is that what you're sensing? Exactly, Don Dankel, for, for my, my people, my, you know, my, my family and my extended family to give up, they're very... Like I said, like you're saying with piracy, keeping a balance of uh, strong opinions is important. And even, you know, like uh, it doesn't mean, you know, like I said, I had to move away from the witch world because it, even though you could express yourself, it, it still was limiting to me. That's why I became a pirate and, you know, once I was exposed to the pirate realm. But for most people, uh, just being able to express themselves and discuss it uh, created a healthy dialogue that it sounds like has been shut down because it wouldn't be just uh, something people would forget about. Uh, it has to be a total change in the way everyone here is operating. So, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying, Don, Dan- Dan- Don Dankel, but uh, it's an, it's something's happening. Oh, Lady Witcher, is that like your uh, horn factory? 
Is that a horny face? <laughs> okay, dog, that's enough. Uh, yeah, that's uh, an, uh, the one of uh, that's our work set of work buildings. Uh, and then you can start to see the free roaming. There's some places where some of our like what you would call livestock. We don't call them that, but there there's some that are free roaming. And then you can see the stone walls or some of the creeks in the hills. Uh, that separate lady which are those horned sheep uh i guess you could call them that daw they're kind of like antlers i've never seen a sheep with antlers before it's kind of kind of cute and not cute at the same time and lady which how are what why is it uh the way it is like uh just dog just depends on what kind of grasses or flowers they may eat uh, how much water they need and their temperaments uh your horned sheep uh you know they tend to uh you know they butt they it's interesting they butt they they butt people while they're asleep so we like won't don't want them accidentally butting another kind of animal that would start any trouble uh, Lloyd Witcher is on Dankle. I'm thinking that, uh, we're be, do you have a sense of, uh, something else, uh, Lady Witchbeard? Yeah, Don Dankle. They're, they're all waiting for us, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're definitely being observed and, uh, uh, Lady Witchbeard, who, who's waiting for us? All my old co-workers, uh, you mean your family, right? Because you used to, your coworkers are your family, right? That's correct, Daw. So we're going to need to uh, come up with a plan now. And uh, I think I'm going to have to have you and Don Dankle take the lead. And Lady Witchbeard, how would you like Don Dankle and I to handle things? Well, correctly would be great, Daw. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, Daw. I mean, so Don Dankel, despite kind of what we talked about and the, the the changes we made, I still am your apprentice, and, and I think I still do need to, while we've bent the pirate code, I still do need to... You know, I've been reckless and I haven't been following the pirate code as your apprentice of late. Okay, I understand, Lady Witchbeard. That makes sense to me. And the other thing is, uh, like, uh, I was thinking when I was, uh, when the pirates had me in that cage and I was silenced, you know, how silence can be golden. And I know I said that to you, Daw, but I think maybe that's what we go in here as. Okay, so what do, what do you mean, uh, Lady? What you mean? We we shouldn't talk, correct, Daw? And Daw will go in. It'll be Don Dankle, you, and then me, and we'll keep our heads down, and we'll just walk in the the the, the main shift door down there. They're going to be waiting for us, I think. Uh, Okay, Lydia, which, could you teach me that spell with the magic map? And maybe I could have something stuck to my face then, because, like, uh, just in case I start to talk, uh, 
Okay, Daw, here, I'll just show you on your hand how to trace this. Oh, so I just trace that symbol. You would trace that symbol on something and then put it on your face. Uh, that's it. Uh, no, that's not it, Daw, but you have you have some... We can talk more about magic at another time. But all you need to do... Okay, so I actually have this... Uh, this kerchief here, so I can put that over my face uh, or my mouth, and that would keep probably keep me from talking. Yeah, you could do that, Daw. Oh, so there we go. Everybody's like, people are already. Mur- oh, you guys are not talking already, but I, I like, uh, seems like everyone's chattering as we come in. Wow, that's a lot of different witches, uh, and uh, like. Uh, Oh, I better, like, uh, oh, look, it's Lady Witchbeard's returned. Oh, Lady Witchbeard, we're so glad to see you. You must have known how much. Come in, come in, all of you. We've been waiting for you. You're just in the nick of time. So, so they're kind of talking over me, Lady Witchbeard and Don Dankel, but uh, I think she's here. She's here to save us. Uh, clearly, our our daughter and our sister returns. And she's got two assistants with her. And she, oh, she, Lady Witchbeard, you're being so quiet and so stern with us. We'll explain everything. Don't worry. And we know, we know what it looks like. Uh, okay, she's still not speaking. Does anybody, uh, uh, Lady Witchbeard, we're, we're, could, could, excuse me, gentlemen, is that gentleman has a kerchief on his face, uh, Lady Witchbeard, we have so many questions. We assume you follow. We, 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 well, we assume you're, you're investigating things and you know what's happening. And I know we need to explain ourselves and what it looks like, but, uh, you know, she came from the past, uh, somehow. Uh, well, then someone came, like, so I guess there was some sawing in another world. And this brandy came. So that wasn't from the past. I'm sorry, Lady Witchbeard. I was just trying to get your feeling. At first, I wasn't going to tell you. But brandy came. And she was visiting our world. And then she revived uh, the Conqueror. And, uh, like, yeah, she was basing it on some song. I don't even know what the song was. Uh some song about conquering and stuff. Uh, and she worked with the conqueror because she had something. Okay, Lady Witchard, hello. Are you going to react to anything we're saying? Uh, so, so she made some kind of deal with the conqueror. And now we're all stuck. Uh, we've been taken over. Uh, we're power, we're mostly powerless. We're working. I mean, like, uh, okay. So we like, but that's all we know. Lady Witchbeard. Okay. She's not responding to me. Can someone else come up here? Okay. Connie, it's, uh, it's your aunt. Uh, we promise we're not, we're telling you everything. And... Okay, so there's more we do know. So we do know that uh, the deal they struck is some sort of power exchange. Uh, 
So it's based on power and commerce and something else, Brandy, some personal thing with Brandy. And, yeah, they did strike a deal with us. We didn't just uh, go along unwillingly. We did go along willingly because we'll have uh, full access to the bounty of the 13 seas, apparently. I guess, in a way, that's not so much sustainable for the 13 seas, um, but will be great for us. They said the bounty of the 13 seas compared to the size of our world. And there's all sorts of other horned uh, sea creatures, I guess. Uh, so we'll have easy access to all those sea creatures. Now she'll control all of that, but she'll also be. She'll spend most of her time in the Thirteen Seas, dominating that world. And she's already made deals with, I guess, like uh, something to do with canals, like uh, no more seas, just canals. So not much will change in our world. I mean, we'll be, you know, we'll be working, you know, we'll have freedom, but not as much freedom as we had before. Uh, but we'll have a different kind of peace uh, because, we, like, a, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we made a deal with, uh, we made a deal, basically. And also, I mean, a priming, you're better off being in this world. So are you going to, I mean, I guess that means you won't be able to play pirate anymore, Connie. No more piracy for Connie. No more seals, seas for you to sail. She's not reacting. Can someone take over for me? Oh, yeah, I could take over. Good, it's your sister here. Um, so, yeah, you should have heard the stuff she said about you. Lady Witchbeard, she made some serious comments about you. And... She said you wouldn't even be welcome back in the witch world. She said you would probably be, she was going to deal with you. She said she would outsmart you. And then we said, well, I don't know if you get it. Maybe you should just make, maybe we like, uh, and then she kept asking us if we knew where you were. We said, no, Connie left home a long time ago. She goes by Lady Witchbeard. She sends us letters. Uh, we did show her all the... I mean, you weren't exactly... I mean, you think just because you're a pirate, you're better than us. Uh, also, she used to talk about the way you styled your hair. She also made comments about your breath and your clothes. She's not reacting, everybody. Connie, w Lady Witchbeard, uh, Connie, why aren't you reacting to any of this? Hi, Connie. I'm your former best friend, and this is another sister of yours. Um, of course, we also told her you arrived here. I mean, you probably already knew that, uh, so maybe that'll that'll get you react. Her minions are on their way to catch all of you and your two assistants here, and they'll catch you and like uh, hold you until she comes back. She said she actually has more important things to do than deal with you. And then either her lesser minions and us, of course, could easily deal with you. But, I mean, we totally did that just to avoid punishment. Also because we felt like you thought we, you thought we were better than you were better than us. Also, we get reward for turning you in. Turning in old lady witch beard.
But, uh, I don't know, you don't seem to care either, which is strange, because we thought, uh, you know, we told her, actually, maybe we should catch Connie for you, because she's the only one capable of disrupting your plans. I don't think we told her that, because we figured she knew it, because we figured if you get lost your temper, like in the old days, uh, Connie, Lady Witchbeard, because you had more power than any of us and just more potential. That's why no one, everyone wondered, why did Connie stop being a witch? And he said, well, I'm a witch pirate. We said, well, isn't it being a witch good enough for you? Okay, but we really needed you. We're only telling you this to get you angry, Connie, and get your temper going so that you could put a stop to this. Uh, but she doesn't seem angry. Is there something happening here? Like, she's supposed to get angry. Excuse me, can, can he's got a kerchief over his face. Who Who are you? Uh, good evening, everyone. My name is Don Dankel, and uh, Lady Witchbeard is actually my apprentice. Uh, no, she went by Connie. She's a Lady Witchbeard in our world. Her name's Connie, and she has a bad temper. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, no, Lady Witchbeard uh, now follows the pirate code. She's not allowed to speak at all. But we broke her trust, so she probably can break any oath to a pirate code and tell us that she's going to, um, you know, whatever, turn all the minions into nudie-poo. And then, and also, you're not a pirate. You're just someone that plays a pirate, Connie. You're Connie the Witch. You're just, you know, you're supposed to work in the polishing. You, you all, okay, excuse me. Please don't speak. I've let you speak, and, and uh, I, I don't appreciate you bothering my apprentice, Lady Witchbeard. Seems like you had some sort of a plan within a plan within a plan to uh, take both sides, hopefully. The Connie lady, which you're familiar with, would get very uh, upset uh, and react and do something where you would have the advantage. Either she would eliminate this other person you're referring to. We don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest. We just, uh, we were in a ship. We accidentally fell through a cauldron, and here we are. That's impossible. That's just not possible. It's, it is possible. Uh, I haven't, uh, Lady Witchbeard hasn't spoken, and she's not scheduled to speak for another 11 days. Uh, so, you know, we, we were just, uh, uh, she indicated where, where I should go. I was hoping to find some help. We, we need some hemp and rope. Did you say, so... Who is this? You're, you're Don Dankle? Are you? Uh, do you, Do you understand the the minions of the Conqueror of Worlds is come are coming? And you're supposed to put a stop to them if they come. Well, at least we made the deal, though. So if they come, they'll catch the Lady Witchbeard. But they're not going to follow through on the deal. We made we only made a deal with the Conqueror of Worlds so that Lady Witchbeard would deal with the Conqueror of Worlds. Okay, well, I've heard enough of this nonsense. Lady Witchbeard is a pirate uh, and a witch uh, and an apprentice, a member of the Pirates Guild, which we're, attempting, we're, we're investigating. That's what we're doing is investigating 
uh, some reason the Pirates Guild isn't meeting. Also, you know, I read, I've read a lot of books about your world, and it seems like your balconies are looking a little bare. That made me sad. I was so looking forward to the expression on each and every one of your balconies. Uh, but it's clear to me now that uh, we're not going to find any hemp in rope or, you know, and you mentioned a nudie poo, and we were looking at, uh, you know, the, the, we, we, we should go because clearly I can see by all of your body language that we only have a few minutes. Uh, and it seems like you run a wonderful, sustainable, horn-based business. Uh, and I'm so glad that my uh, apprentice, apprentice uh, here has a kerchief over his mouth. Uh, but uh, that, uh, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out uh, if, if you have any reading material that you could leave. We're going to exit through there. Because we are trying to figure out uh, Nudipu, Sava Root, and uh, some sort of binding agent, uh, and how that falls into what you're saying. So, and maybe if I, I, you know, like later on, who's to say if old Connie. You know, who's smart enough now, maybe young Connie, when young Connie hung around with all of you, I could see why young Connie would lose her temper. Maybe no one knew that uh, she could be both a witch and a pirate, uh, but that Connie has a longer vision now. So maybe uh, Lady Witchbeard will return to save all of you from this pickle you found yourself in so you could express yourself on balconies and through horn-based businesses or other, you know, communities that have their own businesses that you trade with. It would be a shame for all of you to lose that. And uh, so we'll be off. Uh, oh, thank you for this book. I'm looking for it's a, it's a binder of uh, information this will help us, and uh, maybe it'll help uh, Lady Witchbeard. But Dawn, Lady Witchbeard, and I'll be uh, heading out uh, uh, up this uh, door towards maybe those uh, horned sheep, I think. Uh, come on, Dawn. Come on, Lady Witchbeard. Dawn, you can take that off. Uh, you can talk now. Wow, I forget. I totally forgot Lady Witchbeard's name was Connie Dundankel. Lady Witchbeard, you probably shouldn't talk till we're out of earshot. Also, it looks like if you talk, you just raise your voice strongly anyway. So, uh, what do you think, Don Danko? We're going to um, hide out in the, the sheep pens? Well, Daw, it was that book from one of your worlds. We're going to get underneath. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think you knew this, but the, there's also a, the uh, antlers uh, curve all the way underneath those sheep uh Maybe Lady Witchbeard was telling me about it, and, and uh, maybe I read about it somewhere. And that's uh, it's the that's how the babies uh, rest in those antlers uh, on the mother sheep, and that's how they're nursed is in the arms of antlers. Uh, there's a lot of poetry uh, of visitors to the witch world that write about these uh, sheep. I guess you don't read it at all. Oh, to be. An ant, you know, baby. Anyway, so I think we could just like a book I read from your world, uh, where people would hide under the sheep's. Uh, that's how uh, 
Odysseus, uh, we could be late. We don't need it to hide. We could just get it. You see, okay, so let's put Lady Witchbeard under that one. And we're going to remove these uh, fence posts here and uh, kick them down. And I'm going to put Daw, you're under there. Yeah, get comfortable. You probably will sleep for a while because they're going to start going. Because uh, these sheep, it just happens to be our timing. When the gate opens, they migrate. Uh, uh, now, unfortunately, Daw will have to, will be woken because these are all, like a lot of these are the single sheep and they're going to go migrate. Uh, to their spring meeting grounds, but it'll take five to six days for them to get there. So we'll hide. I don't think the minions will ever, there's too many sheep. There's, uh, it looks like tens of thousands of them. And they're already moved. They move very, very fast. As you noticed, uh, I'm right next to you in a sheep. Uh, luckily the sheep stay close together. So they, they move in tr- threes, uh, so, yeah, let's rest and get comfortable. Uh, Lady Witchbeard's falling asleep, I hope. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll figure things out when we get further away from this uh, dawn, Lady Witchbeard. Uh, it's a good thing I did a lot of reading uh, across worlds. Uh, good night, Don. Good night, Lady Witchbeard. And good night, everybody. Don Dankel, cradled underneath the sheep and the antlers of a sh- antler based sheep. Uh, good night. All right, everybody, it's uh, time for another episodically modular episode of our series, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. They're tales of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, she's, a, she's, a, she's a witch, she's a pirate, she's a heroine, and she adventure. she's in the middle of an adventure that's episodic, so you can listen to it in any order. Just in case you missed all the other episodes, those are just prequels. You say, wow, just like the movies, I could go watch this now that I've seen this episode and slept through it and not listen to it. I could also fall asleep to all those other episodes, too, and I don't really have to worry. Now, if you're a completist, totally understand it, but it really is designed so you could start now. I think this is episode nine. Then go listen to one through eight or listen to eight, seven, six, five. And you say, oh, wow, that's a fun way to do it. If you do do that, let me know because that's cool. But if you want to listen one through whatever, you could listen. Yeah, you can do it that way, too. That's the beauty of podcast technology, making a playlist in your podcast app. But I just wanted to, to, to put you at ease that don't worry, I'm going to catch you up on everything. I guess that's what I'm supposed to be doing, but I got distracted. So what's happened with, or who's Lady Witchbeard? She's a witch, she's a pirate. She lives in the world of the 13 seas, though she's been in our world, too. That's how I came across her. I was working as Daw at a bed and breakfast where she was, uh, well, two different times I d- came across her doing some R&R. As, as the old, that's how pirates relax, get that, uh. And she said that uh, she didn't think she didn't find it funny either. It's funny because she did not find that uh, funny, even though. And I said, Lady Witchbeard, did I tell you? Are you here for R and R or R and R? And she said, I'm resting, please. Uh, so I met her the first time. We had some adventures. Then we she had to have some more adventures to kind of clean up after a mess I left behind. Then she needed R and R again. 
Then I came and I said, you know, once you've been on an adventure with Lady Witchbeard, you know, life is not as uh, quite as adventurous. Uh, and, you know, those of us that have worked with amazing leaders before, you know, once you've been under, I don't know if that's being under her tutelage, but uh, it is like uh, it is a safe place to be in. Like uh, when you're working with Lady Witchbeard, even when you're on an adventure, you feel safe and cared for. So, of course, I wanted more of that. So eventually went on another adventure based on the song Brandy or based on the fact that I kept playing that. I kept trying to play songs that would. So Lady Witchbeard said, there's a myth like that back in our world of the 13 seas. Meanwhile, at the same time, Lady Witchbeard had let her pirate piracy credentials run out with the Pirates Guild. Or whatever the other words you use that I always forget. Uh certifications so she was supposed to become an apprentice to this other this pirate don dankel to kind of reacquire her certifications she didn't really like that but then we headed off on this brandy adventure then we kind of at first ran afoul of don dankel then don dankel ended up going under lady witchbeard's tutelage because don dankel i guess was so comfortable like, it, well, the Piracy Guild seems like it's not functioning right now. So Don Dankel, there was this never happened in that episode, but I would assume, because it was a private conversation, I wasn't there, that they had a conversation like, Lady Witchard, you know, you, you know, I'm comfortable as a leader, but you're even, uh, you know, maybe I should learn some more leadership from you. Something like that. I'm just guessing. Like, work together as equals with you at the head. Those aren't conversations a lot of people have. They say, wow, like, uh, you're a little bit more competent than me. So I'll be, you're, you know, I don't know. But I'm just guessing that that was a conversation. It could have gone, you know, could have been Lady Witchbeard could have been leading that conversation, too. But so that's how Don Dankel and I, or and Lady Witchbeard, are on this adventure. We thought we were going to look for Brandy, who loved the man who loved the sea. And then things, you know, as as happens, uh, we didn't we got more than we expected, especially in a sleep podcast way. We found out they were mining some sort of plant roots, and uh, also they were looking for some sort of binding agents. And nudie poo, newt, newt excrement, and it makes some sort of gel that seals up the sea. We also learned that Brandy was working with, uh, again, when you're in the transverse plane, much like, like uh, cinematic versions of the multiverse, a lot of stuff can happen. So... Uh, apparently Brandy's working with some other witch from, from the past, from the witch's past, uh, like some dominant figure. And so we found that out by returning to Lady Witchbeard's home and the witch, witch world, which, so there's a, there's a world of the 13 seas. That's where our adventure mostly takes place. There's our world, whatever earth two or whatever they're calling it nowadays, Earth 1.0, I don't know. Like, sometimes I get it mixed up. Uh, and uh, there's also the witch world, but then there's a pre, like the old witch world, still in the witch world, but the past. This dominant figure is from the mythology of the witch world. Somehow she came forward 
into the present of the witch world, which is parallel present at our world and the 13 realms, 13 seas. She's working with Brandy. I don't know. I can't remember how much more we inferred, but we know Brandy and this dominant, they're, they're working. Oh, we do know. I think they're planning on sealing up the sea or gelatinizing the sea. Maybe, I don't know if this is, this might be, I may be doing some exposition here that I would like that, we, like, which was like, this was exposition for the episode, Scoots. And I say, well, in the episode, I'm Daw. But so they're planning on gel, gel, turning the seas, all the 13 seas into jello. And then, I don't know, somehow that would make commerce more efficient for the witch world and the world of the 13 seas. Not benefit everyone, obviously. But those, uh, you know, those ones like uh, whatever, turning the wheel. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's it. Like, so Don Danko, Lady Witchbeard, and I, we had escaped from the witch world. Well, we were still in the witch world, but we're we're not there anymore. We got out of the witch world eventually. We were hiding out because uh, they, like, Lady Witchbeard's family tried to make a deal to either get Lady Wishbeard mad or to turn us over to the, um, whoever this other figure is. I don't know if I caught their name. And so we got away from that. Good news. Um, and yeah, so we're on an adventure. I, I, don't, I, I guess our next move will come up when I, when the episode, in the episode, the actual episode. And now our Hollywood announcers here. What like uh, giving us their time, giving us their gravitas or gravitas? Oh, I say gra- gravi gravi. Whoa, I can't even say gravitas or gravitas without getting distracted because there's so much of it oozing. Well, he's like a center of gravitas uh, that uh, I re- revolve around, Mister Antonio Banderas. Ah, uh, friends beyond the binary. The ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, it's time to have an adventure in Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Splish, splash, yah. Also, this, uh, congratulations on a thousand episodes, Scooter. I know it's, uh, when we're recording this, uh, is coming up, uh, and then we'll be at, uh, I don't know what episode this would be, like 20 or 30. We're in uncharted territory, just like when you're on an adventure with the Lady Witchbeard. Thank, thanks, Antonio. So you're going to be able... I heard... Uh, I did hear some sort of click with your mouth noise. Uh, I mean, I think we probably... It might be there. So I don't know if you're following all of the protocols, you know, that... Uh, you, you, you know, I just wanted to make sure since this episode 1000, you know, I'm not, whole, I'm just trying to, let's touch base. Maybe we can make it as a, we could talk about it over a game of Chrononauts or something. Maybe we could listen to some shot, maybe watch some Shanana and play some Chrononaut, Chrononaut, uh Okay, Scooter. Okay, thanks. That's Antonio Banderas, and this is Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Okay, Lady Witchbeard, Don Dinkle. Let me just see if I understand uh, everything clearly. So, 
like so there actually is a man who loves the sea and you're thinking that it's not a metaphor like uh that he like loves the sea not in like i guess it is isn't love it's a love here's the question lady which weird is love figurative and metaphorical and tangible or is it, I guess you'd say sometimes it is, uh, or if you were my, you know, if I talked to you, if I paid to talk to you, you'd say, well, I don't know, doll, what do you think? And I'd say, well, I think I just said what I think I said, uh, is it, uh, like, uh, is it making something out of nothing at all? Okay. Probably shouldn't get, we should probably shouldn't go on another song to get distracted. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, 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 it's simple. It's one thread we haven't tugged on. We, we've seen it's one thread through this whole thing. Oh, this, so this is like that sweater song? I don't know, Daw, but this this is. Think about the whole journey we've been on. And in some sense, we've. I didn't even realize it either, but we've been looking for the man who loved the sea the whole time. But we were looking through the man who loved the sea. There is a long-standing myth in the Thirteen Seas of a man who loved the sea, and there's—it's not just one. Mon- I mean, yeah, it's not a homogenized myth. Though. There's different myths in different regions and different seas. You know, mer people or cities under the sea, or strange myths. You know. Of, I guess what you're saying, Dawes, actually, oh boy, I'm not believing what I'm saying. It's actually correct. Sometimes it's been figurative, sometimes it's been more metaphorical, and sometimes I guess you'd say it's been tangible. There's been proof. Uh, yeah, so that this is our last, uh, I mean, otherwise... And I know this is strange coming from me, but not after dealing with my family and old community. At this point, I don't think we need to to have direct conflict with uh, as things unfold. We need to get more information from. So the man you you you're saying the man who loves the sea is real. Well, doll, you're gonna find that out, and, and you're like. Uh, so is that why you're you're buying time, Don Daco? Could you talk to Daw and, and maybe uh, help Daw get, get just uh, quickly, you know, suck on this gumball, so that Daw can communicate with some fish and we can find out if there is a man who loved the sea. So Daw, you just suck on that gumball because we we really need you to talk to some fish to find out uh, where the man who loved the sea will be okay but, but so uh, okay i'm gonna put the gumball in which fish should i talk to well we're we're, doll, we're at the we're, we're we're in the hair the, the, these we're in the herring capital here and so talking to all these herring will we'll, uh some one of them will know because this is a big uh, this is a, the area where all the 13 seas all their business is talked about. Every everything, every tangent we could ever possibly go on. 
It can't explain it more. Just take the gumball, please. Okay. So, hey, uh, hey, hey any, anybody, uh, anybody know about a man? We're, oh, you were listening to our conversation. How you doing? Oh, you got all the info? Yeah, so, oh, do you, how do I speak fish? I don't know. I just uh, sucked on this gumball. You know, I, I'm fr- I, you know, I made some friends with some newts earlier. And I'm looking for a man who d- loves the sea. Not in a, um obscure, like in a way that could be metaphorical or figurative. Or here's a question. Probably not for you, Herrings. But uh, am I... Like, so what you're hearing is somehow not, it goes beyond words to something that makes sense in your minds, I guess. Hopefully, like the translation, I read this book recently, and the person, like in the book, a fictional character in the book, less, uh, like won an award for the, but in a place where his book was translated. And he realized that the translator had kind of upwritten his book in the translation. So hopefully that's happening here with my communications with you. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, do, 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 well, oh, and just like all of you herrings, I'm guessing from what Lady Witchbeard said, love discussing what's going on in the world. Some may say gossip or rumor. Oh, beyond the sea, in a place of legend. Okay, can you tell me more? What what would a place of legend be like, or what would this place of legend? Okay, safe, withdrawn. Oh, but he's gonna stay there forever. Okay, it's an isolated place. Does it have a name? Beyond the sea. That's what you call it. Uh, are there other, so it's in the, is it beyond the sea or, okay, it's in the, it's, it's a sea beyond the sea. Okay. Are there sea, okay, there are sea creatures there. Okay. Is there any other stuff I need to know about? Like, uh, is it easy to get to? N- no. Oh, so, cause he's not coming back. So what do you mean? Oh, it's a sea you go to that you don't come back from. Is it so? Is it a figure? Is it a real? Oh, it's a real place. So it's not. So it's tangible. It's not figuratively. You okay? You could come back if you could get back, but you can't get back. So you could like okay. So that's literal. You can't get back from there. But that's only possible. Oh, that's weird. I never thought to discuss this with hearings or anybody. So something's only impossible, literally impossible, if it could be possible, that's quite a, that's quite a tangle. Because if it was impossible, then it'd just be, then it could be, could be, could be anything. Maybe I don't quite, maybe, is there a way for me to talk to you and have you translate my thoughts back to me? No, like you can't up translate my thoughts into something more sensible, huh? Okay. So any other stuff I need to know, because i got to explain this in my own language without a gumball to interpret uh, to Lady Witchbeard and Don Danko. You can see them up there, huh? They they look pretty cool, huh? Okay, so no, that's all I need to know? Okay. All right, thank you so much. No, you have a great day. 
I've always wanted to say that to a fa- I mean, anybody. Okay, bye. Hey, Don Dankel. Hey, Lee Witchbeard. Am I speaking in fish or human? Oh, I guess so. Oh, yeah, melted, huh? Okay, so it took, it didn't take much. So the, um, the, the, they knew exactly who we were talking about. And they said, uh, that, uh, so the man who loves the sea is real. That, that felt, I thought that would take more time to figure out, but, uh, he's real. But apparently he's in a place, uh, beyond the sea, which made me think of something else, uh, but they said not beyond, not not that, like not that beyond the sea, like a sea beyond the sea, a re, but a real sea. They, but he's not coming back, so I don't know. Does that mean we shouldn't go find him? Um, and um, let's see, a very isolated, never coming back. Other sea creatures there. So that's what I have so far. Oh, thank you, thank you, Daw. Well, Don Dankle, it seems pretty clear that uh, it's the 13th Sea. Yes, Lady Witchbeard, yes, Daw, it's the 13th Sea. Place you can't return from. Beyond the sea, sea beyond the sea. I don't know, Lady Witchbeard, I'm going to have to trust your judgment on this. Is uh, We can't, I don't even, the thing is, we can't even get there. Not only is it impossible to come back, it's impossible I've never heard of, I mean, I've heard, of course, we've all heard of people going there, but uh, not of coming back. Okay, so just want to touch base with both of you again. But you're talking, this is a real thing. This isn't like a big farm in the sky where, where, or, huh. This is a real place, but it's impossible to get there and impossible to come back. Is it a paradise? Thank you, Don Dankel. So, Don, uh, it, uh, it's a real place. It's uh, the 13th sea that you always said there's only 12 seas on the map. But, well, there's a lower sea, Don. And it's uh, it's a bit of a phenomenon. And, we're he- I'm he- you know, we're headed there now. And there's a lot of currents that go there. There's a rift in the earth. I think in your world you have rifts in the earth and you have tectonic plates. And to use that analogy or those scientific uh, concepts for you, Daw, this tectonic plate would be much lower than all of the other plates surrounding it. So it, it it's, Daw, it's like a, a lower sea, but seas flow into it. They also uh, flow around it because otherwise you'd say there's a whole, all the seas drain into the 13th sea. It's got some mountainous regions and some upwelling, and, and it, it, that part's confusing, Daw, but basically there's no way to get in because it's a very, it's much lower. It's not like 10 feet lower or 100 feet lower. So uh, we're presuming with what you're saying is that if you went to the 13th Sea, you would, no one's ever come back from there. People have been at the edge of it uh, or close to the edge. Like you can even see as we're approaching even at a distance, this, this mist uh, flying in the sky. But if you were to go over a giant uh, rift-level waterfalls is the way you might describe it in your world, 
There's not a way to get down there. So that's what Dondanko means when it says we're going to, we're going to, there's a one mountain range that overlooks it, but all you could see is mist uh, in the waterfalls. And it's, uh, we'll be able to do it because between Dondanko and I, it's not a very smart idea to go. There's a, there's a, some sea currents that most of the sea creatures, now some sea creatures end up in there by accident, uh, but most of the sea creatures in the world of the 13 seas, their, their systems are hardwired to go to these kind of like jet stream currents in the ocean that are due to upwelling. And I don't understand the physics of it, Don. But if you get in that, it'll carry you away like a river within the sea, away from like there's equal poles almost just so you could be one or the other. And I think that's due to, I don't know. But so... It's not due to magic, but so you can get to this mountain range and look down, but all you could see is mist. And I think that's a good place. So, so that's where we're headed. Like you said, by the power of Earth's here, but it's even, that's not what we're ha- what's happening. So I don't know how we're going to get down there. Uh, and, uh, and, oh, we all, you all, everyone fell asleep while I was talking, even I. Now we're here on the mountain. We just have to climb up around from the beach there. But, yeah, so, the, like, dog, before you fell asleep and, and Danko, that's fine because we needed some time to rest. Uh, I don't know how we're going to get down there. And then if we do, yes, it is uh, technically... No one knows. No one's ever come back. There's people that said they're the 13 seas, but their stories never checked out fully. So that's what the the herring meant, that it's possible to get back within the realm of all possibilities, but it's terribly unlikely. But I think that uh, I just don't see, I think this, my, my, you know, Daw, there's times your gut is wrong, or there's times that things are pretending to be your gut. And and Don Danko and I have talked about this in leadership and, and being yourself and confidence and dignity and all those things. Uh, and your gut, you, you know, sometimes parts you, you know, all parts of us have different agendas. All the parts of the crew externally may have different agendas and thoughts. And sometimes you have to take, make a decision based on your gut that's not 100%. Your gut's not even 100%. And my gut is saying only 80% Daw and Don Danko, so you don't have to go with me because I don't even know how we're going to get down there because if, if we just turn into birds, our feathers will get wet in, in the mist, and I don't know of any bird. So I don't know how we're even going to get down there, and I don't know how we're going to get back. Those are all five uh, percent. We won't be able to get down there. Five percent and nine percent. We won't be able to get back. And then some, some percent that the man who loves the sea won't be useful to us. But I think we have to go based on eighty percent. I'm mean, not eighty percent confident. My gut is saying eighty. I'm eighty percent sure we need to go there, Lady Witchbeard. And for me, I say, well, okay. We could do something based on that 20% uh, or the uh, 10% is doubt uh, or 10% is that the actual logistics. 
Lady Witchbeard, you're doing like Daw math now. You know what I'm saying, Daw and Don Dankel. Uh, so if either of you have an idea of how to get down there, let me know, and then you two can decide. Lady Witchbeard, come on. You know Don, I mean, I can't speak for Don Dankel, but you know I'm coming with you. Yes, Lady Witchbeard, I, I'm coming with you as well. And it's quite a beautiful view from up here, almost like we have a view from a tower. And, uh, but you're right, Lady Witchbeard, I don't see how we could just fly like birds. Uh, oh, it would be a beautiful view, like to glide up here as a bird. Well, wait a second, Don Danko, Lady Witchbeard. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things to misquote is like, uh, the myths around Daedalus De- and Icarus, because I'm not sure who those, like, if that's even the right, uh, I know Icarus, though. They even made a game, I think it was like Icarus, it was called Kid Icarus. And w- what they did is, because uh, th- I think about this, so they made gliders with bird wings and wax, uh, and one thing I actually know is that when wax gets wet or cold, it uh, becomes almost stronger, you know? And what if we, 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 but they got too close to the sun, so it didn't work out for them. But if wax was not too close to the sun, what if we were birds with, with wax and bird feather gliders to cover our wings or that we could put over our backs, uh, when we get closer, you know what I'm saying? And then we glide on those gliders that technically, and then if we get through some kind of mist or something, we still have the, we can still navigate. You know what I'm saying? Cause I would say like parachute or balloon, but again, it's going to get so wet. Uh, you're both looking at me. I'm very impressed. Uh, and I think this is going to work. Don Dankel's already set to work uh, doing things. Uh, oh, and Daw, oh, Daw, you're awake again. Yeah, Don Dankel and I made the wings. And we're both birds. It's time for you to chew on this uh, this dirt that'll make you, once again, a jackdaw. And then we'll glide down there. And... Uh, I think we should rest as we glide. Uh, I'm going to uh, cast one more spell that will you, you will use these actual birds. Uh, it's complicated, Daw, but you don't want to know about it. But you're actually going to... Anyway, we're going to connect with other birds' minds and use their limbic systems to get down there. I just had my... So let's all rest as we glide down there, and then we'll discuss things. When we get to the, when we find a place to land. Oh, Lady Witcher, the last thing I remember you saying was find a place to land. And now we're on a beach uh, somewhere. And I can see far off in the distance the mist and a giant waterfall. Well, it seems like we're miles and miles away. And yeah that's that's interesting like our horizon we have a shortened horizon because we're down we've never been in a place where all the horizon around us was higher than us it's cool yes it's quite beautiful so uh don dankel how, how are you feeling 
pretty good lady which we I noticed just some of the you know there was like lots of observations of us while we were coming in some reason my mind retained that from my from my bird brain dog go ahead and laugh as you said bird brain your bird brain done ankle I guess that makes Lady Witchbird and I bird brains too. Yes, dog. We're all bird brains. And uh, so I think, yeah, see, there's a couple of clams, giant clams coming and watching us. Oh, and yeah, dog, Don Dangle, there's a man coming out of the sea. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, uh, I'm Lady Witchbeard. Uh, this is uh, Don Dankle, and this is Daw. Who who are you? Well, hello. Uh, I guess you could call me Wilts uh, with uh, just a silent M. I am. It's interesting to see the three of you down here. It was quite creative how you glided down. And uh, you're the first uh, people I've seen in, in a long, 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 long time. Oh, do you, do you, were you going to say something else? I'm Daw. Nice to meet you, Wilt. Can we just call you Wilt, though? Because Wilt's, uh, it's an extra syllable. Like, I'm kind of tired from, you know, I'm adjusting to this new place. And I was trying to think of, like, what time zone we'd be in. And then how would you calculate the time zone? It's like, then you'd also have to calculate it for the, so never mind, because I don't want to think about that too much. What can I help you all with? Uh, what are you here for? Well, we're here for you, uh, Wilt. Uh, Lady, I'm, I'm Lady Witchbeard again. And Don Dankle and I, we've been looking for, we were looking for you. Uh, we knew Brandy, and we, we'd heard the rumors. Uh, I mean, I've lived in the 13 Seas for quite a while. Well, I know Lady Witchbeard, I've heard of you. And even Don Dankle, before... I came down here to live. Uh, I lived in all the 13 seas. I loved the 13 seas. I, I was in the guild. Some of the rumors are true, and some of them are myths, and there's probably been other women and men and people who have loved the sea before me, uh, as you may learn since you're going to be. I mean, it, it's interesting. There's never been a community who loved the sea down here, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, and, and believe it or not, in some strange sense, this is a cyclical thing because I did replace, uh, there was a, before me, when I first got here, uh, a woman who loved the sea, uh, but the, I don't want to confuse you too much with history and all those things. I'm just trying to get an idea of you're looking at me and... You're both legendary members of the 12 C. So did something happen? I mean, I've, you know, there's still, I'm up to date on some of the stuff that's happening. A little bit confusing, but uh, I know Brandy was searching for me. And uh, so so what's happening? Did something happen up there in the 12 C's? Well, something is happening, uh, Wilt, and... Uh, yeah, Brandy is behind it, but it's not just Brandy. It's uh, things from my old world, the witch world. There's a conqueror of worlds, and they're planning on conquering the 12 seas, maybe even this 13th sea. Not uh, 
in, in a way, I, I do, we don't quite understand everything that's happening. I'll be honest with you, Wilt. Part of it seems to be power, money. Maybe some of it is brandy, Is has some displeasure with you. And, uh, but we're trying to find a way to put a stop to it uh, because they're going to gelatinize all the seas. And that'll affect a lot of the things you love. May even affect, probably would affect the water coming in here. And uh, so we probably, you know, maybe you should come help us. Uh, well, that's interesting, Lady Witchbeard. Uh, they just gelatinize the entire 12 or 13 seas. I don't see that as possible. I was trying to put together some of the rumors I heard. I mean, I could see them gelatinizing the surface of the sea, maybe, but not the undersea. That's just not possible. And, you know, the, there's machinations, you know, the, the power and, and those type of things are always going on. But uh, I'm happy down here, and I have a kind of a role down here that I have to I mean, I could see the look in your eyes. You know, what happened between I and Brandy? Why am I down here? Why won't I? Why, why am I? Your, your eyes and Don Dankel's crossed arms tell me that you believe they could gelatinize the entire seas. I could tell you it's impossible, but you wouldn't believe me. Uh, and it probably seems selfish that I'm down here, and then I'm going to stay down here. I won't be helping you. Uh, Maybe you think I'm withdrawing from the world, or it's just sad and lonely. Uh, but this is a life I, I'm. Ha I don't know. Uh, do I miss the surface world a little bit? Uh, do I miss Brandy? Uh, no, I love to the sea. I, you know, that's tough stuff to explain to to, to all of you. So there's a part of me, but. Uh, Right, like, uh, I don't know, this is something special down here. And it's kind of all the best parts of the 12 Cs, uh, uh, but we're down here as a group. Okay, uh, Wilt, that's interesting. So you, you're not going to come help us uh, uh, stop Brandy and the Conqueror of the World, so even if uh, there's a chance it could impact you down here? Listen, I'll be honest. I don't think this is really good. I don't think any of this is going to happen anyway. I think that someone will put a stop to it. I think it's overambitious, so I don't think it's going to happen. Can I ask you another question? Do you think Brandy is so unhappy with you that, uh, that this would be just like a, a motivator? No, 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 Lady Witcher. Brandy's is hyper-intelligent, hyper-ambitious. Uh, it would be, it would be, there's bigger things at play. Yeah, but Brandy's always had big ideas and a willingness uh, to slowly make those ideas happen. And, you know, the fact that our relationship didn't work out uh, is tough, uh but I don't think that's Brandy's main motivator is just getting back at me. Though I do probably owe a better explanation. It was just so hard to explain uh, to someone that, uh, well, I'm a man who loves it. You know what I mean, Lady Witchbeard? I think you know what I mean because, 
didn't didn't you? It's a different kind of love, but you loved piracy more than what you left behind too. Yeah, I guess the way you explain it, Wilt, uh, is probably wrong. Like that, uh, you didn't leave it behind. You just, uh, it's tough. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I respect it. I just feel like uh, we do uh, need you, and, like, uh, we we need you. We need your help, and I'd like you to think about it one last time. And maybe you're just afraid uh, to go and face Brandon, just uh, like uh, face that uncertainty. But uh, is that really is your main motivator? Really, just staying down here for you, or for the sea? Do you really love the sea, or do you love what the sea does for you? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying, Lady Witchbeard. And, and, you know, you don't know, I'm not trying to, I, I mean, I guess I am trying, like, uh, you, you kind of don't know everything. So that's what, that's what I would say to that. But uh, yeah, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I'm not a god. I mean, I have obtained power, so I've been down here. That's why I was able to just come out of the sea. Excuse me. Sorry, Lady Witchbeard. Sorry, Don Danko. Are you, do you have gills? It's a good question, uh, No, uh, I'm, I'm amphibious, so. Wow. So, wow, that's cool. Holy mackerel. What I would give to be amphibious. Well, Daw, you have to give, it takes, anyway. So that's your answer, Lady Witchbeard, is I'm not going. Well, uh, Don, Don Dankle and I, and Daw, well, Daw, we didn't, you're coming with us, uh, and you're going to help us find a way back. Uh, I mean, we can't, we're not, we're returning to the 12 seas, even if it's impossible. And we're returning there with you. And so, Don Danko, are you ready? Yes, Lady Witchbeard, I've never been more ready. Uh, Daw, we're, we're going to have to take, we're going to take Wilt with us, uh, so I'll be just follow my just just to follow our leads. Oh, Lady Witchbeard, it's Don Dankle. I w- was ready, but now uh, one of the giant clams seems to be pu- pulling me into it. Its shell. Oh, its shell's closing. Okay, so oh, okay. Well, do you get? Oh, Lady Witchbeard, there's waves splashing me in the face. Uh, I think that Wilt's using Wilt's powers. Also, Lady Witchbeard, I noticed the sand around you's turned into a mud bog, and you seem to be lowering into that uh, watery sand that's so quick. I am, Daw. I'm going to quickly uh, make a, a, a breathing bubble around me. And, I, I, like, uh, Lady Witchbeard, I can't all, totally hear what you're saying because I'm getting splashed in the face. But at least I'm only getting splashed in the face by waves. Man, oh wait, it keeps changing from cold water to warm water. Now I gotta go potty. Oh, Lady Witchbeard. Nope, now waves are crashing on me. Don, I wish I could get to Don Dank. I tried to go to Don Danko's clam, but the waves are just too strong. Oh boy, are they. Oh no, the, like, uh, 
can't see where I'm going. I don't like it would be the worst if I fell into the mud bog too. Yeah. Hey, well, do you see? You, it looks like you're standing in ankle deep water. As you, well, I fell in the mud bog. Now I'm falling down. And just thinking these words. So hopefully, Lady Witchwood or Don Danko can hear my song. Oh, I just bumped in. Oh, hey, Lady Witchwood, thanks for the air bubble. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Daw. So are you down here? Are you stuck down here? Well, Daw, I'm partially. We're partially stuck because I think the water's somehow under the influence of uh, wilt. So I was trying to come up with a plan, and then you joined me. So having two people to come up with a plan is even better than one, Daw. Did you notice anything while you were up there? Lady Witcher, believe it or not, I did. I'm learning from you. Uh, I noticed that Wilt Wilt was standing in the water. Like, even when Wilt, like, Wilt couldn't come towards us directly, right? Like, Wilt was always in the water at least a little bit. Okay, Daw, so what does that mean? What, what, What does that mean? You think that Wilt's power, well, Lady Witcher would have a really big advantage with this because I watched so much cartoons as a kid that uh, there was these two twins on the Super Friends. One of them had these water powers, only water powers. So my theory, though it's different, I, I can't remember if that was Jaina and Jax or something, I think maybe Jaina was my first love if that was who it was. Uh, Okay, Daw, please proceed. So so I think that uh, Wilt has to be connected to the water for the magical powers or whatever just happened. Okay, Daw. But, oh, because I would say, so the clams got Don Danko probably just, you know, hiding in the clam shell. I hope Don Danko doesn't come out without clothes on, like a Botticelli painting or something. I'm sorry, Daw. And it, not not important, but um, so we just have to get the uh, like. I guess we could. I could try some trickery to get uh, I don't know to get to to, to get. We could like me. I could split. Try to play hide and seek or tag with Wilt. I don't know if that's gonna work, Daw. Lee Richard, how long do these air bubbles last? Uh, uh, we'll have to, we, we have a little bit of time, Daw, but, uh, not too much time. Could you, here, could you make one that, uh, an air bubble that, uh, covers all of all of us? Are you saying what I think you're saying, Daw? Yeah, I think I am. Like, could you do, could you do that? Uh, like, what if we go up together and we use the, could you do it with the mud? Could we use the air bubble with the mud? And somehow then I distract, like I come out of the mud though. Like a Samson, isn't that Samson? Oh, I guess you don't have those frame of reference, but like Adonis or somebody, like they cut their hair and then they didn't have any more powers. Okay, I understand. Um, I'll, Okay, so now we just have to figure out how to get out of there. Well, you, Daw, you d- jumped in here. So why don't you go out and see what you can do? And, uh, yeah, just do your best, Daw. 
and I'll be ready. Okay, Lady Witchbeard, I'm going to, uh, can you just give me a boost? Okay, I'm coming out. Oh, I'm out of the mud. Oh, boy. Don't, please, uh, Will, don't splash me anymore. You got to bring Lady Witchbeard up out of the mud. I mean, I know, like, like you probably figured out she's down. You could see her bur- bubbles coming up. Uh, and that's not, you know, that's from breathing, not from too many beans. But, um... I think we'll, we'll, I'll say on Lady Witcher's half that we give up, uh, and we'll work together. How does that sound? Well, I just can't, I don't know if I care to trust the Lady Witchbeard. Uh, okay. Well, um, why are you coming? What, what if we play a game of tag? Like, can I, if I tag you, would you chase me? And I probably wouldn't, dog, because that would tire me out, uh, what if we just, if, like, uh, we could stay in the water. I'm not trying to get you out of the water. Like, uh, hey, are you ticklish? Oh, do, do, I am ticklish, uh, but do, please don't do that. Uh, why would you tickle me? Well, I, I don't know. That's like in the movies how you get people to play. Like, you say, okay, and then let's, like, tag your it. I'm going to go deeper in the water here. Because what if, uh, here's the thing. I don't want to wait, which, here, come here. Come here a little closer, Wilts. I don't want Lady Witchbeard to hear this, but uh, I love, like, you could probably see it on my face. I love, look at me in the water. Does the water feel the same way about me as I feel about it? Though I could see you love the water very much. Uh, I could see it, yeah, I could see you having a real, water likes you, it does. I mean, it's not quite that conscious, but, uh, yeah, you love the water, huh? What's happening? Uh, you're, you're getting, you're in a, you're, you're stuck in an air bubble now and there's no water in there. Here, I'm going to push you out of the water too. Just to be, you're not, what have you, what have you done, Daw? There's the lady witch, she's over there, standing there. Can you let Don Danko out of the clam, please? Oh, the clam's just opening up because you're, you're, you're sealed off from the water. So you got no pot. That's like, this is straight from a, like a movie. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, well, the, the good job, Daw. Hey, Don Dankle. So, Daw, we should be honest with you. Don Dankle and I, we never had the intention of getting Wilt's help. We were going to use Wilt as a bargaining chip and take Wilt back with us uh, and figure out who we should deal with. Brandier the Conqueror. To prevent the ceiling, you know, to to, to, to to change the tide. Oh, so you didn't tell me because I'm not good at keeping secrets, huh? Well, I just didn't know if you'd feel comfortable with it, Daw. But, Will, I think you should know it now, too, because now you've kind of helped us understand that that probably won't work. In some part of you must know that what you're going to do won't work either. You can't isolate yourself uh from things, so you're not. We're not. We're not going to lower the bubble or anything. So I think the four of us should work together now, and find a way to come up with a plan so that we can uh, put a stop to this. What's happening up there, and find a way out of here. What do you think, Wilts? So basically, you're giving me a choice. 
You're helping me. I know, Lady Witchbeard, and you don't have to let me out of my bubble now. Eventually, you probably will. I know part of me knew it was wrong, and, and I didn't really know everything that you're saying. And part of me does feel like you could be right that the whole sea could be destroyed. And uh, I just didn't like... Uh, so you're right, and you don't have to trust me right now. And if I have the choice between being a bargaining chip or being an active participant in saving the seas that I love, uh, not just one sea but all seas, I kind of saw things through Daw's eyes too. So, yeah, well, let's work together. Uh, let's rest because uh, uh, and, and then work together. Does that sound good? It sounds great. Uh, Don Danko, what do you think? Yeah, I think we should just lie down and get some rest uh, and come up with a plan and, and slowly build trust once, you know, maybe once we're out of the, we got to figure out a way to do the impossible, but we'll figure it out between the four of us, I think. Yeah, thanks, Don Danko. Thanks, Daw. Thanks, Wilt. We'll figure this out. Oh, go ahead, Wilt. Yeah, there's even more stuff that I didn't tell you, but, uh, the, you know, the, we do have to figure out to do the impossible because I don't know how to get out here. I wasn't keeping that. I wasn't faking that part either. So that's kind of also part of my thing was trying to get you, you the three to relent. But I, you're probably right that we could do it if we set our minds to it. Uh, but I'm so sleepy now that I'll rest with all of you in my bubble of air. Uh... You know, I can breathe uh, through my lungs or my skin, which is nice. Uh, good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. And we'll be on our adventure again soon. All right, everybody. It's time for our uh, episodically modular series, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Now, if you're new to the show or to Lady Witchbeard, don't worry. This could be your first episode. We designed it in an episodically modular way. So you can listen to them in any order. I'm going to catch up on everything you need to know. And uh, this could be your first episode. You could catch up on the other ones. And you say, oh, those are like the prequels to this, the first episode I listened to. Uh, so let's give you the info then uh, so you can sleep easy. Maybe you're already asleep. You're looking great, by the way. There's nothing that calms me more, really, than the steady motion of a breath, uh, whether it's, you know, wherever I'm seeing it or I'm imagining it right now. That steady breath, uh, just like the few times I've seen Lady Witchbeard sleeping. She's a witch. She's a pirate. She's a heroine. Uh, she was once, once living in a witch world. Uh, you know, world like ours, but witch-based, a witch-based realm. But she said, this isn't really for me. The, just a witch-based life is not for me. She discovered a, a sea-based realm, the world of the 13 seas. And there she became a pirate and a witch. Uh, both skills, uh, I don't have the vocabulary, but, you know, they're not interdependent. Complementary skills, actually, piracy and witchcraft. Also, she, you know, she was one of the few uh, or the only witch-based pirates or pirate-based pirate and witch. Uh, so she had many adventures on the 13 Seas. I met her. We had some adventures. And we just happen to be in an adventure now where it seems like, from what we can tell, 
that uh, a, a, a human, I think from our, no, she was working in the pirate realm. Similar to the song, though, a, a, a woman named Brandy. Seems like she's a pirate at this point, though not an official pirate because there's no more pirate skill to confirm that you're a pirate. But Brandy is working with some witch conqueror who conquers realms or conquer, tried to conquer the witch-based realm and is trying to conquer it again. And they're trying to gelatinize the 13 seas, like turn them from water to a gelatin. I think for a bunch of reasons, uh, you'd say, why would anyone do that? I say, exactly. The sea's just fine as it is, uh, especially in the 13 seas, because they don't got us, you know, to deal with. But uh, I think it's like both like uh, for economic gain, power, control, and uh, maybe a little bit of uh, getting back at somebody underneath it. Uh, now, obviously, Lady Witchbeard's a pirate. Uh, she doesn't want to see. She's with uh, Don Dankel, uh, another pirate, uh, and myself, Daw. And so we, we figured out that that was a plan and that it was somehow related to this person called Wilts. Uh, or hopefully I'll just call him Wilts. Well, I guess it's easier to say Wilts now. But Wilts was also known as the man who loved the sea more than Brandy in a song that somehow made it all the way to our world. Who would have thought, like, the multiverse or the transverse plane, as I call it, actually, they are different things. Like, the more, who would have thought multiverse would get, co like, continually co-opted by corporations uh, uh, and then redefined to say, okay, well, that's not what I'm talking about. Now, back when it was a Spider-Verse, that was a multiverse I could get get behind, uh, any, any, any verse with Miles Morales and those other cool other versions and even Loki's multiverse. I don't know if those are multiverses. So transverse plane is more like that, uh, uh, endless, whatever, but not like the end of Loki. So, okay. I got mixed up there. Is any of that important? Just, it was just interesting to me that I think those there really are permeable layers between the universes or maybe people do travel because the song Brandy, what a good life you could be, you know, something in the love of the sea. That song was not, I guess it was in a movie that happens in another universe too. So that does make sense. So, okay. So, Oh, so the man who loved the sea, we were looking for the man who loved the sea. We found him in the 13th sea, which is a lower sea, which we don't have here on Earth. But it's like uh, where the, um, what are those called? Intercontinental plates or planes? Uh, continental plates, I think they're called or something. If you use that model, this plate happens to be much lower than all the other plates around it. So it's kind of like a sunken plate uh, with water flowing into it. Supposedly inaccessible because it's so far down. Not like anything we have in our world that you, you could get in, but you wouldn't be able to enjoy it because when you got down there, you would probably be traveled to another post, you know, post, uh, whatever they call this realm, big farm in the sky or whatever. But we got down there, 
beautiful, by the way. If you, if you can ever, if you ever get a chance to to uh, go there, maybe in some sort of virtual reality, any sunken realms, gigantic waterfalls, mountains, mist. I guess I picture it, where we were was lush because it was that was the parts that were getting the most light. But I'm sure there's parts that are less lush because of, you know the sunlight's different. But of course we were at, you know if, if for story's sake we were on a lush place but just because it's more that's what that's what I thought of. So I don't I, I don't have time to explain the biology of it uh, the geology. Oh, also, it's closer to the center of Earth. It makes it more warm, maybe. So there we found the man who loves the sea. The man who loves the sea uh, first was resistant to going back with us uh, because uh man who loves the sea was a bit stubborn. Then we kind of had a little, uh, like, uh, interaction Lady Witchbeard and Don Dankel admitted they were taking the man who loves the sea, whether he was going or not. But eventually we got the man who loves the sea to agree. Save this. If you can't just, there's, we got to save all the seas. There's 13 seas to be saved and we need your help. So he agreed, Wilts, uh, and then I think he said, well, I can't, a couple of complications at the end of the last episode. Can't, oh, by the way, I can't leave. And also it's impossible to leave. And like all good sleep podcast stories, we said as a, you know, a team trying to figure out problem solving, better do it on, better not do this without a good night's rest. So our characters rested, and now they wake for another tale of Lady Witchbeard, first introduced by our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, uh, the friends beyond the binary, it's time to take a trip to the 13th season beyond with another tale. Lady Witchbeard. Yeah, splash, splish, magic. Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Thank you. That was magic. Every time you speak, it's magic. Every time your body creaks, so not magic. Uh, I don't know. I think, like, when you, can you not, can we try also not, when you, other than when you're recording, not smiling? Because I thought I think that was another one of the sounds I've been hearing when I've been recording. Like, do you? I'm just imagining this, but I think it's true. Like, you're lying on my bed with the Antonio Banderas, you know, shoes off, but also I have the extra comforter, uh, so I don't, you know, that I have my privacy. But uh, I I can sense that you're 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 trying to silently check your notifications and occasionally you smile. Probably you know you get some text from your family or loved one or somebody witty says something and you smile and I hear this sound. It sounds a bit like I would imagine a wind chime in the home of an angel sounds like when the angel. When the angel's loved ones visit and their wings accidentally hit the wind chime, like that kind of sound, it's kind of like on here we could we would it doesn't really capture what it really sounds like twinkling or tinkling, and I'm pretty sure your teeth make some sort of sound like that. 
or your also your spirit, your joyful spirit, which no offense, uh, makes a noise. I mean, I, I'm just being, it's not, I'm trying not to be judgmental about it. So could you try to just for the next hour and 10 minutes, turn the joy down and maybe not, not, I'm not saying never smile again, but if possible, don't smile uh, physically or on the inside either, because I'm pretty sure it'll still make the sound. Huh, you're one of the few people, you're one of the only people I know that have a confirmation based in conjecture that you make a spiritual noise, uh, your soul makes a noise. I've always been thinking it was your fault, but it's really your soul. Your soul has, a, you have a noisy soul, uh, Antonio. Ah, Scooter, I've never been prouder. And I've never been prouder to know my joy sparks the noise that angels, you know, wind chime and angels' wings would connect you with love. And I'll try not to do that, though. Uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. That's Mr. Antonio Banderas. This is Tales of Lady Witchbeard. All right, Lady Witchbeard, Daw, Dundankle. Yeah, I guess it's time for me to tell you of, of all the myths that uh, in about the drain. And so you have a clear understanding of why we can't leave or why I can't leave, but also why none of you can leave physically. Like, I can't leave willingly, and none of us can get out of here. And, I, you know, I haven't told this tale. You know, I, I'm familiar. This is a tale I live in now, a myth. Uh, I'm living within a myth. Uh, but it explains a lot how these thir this 13th sea came to be and the drain and a lot of others. But I do forget some details, but it is a myth. So, uh, and we can always, I can always, we can always read more about it later. But it starts with the, the goddess, you know, the, there's a multiple, you know, the gods and goddesses and, and powerful beings. And there was this one goddess uh, who loved the sea and everything in the sea so much. And I can very much relate to that. And uh, she, she always doted on the sea. And I don't know, like, I, like uh, there's a different, you know, what, what you would call that goddess is different for everyone. But for the time being, I'll call her Sea Breeze, just for, for a sake. Because I know, like, where, where everybody's from, you might have a different version of this goddess. And then there was also a god of uh, what we would, what, what, now, Daw, I'm familiar, I do a lot of reading, so not the same thing for you, Daw, but what we would call a god of Middle Earth, uh, like actually the middle of the earth, uh, where there's molten materials, or you might call it the god of, uh, Again, as I've been familiar talking with Daw and Daw talks and Daw's sleep, the uh, big, the god of the big farm, the big farmer, we'll call it for this uh, this version of the myth. And the big farm really only works. Uh, the big farm, you know, uh, people come to the big farm and they do, they you know eat some grass or they plant some seeds. They bring skills from the time. They might have been in the realm of the of Seabreeze's realm, 
and they they have new skills or they and they bring those to the big farm and then they move on from the big farm which is a spoiler for some people you know but, but i don't know like this myth doesn't have to do with where do they go after the big farm daw you put your hand down i don't know and this kind of thing you know was kept in balance and uh at some point though seabreeze uh, thought to herself uh she she had been spending a lot of time just with she had fallen so in love with the sea and oh boy do I relate to this too of and all the creatures in the sea she hadn't been enjoying the fellowship of the other gods and some would say she lost her way and she decided that no more she used all her powers to say no more no one's going to the big farm. She didn't realize that there would have been ramifications for the sea. And uh, the big farmer did, though. Also, the big farmer stopped having anybody coming in, which had ramifications for the big farm. And because the big farmer wasn't in the sea, it said, look at the sea's already, like, uh, it's having an impact on the sea. And Seabreeze just ignored those things. So the big farmer went to the other gods and said, look at this. Uh, and the gods said, work it out or let Seabreeze deal with the consequences. And uh, it was frustrating. It, it wasn't as simple as that. But at some point, the big farmer actually went to Middle Earth uh, and said, okay, how much power can I summon? And, and in the power of this case of gravity started pulling, trying to pull as much uh, uh, as it could towards, like it actually increased the gravity in this area. And Lady Witchbird, I know you have thoughts about that, but, uh, and that's what caused this, uh, it basically pulled the earth deep, closer to Middle Earth. And uh, that kind of created this situation to, to try to attempt to restore the balance because, uh, the waterfalls would do, like, Seabreeze didn't expect it. And so all the waterfalls started flowing over. Obviously, they created a new uh, new people for the big farm. But it was a little bit too much. And, uh, uh, like, uh, the pendulum had swung too far the other way because... Uh, uh, the the kind of deep chaos and, and the strength of uh, the big farmer, like the water started flowing, and then it started flowing even into the inner earth, middle earth, the physical middle earth, not just a metaphorical one, being pulled by this stronger pull and threatened to extinguish uh, the fires at the center of the earth, uh, which I think we attribute to some of the, well, anyway, not important. And then there was tons of steam, which also, and then Seabreeze was like uh, trying. So then the, there was more chaos because then the, instead of working it out, they kind of had a bunch of arguments. And they went back and forth and back and forth. Now, meanwhile, you know, there was beings just like all of you and, and myself living on uh, living on the land and the sea. There were sea-based beings and uh Earth-based beings, land beings, and they didn't want to passively go like they go. They could see everything. They they understood what was happening, 
or like within the myths. And so they went to the other gods and said, what the heck, uh, you're going to like, look what you, you, this cause. Now these two can't even work it out. Uh, and we're not real. We don't think that we're like, uh, we'll work out a solution. Just take their powers away. So the gods said, okay. So the gods took their powers away. Right. Of the other two gods, and then things calm down, but, but, but with the overall chaos, with the solving of the water pouring into the center of the earth and turning to steam, uh, it did not uh, stop. Uh, like uh, the hole was still getting filled, and then it was someone uh, with magic and someone with knowledge that came together. A scientist, uh, Layla, and a magic user. I think from a different non-witch realm, but uh, named Doreen. And they came up with this idea of a giant drain, uh, which may seem ridiculous, but... Uh, and they called on the gods, of, you know, the god of the, the steel stuff and, the, you know, the mother and the crone. And the, the they said, hey, we need help uh, we're going to save save this realm of the 13 seas. And to do it, we have to create this giant drain. We're going to put over the hole. And they said, why drain? They said, well, drain will sl- slow down. Uh, like it's designed to let some water through, but not all the water through. And uh, they said, because we found that actually, like the water... Uh, like they said, the, the water, like the earth, the geology is figuring itself out and trying to stay in balance. Uh, it just needs a little bit of extra help. And so they put a drain, uh, which is here in the 13th Sea. You can't see it because it's underneath the water. And it's beyond, it's very complicated. Uh, but uh, because there's other mechanisms, like they said, that help the geology, and some of the geology figured itself out, and I guess the steam becomes condensation, so not all the steam is bad, and some of the steam just shoots back up. Uh, but somehow that was the solution they needed. Uh, wait a second, I have, do have a question. Uh, I'm Don, you know, Don Dankel's got a question. Where did you learn all this? Uh, or where well, You seem to know a lot, and you said there's even more to know that you read about. Oh, the great library, Don Dankel's. There's a great library here. That's where I conducted most of my training, which is the next part of the story, is that uh, there was only one thing with the drain, is that... Uh, is it in a very isolated place, and uh, you know the gods couldn't help uh, forever. They don't want to be involved in the earth. That was what they had learned through this mistake of the other two gods, uh, and so they said, uh, like, uh, th- this is going to be a place that's not really reachable. I mean, otherwise you had to fly in on it. So, you know, the gods were providing a lot of the drain construction help. But once the drain was done, the guy said, we're no longer going to be a part of this. Uh, well, we'll give you some tools, uh, some magic and some powers, a library with self-paced courses that has uh, was very, what you would call, high-tech. But we need a human who will be, their aging will change so they could live a long time. 
but uh, they'll be the drain. They'll have to keep, stay down here and clean the drain. I'm sorry, what? So that's what I do here. That's what I've been down here doing. Is I'm the drain cleaner. Uh, that's what when I removed myself to the Thirteen Seas. It wasn't just to to leave. Uh, it's a secret, but I guess no one comes. It was uh, only a secret because no one would ever know about it. It was a secret to me. The, like up in the Twelve Seas, you never heard about the drain cleaner. No, these myths sound similar to a lot of myths, like all of them. But uh, Lady Witchbeard, I want to hear. Keep going about this drain cleaning. So, uh, someone has to clean the drain and maintain it. Uh, otherwise, it would get clogged up, uh, or you know, occasionally needs repair and maintenance. Uh, and that does take some powerful magic. That's the magic you've seen me use. Uh, Help of sea creatures that are here and uh, that kind of thing. Okay, though, this is uh, interesting to me, uh, you know, because I left my work, like, but as a witch, I've never heard of this one. And two, if you're the drain cleaner now, who was the drain cleaner before you? Right, correct. Don Dankel's wondering how is the knowledge so the knowledge is at the library. Yeah, I replaced someone. Uh I just ended up here, but now I say was I guided here or did I you know, I came here to to get to find out what what was uh what was it fate uh, or was it an accident? Uh and there was a woman here who had been cleaning the drain for some time. And she taught me her powers. She taught me how to repair, you know, do the basic repairs. I mean, mostly she taught me how to use the library. So, uh, because she, she was very distracted, she said, this is it, my time. You've come to clean the drain. And uh, I said, I guess so. And it took some time, you know, for me to learn you know, I guess I was somewhat of her apprentice, uh, but mostly working through, the, like, learning. It's not that complicated once you have the powers. And you get more and more power as you complete more and more. Like, it's weird. The library is, you know, made by gods. So, like, uh, when you complete a course, you get a new ability. Also, the drain, I just did a full rehab of it. Your timing is perfect. So... Like you hear, I'll use this spell to clear the water. You see how, look, look how good. Oh, wow, it's shiny. Yeah, I mean, I do, the shiny's not necessary, but uh, I said to myself, uh, I don't know, I do, it's a scheduled maintenance, uh, full full rehab. Okay, but, uh, okay, so you can't leave because the drain would get clogged, but what happened to the person you replaced? Did they just go to the big farm somehow? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, they did, uh, they did. Okay, that was a little strange. I'm going to need more information. Okay, well, there's something, this is another kind of tangent, uh, and I know. So there's something called the Drain Cleaner's Conundrum. You're down here alone. Another section of the library is dedicated to this. Uh, you're down here. The whole, all the 13 C's rely on you. Now, there are self-paced courses to maintain your self-care. The gods even figured that out. But, like, uh, 
it is a little bit lonely. And I don't know, whatever, by whatever trial and error they did, they found out yeah, this is unfortunately a solitary job. But there, like I said, there's ways to help with that. But one of the, dra- the drain cleaner's conundrum is you're cleaning the drain all the time. And at some point, it, it, like a little piece of sand gets up in your brain and it starts moving around up there of uh, what's beyond the drain. Where does the drain go? I clean it all the time. Where does it go? And you say, well, it just goes in different places. And uh, you say, really? Because I've seen things go down there and uh, big things, small things, everything's things go down there. And sometimes you just stare at the water. So uh, we call it the drain cleaner's conundrum. And the, one of the ways the gods, the goddesses of arts uh, intervene for that. Uh, so they encourage you to make art about uh, the drain cleaner's conundrum. Because you, you really, really, the only solution is to go down, like you want to go down there. But obviously, that's... <laughs> Nothing goes down, like, uh, the drain is one of those things that is a direct uh, link to the big farm in the sky. So you there's physical art, there's musical art, uh, all of the drain cleaners throughout history, poems and fiction and romance about the drains. And then you consume that art, too. That's one of the ways you stay socialized in some sense is connection through these other artists and other drain cleaners. But it's a conundrum, so it keeps keeps going, and that's how your time's to low. The the drain always calls, and eventually it it calls you to to the, like, uh, we don't, again, that's what makes it, you see, it calls you the big farm. Uh, So... Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, there's been times in history where it's been, you know, like, uh, anyway, I don't want to get too deep. Does that make sense? Yes, this is like Don Dankle, Daw. So our conundrum behind the drain cleaners one is if we take you with us, there'll be no one to monitor the drain. Wouldn't the gods just send somebody by fate or something? Like, how long would we have? Uh, well, I don't, Lady Witchwood, I don't know, but I've sworn to protect this drain and keep it clean. So I can't, like, that's what I mean. I can't go. I mean, I agreed to go, but, uh, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm laying the groundwork here. Come on. Uh, can you help me out? So you're laying the groundwork, uh, that one of us needs to replace you. You'll go with us. We can't get out, but you would go with us if someone stayed in Khalid in the drain. Okay, this is done, Dangle. This I, I, this has been a lot of talk, uh, but it's clear there's a great library. Library's my number one. I love piracy. This is a sea. I love the seas uh, as much as the two of you. Daw, I know you love water. So it's pretty clear. I mean, this is the easy one, Lady Witchwood. I, Don Dankel, will stay behind. Now, I will form the Guild of the Drain Cleaners, unless there's a rule against that, uh, and intertwine it with the Guild of the Pirates Guild. 
And I won't just, Lady Witchbeard, in the future, when things are reestablished, you could send, does, does anybody send you notes in a bottle? I guess no one knew you were down here. But Lady Witchbeard, I have confidence you, you, you know, I'll help uh, that you'll all get out. But I'll be down here. And we'll make a reconnection with that world above. Uh, and this will be the 13th Sea with a, a guild uh, the, of the new Pirates Guild. Don Danko, that's very uh, per, per, perfect. It makes sense. And so we'll miss you on our next. So, so anyway, that's good that's south because we really don't have time. Uh, beyond that, but that still doesn't change the fact of how do we get out. So, uh, Wilts, there's no, so you know of no one. I guess that's the question I was asking myself internally, and I'll just say it out loud Don Dankel, Daw probably don't answer, but uh, I've never heard of this on the surface world. Don Dankel, you're pretty well read. No, I've never heard of this drain cleaner stuff. Uh, so I would agree, Lady Witchbeard, that means that no one has carried the story back. Uh, so, you know what, I got to take a walk. Daw and I are going to go for a walk. Daw, let's go for a walk, and I need to focus and figure out how we're going to get out of here. And we could brainstorm it, but... Okay, Daw. Um, I don't know how we're... Daw, there's something, there's something not right about all this. I just wanted to talk to you alone. I don't know. My gut is off about a few things. One, there's something with the gravity in my magic that's not right. Uh, I mean, it was able to do some, my magic is limited, which I assume has to do with the power, like the gravity sink or whatever, and the powers for the drain. But there's something else that's like, uh, some like the Wilts just ended up here. Like it seems like this would be something you would either be assigned to do by the gods or forced to do by the gods. And so, to me, it re- that really doesn't make any sense uh, at all. Because uh, I don't know. There's so, so, so I'm having a little trouble with that, but that's fine because we, we still have, it doesn't change what we need to do. Other than the fact that I don't have all my direct connection to magic, uh, I'm not feeling powerful. So, get it, how do we get out of here, Daw? If if you have any ideas, uh, I don't know. And I, I guess I'm feeling a little bit of the pressure of the whole, all of the thirteen C's. Like, I guess, Daw, I, I don't really talk this way normally, but I'm worried because, and I guess part of it is just me. It's like, what if we are down here while everything unfolds up there? The whole fate of all the 13 seas, the witch realm, is uh, right now out of my control and could unfold without my influence and I feel like I could help. I mean, and also I feel drawn to help and intervene. But is that part of this is we're down here and we really aren't going to be able to get out? Or do I need to let it go and hope that uh, the Pirate's Guild is just waiting 
or some other powerful guild of witches is waiting to intervene. Like, how do you handle this? You're more familiar with this stuff, Daw. So, can you help me? Okay, Lady Witchbeard. This is, uh, you're a heroine, so of course you want to intervene and help. Uh, I don't think there's really a lot of movies where, unless it's part of the plot point, where the heroine just uh, says, okay, I'm going to take this, uh, whatever they call it, the third act or the big part, I'm going to take it off, uh, unless they're kind of setting some something else up. But if it was a real superhero uh, like you or a real pirate queen or witch, pirate witch, uh, I don't know. If I lived, if I needed someone to save my sea or my seas or my world, it would be you. So, I mean, it looks like right now you're being asked to give, give up some control. Wait a second. Lady Witcher, just see, like, uh, so, so I saw something, I could have sworn I saw something really big go down. I've been watching the falls, trying to see stuff. Not that it's probably, it's not a good idea, by the way. Don't do it. But I saw, I could have sworn I saw some stuff. Uh, now, it may have been my imagination, but look at that floating. Like, the, some of the big stuff is floating off here to the right. So can we just go this way? Because, like, see that thing? Is that what I think it is? Yeah, that's a cauldron, Daw. It's a pretty big cauldron. Yeah, let's grab it. It's floating. Holy cow, this is some sort of giant retention pond. Yeah, Daw, this is some sort of giant retention pond. There's a couple other cauldrons in here. A lot of wood. Some, okay. Uh, let's, let's stay at this area from the... So let's go. Let's grab that uh, cauldron. Look, it made it all the way down the falls. Uh, it's got one or two dings in it. It's like reminds me of Niagara Falls. Did I ever tell you about that? Like uh, that was one of the things I always thought about the barrel over the falls. Uh, people used to do that. I think before there was the internet or TV, though. I think people, even though everybody says people are less responsible now. People would get in these barrels or try to make a metal barrel, a bit like a cauldron, and go and visit Niagara Falls. Really, duh. Yeah. And uh, it's too bad, like, uh, in this cauldron would have been, would be perfect, I guess, in theory, I'm just saying. But we can't go back over the falls, obviously, in a cauldron, so it won't work. Lady Witcher, what do you think this retention pond is? Well, Daw, if you could see, there's like a small, it goes into a, it's a pond, it's a retention pond. So there's a small, like you'd see on the other side, there's gates uh, and a spillway. I, I, I just happened to learn about this one time in witch school. And uh, so I'd assume that the drain cleaner, like they open the, like they do something for these larger, it's just for larger things float into this, uh, the way it's designed like the gates at the end, so the the drain cleaner can use the raw materials uh, here to build stuff, to, to have supplies, uh, like uh, probably the library teaches them how to do basic things. 
And then a few times a year, they, like, must open part of the drain. Uh, to Like, it, it declogs the drain, pre-declogs the drain. Duh. So, oh, so this stuff, like, will go down the drain, like, uh, in a, but go down the drain, like, you open the drain and send the stuff down the drain or something like that. Yeah, duh. Like, it's probably got some way of moving it like the like a crank or something and there's probably some other like uh spillways and dams to keep that stuff out uh but i can't help but think this is uh was so old lady witcher you you thinking what i'm thinking we could you could cast cauldron portal we could just go in that cauldron and get to uh the, we can just get out of here. You're right. This is perfect. Just so glad I noticed the cauldron. No, duh. The magic's not working that way. And then also, there's something. I mean, I guess it's the magic of the drain. But yeah, I can't cast portal. I tried it because I, I tried it in a coconut shell and in a clam. Even though the clam, like a clam. Duh, Yuda should have been there because the clam actually, I think it either sprayed water or tried to kiss me. But I can't cast a cauldron. But if the, the, the Wilts has uh, raw materials, what if we try to go down the drain in in a, in, in, in the cauldron, in two cauldrons, like a barrel, like you talked about? Well, like, 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 uh, we need to oh, we need to do we we need to get to work. So this is what we need to do. Okay, grab that cauldron. Oh, here comes Don Dankel and Wiltz. Wiltz must have known or sensed it. Uh, Wiltz, do you have another cauldron the same size as this, Lady Witch Weird? I do. Uh, you found the raw materials pond. Uh, we emptied a few times. I know, I know. It makes total sense. Uh, pre-clog the drain I, I like it uh but so we need another cauldron like this uh do you have i'm assuming you have a way to seal like you 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 have uh ways you have some sort of shop right we need to seal these two cauldrons eventually together we're gonna have to outfit it don Dankel, i need you to outfit this like so it's maneuverable Okay, Lady Witchbeard, like, uh, so Wilts and I, what about, uh, like, uh, you're going to, you, Daw, and Wilts are going to go inside of this? Yeah, so make sure to put some bedding in there or some soft stuff. But, I mean, it's a giant, this, this cauldron's big, bigger than, much bigger than the three of us, the two of them together. We can make it airtight. Uh, I, can, I will be able to prepare... Now, Wilts, my, my magic's not at full strength. Uh, yes, Lady Witchbeard, uh, it's twofold. There's something happening uh, that I'm not sure about either. My magic is not at full strength, but also, yeah, the drain magic, it, it, it tends to, to be protective, uh, like because it, it is beyond, you know, a magic beyond uh, human form. Or mammal form, so uh, like it probably reduces it, but there is something else happening too, Lady Witchbeard. Uh, that uh, 
I thought it was your magic, though, that was making me feel. No, I don't think so. But so I think I can prepare. So this is what we're going to need to do. Wait, wait, which weird are we going down the drain? Yeah, we're going to go down the drain. But uh, we're going to prepare first. So I'm going to prepare you for the preparation. And it's not going to be easy. So here's what's going to happen. Don Dankle and uh, Wiltz, you're going to start to design a, a dog. Maybe you should walk them through this barrel thing. But this is going to be a maneuverable barrel. And uh, Wiltz, I need you to help a little bit on that. But I have to ask you, like, how much do you love the sea? Because... Uh, I'm going to need you. Uh, here's what I, what I think. Is, and may, tell me if I'm wrong. Well, if you really love the sea, you, you could speak with it and you could speak with everything in the sea. And I'm sure that you communicate in some way. But it doesn't seem like you ever used the sea to communicate with the surface world, uh, the other 12 seas. Uh, like uh, Lady Witchbeard, I don't understand. Well, there's like this game that Daw was telling me about called Telephone, and uh, we used to we used to call it uh, Misspoken Spells. We used to do it. In, it's a very similar game, where uh, or uh, mixed up shopping list. That was another thing. So what we would do at, at witch school when I was a young lass, we would all line up. Uh, and the first person in line, the, the, the instructor, she would give us a list of ingredients. And we would whisper the list of ingredients to the next person, and they would whisper it to the next person, and the next person, and the next person. And then the last person in line would go and gather the ingredients. And, uh, like then prepare the ingredients and then the teacher would intervene because every time, uh, even if it was spoken soft, uh, slow, uh, like the ingredients would be incorrect and incorrect in a way that wouldn't have ended with, would have ended it not well for the person casting the spell or preparing the potion. And so, this actually doesn't give me a ton of confidence, but maybe we could figure out a way around it. But it was to teach the value of uh, double-checking your work, uh, but communicating clearly and collaboratively, not insularly. So I'm wondering if you could do that uh, with the sea beyond the drain. Like, if you never used it, you never would have thought... Uh, to talk, uh, well, Lady Witch, we're most, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I guess, like, it's something as a drain cleaner's conundrum. It's not so, like, uh, yeah, I, I understand. It's just a bit of a, I, I know the, I, I'm thinking about what you might hear when someone's, uh, like a brine shrimp, uh, I mean, no, no, a brine shrimp going down the drain might not be thinking what you're thinking it's thinking. 
Like it might not just think like it might think, how am I going to make the most of this? While a mammal might think uh, I'm going like uh, they might have other thoughts about the big farm. What if a brine shrimp has different thoughts? Uh, did, did you think you're, you were limited by that? All the drain cleaners were? Huh, Lady Witchbeard, uh, this is the kind of outside leadership thinking. Like, uh, no, I never thought about it that, that way. I've been, in some sense, just thinking about it from my perspective as a mammal and a human, and my, like, and, and all the other drain cleaners were humans or mammals, a few, you know, sea based mammals. So, no. Uh, so, what are you asking me? And once you start communicating with the water and whatever's in the water and see if you could keep a, a constant stream of communication going both ways within the stream that we're going to get in so we know which way to go. I need you to talk, to really love the sea and communicate with the sea so that when we go down the drain, we know where we're going. Because there's there's going to be a way. We're going to find a way through. We have to. But Lady Witchbeard, what if it's like a like a really small way or a really warm way? Uh, don't worry, Daw. I'm going to prepare all the magic I can here. I have ideas, but I have a few things. We we could become brine shrimp is one thing, but not for very long due to the magic I have at my availability but uh this is the thing that i talked to daw about and i'll talk to all of you about it. and then this is going to be tough though because uh daw you're really going to have to focus because you're going to be steer like don danko's going to have to teach you how to steer this uh submersible cauldron and don Dankel, uh you know you're going to have to we'll, we'll have to say our goodbyes at some point uh and, Wiltz, you're going to really have to focus on talking to the sea and, and, and really parsing all that information out. Uh, and then I'm going to have to focus on doing my best. To, 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 so we're all going to be, we'll all have to work together to get, but I have to hope that, uh, like Doss said, this is a heroine and heroes. Uh, they say yes, uh, even when it, everything else says no. Like, uh, this is the only choice I can make. Uh, whatever, However it turns out, we go down the drain and we come out of the drain. Or we go down the drain and we go wherever we're going. Uh, this seems clear to me that this is where I want to put our efforts and we need each other. I can't control this outcome without you. We can't keep the drain clean and, and without leaving Don Dankel behind. I'll be honest, Wiltz, I don't want to trust your magic because I'm not 100% on you. So we got to, yeah, uh, I, 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 we've got to do this uh, no matter how it turns out. So I think it's time for us to set to work. Uh, Oh, you! I put you all to sleep uh, while I was just making my speech. That was my heroic speech, Daw. You're smiling, though, so I think you're listening. 
but we'll, we're going to we're going to do it. Not only do we need to do it, uh, I want to do it, and I want your help, Daw, and I want your help, Wilts, and I know. Well, no, I hope. Uh, hope is enough sometimes. Uh, I hope we'll work together. I feel good about it. Uh, so yeah, let's rest, and then we'll build the cauldron, and then we'll go down the drain. Good night, Daw. Good night, Don Dankle. Good night, Wilts. Good night, Cauldron. All right, Episodi. Everybody, it's time for another episode of our episodic, Episodi. That's what I meant to say. Episodically modular series, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Tales of Lady Witchbeard tells the tales of uh, Lady Witchbeard. She's a. Uh, a witch and a pirate that and a heroine and someone I greatly believe in. And these are, oh, what does episodically modular mean first? Oh, welcome to our bedtime story. We'll get, eventually we'll get to it. Uh, but Tales of Lady Witchbeard is the Tales of Lady Witchbeard, a witch pirate. Uh, oh, episodically modular it means that you can listen to these episodes in any order. Because I'm going to tell you everything you need to know right now, just in case. So even if you see episode 11 and you say, well, maybe I should start at 1, you could, after after 11, you could listen to 1. Or you could listen to 3, then 7, then 2, then 1, then 9, then 10, then 2, 4, 5, and 6. I think you'd cover every, but maybe you'd, maybe you'd listen to a few of them twice and you miss a few. Because this is a sleep podcast, it's modular, meaning you could listen to them in any order, which is something the other thing, you know, others, they don't say Marvel's modular universe, even though that would be, I think that would be alliterative. I mean, maybe a think piece that I've never read because I said one day I'll read this think piece on Marvel's modular universe, uh, phase four. I think that's the phase they're moving into or they're in. But I never, I said, okay, that takes, like, uh, and I'm loving it. Holy cow. Uh, made sure to go, I made sure to go see his Sanctuary on opening weekend. But anyway, besides the point, uh, so where was I? Oh, it's modular. You can listen to it in any order. Has a bit of seriality. Mostly it's a bedtime story. Where, what do you need to know, though? Heroin is a lady witch weird, witch and a pirate. What does that mean? Well, she was born in a witch world, a world like ours, but with witches. Where you know, where ours is just like uh, humans. Like, uh, and you say, what are you going to do when you grow up, other than be a human? Well, be a human doing this. In this world, a little bit more restrictive because you were a witch. They'd say, okay, so which which role are you going to fill as you get grow up? And Lady Witchbeard said, well. Not sure I feel like being in the witch world. Uh, I'm not sure, I, you know, that feels limiting to me. And she discovered the pirate, the realm of the 13 seas, where our tale takes place. Another world, though when you're talking about 13 seas, saying realm just sounds more, you know, when you're talking about spanning continents uh, in another world, I mean, you could say witch realm, but then you say, excuse me? Yeah, which realm are you talking about? The witch realm or the the, the 13 seas? But which one is that? Is that the pirate realm? 
and I'd say, hold, hold, on, hold my Abbott and my Costello. Uh, but no, so there's a witch world and the pirate realm. That's how I don't get mixed up with my accidental humor. 13 Seas is a, a sea-based realm. Piracy reigned supreme at different eras in that realm. Mostly because there was more seas to pirate. Uh, we'd say in our world, I don't know. We're not talking about our world. So Lady Witchbeard made it there, became a pi- famous. She was the only witch pirate I know of. She was powerful, but she was forced for good. Had a lot of adventures. Met me. I took her on another adventure. Then after that, she had to go on another adventure because I was scattered across the universe. Pretty standard sleep with me stuff. Then she needed some R&R. She happened to be where I met her first, relaxing at a bed and breakfast that I work at from time to time. And I knew she was there, tried to give her some time and space, but I said, she's like the leader I believe in. And eventually she said, okay, I've had enough uh, time. Also, the Piracy Guild wants me to be an apprentice pirate again because my certifications ran out. And I played her to the song Brandy, and she said, that reminds me of myth in our world. Let's go look into that myth instead of me becoming an apprentice pirate. But, you know, all guild-based things catch up with you. So she, then she had to become an apprentice pirate under someone named Don Dankel. Now, most stories, this would have been, the, what would have happened is you would have said, this Don Dankel's so annoying. Um, you know, this Don Dankel is just, uh, ugh. Or, you know, Don Danko would have been an antagonist. While there was some antagonism with Don Danko, because he was a bit of a swashbuckling Earl Flynn-type pirate. Uh, and But he also went by, he well, not quite, because he was very, he was believed in libraries and books. And so he said, uh, but he also believed in the guild rules. And so for a while, Lady Witchbeard had to become his journey pirate, I think. A journey person pirate or apprentice to become a journey person pirate or something like that. He was supposed to be, she was supposed to be on his crew. Now, because I'm more of a sidekick, there's no sidekicks guild that I know. Oh, oh well, there is, but they don't take my, they don't take my calls. I even called up Star Kid because they did a musical about superheroes. And I said, do you have contact to the Sidekicks Guild? And they said, I'm sorry, this is the Lollipop Guild. And I said, oh, well, that's ironic because I'm telling the tale. Anyway, oh, I got to get back. Uh, I got to go by. And then that was it. So Lady Witchbeard was under Don Dankel's tutelage, I guess you'd say. Now, meanwhile, not everything was normal in the world of the, thir- the th- realm of the 13 seas. While we were looking for brandy, uh, we discovered a few important things that you might want to know, might not want to know, but, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, first, we discovered, and this might not be in order, but that the guild had shut down all the guild offices. So was there a pirate guild, pirate's guild anymore? We don't know. Or like there wasn't any, their offices weren't open anymore. And their newsletters had stopped. Two, some other force was uh, moving pieces around the board, as they say. 
And this force uh, happened to want mine, to mine something like cassava root uh, uh, on these uh, shore-based trees and was mining a lot of the cassava root uni- using traditional mining equipment and mining massive amounts of this root. And, of course, all of us, Don Dankel said, we got to get to piracy. But Lady Witchbeard said, something's happening here. Also, we're on a quest to find brandy. Maybe we'd already found brandy. Yeah. But she had to become a part of Don Dankel's crew. Something didn't quite add up, though, with brandy. And maybe, I don't know if brandy, maybe it'll be revealed tonight whether brandy's the one moving the pieces on the chessboard. But so Lady Witchbeard said, that, Don Dankel, don't you find that strange that there's something now more valuable than gold? And it's not love or silence, it's cassava root uh, or similar things in other regions of the 13 seas. That led us, we kept trying to get away from Don Dankel. None of that worked. And eventually, uh, let's see what happened. We ended up at an I- library island to try to do some research to figure out, well, what's this root? Uh, what else is happening? Brandy kind of, uh, what do they call that when you, uh, mutiny? Not quite a mutiny, because I don't think, like, we were off the boat. She took our boat, Don Dankel's boat, Don Dankel's crew, left us at Library Island without any help. I think some other pirates came. We found out on Library Island. I don't know what we found out. We, we found out we needed to learn more, and... Because, again, I may have gotten this in the wrong order. Next thing you know, well, we're all working together, mostly as equals with Don Danko and Lady Witchbeard on one scale of equals. And then I, myself, uh, working, you know, doing my best. I'm just, I'm from the human world, you know, so I don't have that skill set as a pirate or a witch. I can barely, as it's been said, uh, at least in your head, Scoots can barely buckle his own swash. He can't even find his swash to buckle it. If he did, he probably would need some help, especially, I mean, if I had to go on my right hand, you know, I'm left-handed too. See, do you have any left-handed swashes that I, because it'd be easier for me to buck? Also, where does the swash go? Is that the thing, is that like a plume in your hair? Is there a difference between a swash and a sash? Because, uh, I mean, I'll buckle it. I just need some help because, it, again, or unless you have, again, if you, like they never had left-handed scissors when I was going to school, or maybe they only had one pair. And I said, hello, it's like 10% of the population. How many? And then that got me an F. I said, teacher, if you have one pair of scissors and you have 20 kids, how many pairs of scissors do you need for left-handers? And she said, you, you can share. And then, you know, this is where, this is why I couldn't be part of a guild. Obviously, no guilds take my calls because that's on my report somewhere. Okay, back to the story, though. So we worked together. We eventually left Library Island, really made some inroads at that library with the librarian and book, book beast, uh, and even worked on some new cataloging system. Then we headed out on our next clue, which was this place. Uh, it was some sort of um, canyon or, or something that was really foggy. We, I thought it was going to be like uh, 
the Bermuda Triangle. It just ended up as a really foggy canyon, thin. We went there, found that Brandy was leading this pursuit of some sort of mud or some sort of rock or mineral in the mud, which only existed there where the sun and the fog just happened to be interacting on a 24-hour-a-day basis. And they said it was a binding agent, I believe, and they took as much as they could, but they said it would have really concentrated. This is what I can tell you that I know. Then after they got away, first they got Lady Witchbeard, but we got her free. We got out of there, and we somehow, we also knew, oh, because we got her out of there, We Don Danko and I were frogs. They didn't know that. We got Lady Witchbeard free. We happened to be at the Isthmus and Newt's, which I prefer, it would have been easier to call it Newt Island, but but it's not an island. It's an Isthmus. And on the Isthmus and Newt's, Brandy and Brandy's crew was there to collect Newt Poo, or Newtie Poo, if you want to say it in a way that'll make you giggle. And yeah, technically, the excrement of Newt's, like they were there to gather that, uh, then we also figured out that this was part of some plan. They were going to mix all this together, uh, the Nupu, the binding agent, and the cassava root, or whatever the, whatever they call it. And when it's mixed with seawater, it becomes something like a jello jiggler, which maybe like something like a gelatinous or gelatinous cube. Yeah, if you played a game before. Not sentient though. I don't know if it has there ever been. Were there ever sentient Jello jigglers? And how about Toy Story Seven? The rise of the 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 Jello jiggles. Uh, jiggle the Jello jiggle with a like you could do a jig with a Jello. Okay, so. We said, okay, and then we started to piece together, but also we discovered that Brandy was meeting with a, with someone from the witch world who was known as the Conqueror of Realms. She was from the past in the witch world. She was, oh, the whole thing, a lot of this was based on the man who loved the sea, who, who we assume broke Brandy's heart, but I don't think, I think it goes way deeper than that. Never, trust me, never does, but that's like where you think it goes deeper, uh, it does go deeper, but you can't go deeper than that anyway. So it's like, which is deeper? But so, you know, in the song, Brandy and the man who loves the sea, they're in love, but the man loves the sea more than Brandy. Turns out that's a myth that leaked in from another realm. You could ask, I mean, you could probably ask Loki about that one. Okay, so if you're not confused enough, so we watched Brandy meet with this... uh a witch from the concrete. She, she, the other wild thing is she was from the past. She didn't even exist anymore in the witch realm, but Brandy somehow awoke her. So then we went to the witch realm because, uh, to investigate more because the lady witch said, this isn't right. We traveled by cauldron. That's one of the ways, portal cauldron. And we went into the witch realm. We went to uh, Lady Witchbeard's hometown, or the town she was living in and grew up in. And she's in a sustainable horn industry. That's a witch, uh, witch niche. Uh, I never thought I've ever said that in the whole show. 
Wish niche, uh, wish niche are you in, uh, Lady Witchbeard? But uh, so the niche that her family worked in was horns and horn based. It was they had a horn based business, uh, and actually the whole town was built around this horn based business. Because we're not talking about a. Uh, you say, oh no! So the witch world's just one town with a potion shop and none and a newt. You know, no, no. This is a. This was their industry. This was a company town, I guess. I don't know. I definitely don't know. I don't know anything about how witch societies organized because we just visited it briefly. And what we discovered was that, uh, and it's important for me to fill you all in on this because we're getting towards the end here. But so what, what, what we found out there was that Lady Witchbeard's family and her co-workers one, her first, I already knew this, but her first name's Connie. And, you know, they knew that Connie was one very powerful and has a bit of a furrowed brow from time to time. And they tried to, like, double and triple cross Brandy because I think they knew that, uh, or, or uh, well, Brandy and Lady Witchbeard. They kind of put they they put all their 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 witch eggs proverbial witch eggs in multiple baskets, so they said one. We already told like yeah we double crossed you lady witch weird we're working with the conqueror worlds, but we really didn't have a choice. Maybe now you're going to get so irritable that you'll overthrow the conqueror of worlds, but if you don't, but ended up lady witch weird was practicing. To be, you know, she said, well, if that's how you want me to react, I'm not going to, clearly, I'm not going to react that way. And I guess she's grown because she, I mean, she definitely acts that way with me when we're alone around smaller stuff. Uh, like, did you eat that? I said, she said, there was, wasn't there two peanut butter cups in that package? And I said, what package, Lady Witchbeard? This is a bedtime story. I don't know what you're talking about. And she could get pretty irritable. And she said, I thought you were familiar with the sword and the stone. Like, do you want to be, you know, she says, do you want to become a wart? Uh, and I said, a wart on your face would be like a dream. A wart on your face in the sun. If I, if that's all I could be, I'd write, I'd be the first wart to write poetry, Lady Witchbeard, all about my existence. Uh, so, but no, probably not because... Uh, that would be, you know, uh, yeah, I'd pal pass, uh, for the time being. Okay. So Lady Witchbeard, where were we again? Oh, so she, um, okay. So they wanted her to get mad. She didn't. So then they also had triple crossed. So they were saying, oh, if Lady Witchbeard, we already told their min her, the Conqueror of Worlds minions where you are. But I assume Lady Witchbeard knew that going in because she's like 50 steps ahead of me. You know, that's why I'm not even her sidekick. Like, I'm the one who polishes the sidecar. I'm not, but so she she had a plan. We got out of there, got out, back out of the witch realm. And I think we got back and we knew the next thing we had to do is to, like the missing piece of all this was the man who loved the sea. And that was kind of how we got into it in the first place. We were looking for Brandy and the man who loved the sea. I, again, I don't know if Lady Witchbeard's plan was to reunite them, 
have him sit down and have coffee and talk it out or some sort of, uh, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be scorned or something. Uh, so we found the man who loves the sea. He lived in the lower, the 13th sea, which is inaccessible from the other 12 seas or inaccessible for anybody that wants to stay any humans at least, or, or, uh, bipedal mammals uh, if you want to be able to reach the next stage of existence because it was like a lower sea where the earth collapsed. We went there, met the man who loves the sea. He told His name was Wiltz, or that was a nickname we came up for him. Somehow it's supposed to be who loves the sea. I think, it, I don't know. But so... He told us about how the 13th Sea came to be, which was this battle between uh, two of the ancient gods of this the realm of the 13th Seas, or I guess at that point it might have been the 12 Seas, and how there was a goddess of the sea who loved the sea so much she decided no more going to the big farm for any sea-based beings. And the person that runs the, 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 the next stage of existence that relies on, and probably I would bet, you know, if the oil companies heard about this, they'd go back in the past and say, no way. You know, they, they, you, you say in, in our world, how come nobody's invented a time machine? You know, Doc Brown did, but that's imaginary. And I'd say, well, if you play this podcast for the executives of oil companies, and, but you pretend it's a real report, you know, in the future, not that long, there's going to be someone that's going to stop, uh, you know, in the past, all of the people, you know, all of the organic-based beings going to another realm, but leaving behind their corporal bodies, they would invent a time machine in like five minutes. They, I can guarantee it. And they'd say... You see, you invented a time machine just to go back to make sure there'd be fossil fuels. Well, boy, our priorities, uh, they say, going to the moon. We're going to the past to stop this goddess uh, who was going to stop, uh, who was going to make life last for last forever. Now, like a lot of things we all do, I mean, these aren't uh, perfect gods or goddesses. These are like these, you know... Ones that kind of, you say, well, that reminds me of me a little bit. I don't have those powers, but uh, I make mistakes like that all the time. So this goddess, you know, didn't realize, you know, she had this desire. And uh, now, meanwhile, the other god on the other side of the post world or whatever you want to call it, the down in the inner earth world or their inner earth, but uh, said no way and then they called like the other gods or the higher ups and they said what's up with this and they said deal with it yourselves uh, we don't have time and that caused a lot of chaos because uh, they kind of battled back and forth meanwhile all the organic based beings on the earth and the sea said uh, well this is disrupting our way of life and I think what happened, now this is a myth. So you say, Scoots, this does not make any sense at all. And I'd say, it's all big, one big myth. Uh, that's what I say, you know, that's what I say with everything. Spilled, is that, did you spill milk? No, just a craft and a myth over here on the countertop. Uh, the myth of the full thing of milk. Uh, myth of the perfect pour. I mean, that one's a myth. So, okay, so... 
the gods worked it out. Not totally, but the, that's how the 13th Sea got pulled down there. One god was trying to preserve the sea. The other god's trying to drain it right into the middle of the earth and steam it all up. And so these powerful humans, uh, I think they maybe got powers from some other god or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. But they said, okay, we'll work this out. So they created this thing called the, the drain. I mean, they, they didn't call it the great drain or anything. But it was a drain that could control the flow because there was like holes in the earth at this point. And so that put the sea and the worlds back in balance. I'm pretty sure the gods, you know, once they started shaking everything up, they probably found another realm to mess with. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but the thing with the drain, like all drains, especially giant ones that an entire ecosystem relies on to maintain the balance of the entire, what they would consider their entire universe, needs a cleaner. And cleaner needs magical powers. And that's where Wilts was part of a long tradition of people who loved the sea so much. They would live in isolation, cleaning the strain. Now, I mean, kind of, I guess more or less in the way you'd imagine, but in a much grander scale. And we said, by the way, dude, like uh, Brandy's looking for you. And also the entire way of living up on that sea is disrupted. Also, Scoots forgot to tell you, we're pretty sure their plan is to gelatinize the whole sea in some sort of deal they made between the Conqueror Worlds and Brandy. And, like, to gelatinize the sea, they'd have a total hold on trade, I guess, whatever. I don't quite understand it other than you say gelatinize, and I say, yeah, turn the whole sea into jello, but not edible jello. And that's what Wilt said to us, uh, no way, not possible. And we said it actually is because we said, you know, I don't know if anybody did any math, but they said it, it seems like it's possible and it's going to happen, and it's time for you to go back. And at least at first we thought we could just make Wilt, Wilts accountable if it was just Brandy's irritation with Wilts, uh, but I don't think that was the case. Uh, but now we're getting ahead of ourselves. But Wilts said, well, somebody's got to stay here and clean the drain, and so... Uh, Don Dankel said, okay, I'll stay here and clean the drain because, uh, like, well, there's a library where you get trained, plus you get magical powers, plus Don Dankel's heroic, and not quite as heroic as the Lady Witchbeard, but still. So then we had to get out of the... Now, so you're at the bottom of, like, something ten times as tall and as grand as Niagara Falls. And the water flows in, eventually it gets to this drain. I mean, you're talking, this is a massive scale, not something small. And then the water pours through this magical drain. And we didn't know, no one knows where it goes because nothing's come up the drain before. Otherwise, it would be, there's no, I don't know if there is such thing as two way drain. But, uh, as far as, as far as I know, this one was, we didn't think was a two way drain. So we kind of created something to get out of there so we could, so Wilts, Lady Witchbeard, and I could get back up to the surface world. 
and set things right, stop the sea from being gelatinized. And so that's actually where we left off and quite some coverage there. And I know Antonio Banderas is here, but because we went so long, Antonio's going to stay in character to kind of introduce uh, the bedtime story part because this was kind of already like a bedtime story. And Antonio will just try to do an Antonio, like try to, so ladies and gentlemen, there's a boy, sick girl, this is my, uh, my imitation of uh, Scoot to Scooter. Um, and uh, yeah, like I'm uh, Antonio, what am I? Like uh, Bonderis, do I have bonds or bonds? Uh, do I wear Ray Bonds? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is uh, Tales of, uh, yeah, um, Lady Witchbeard. Uh, um, uh, Splom, uh, yes. Yeah, that's the Tales of, uh, that's Antonio Banderas. That's pretty good. That sounded exactly like me, but more handsome. That was the most handsome, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So thanks. That's Antonio Banderas. This is Tales of Lady Witchbeard. So Lady Witchbeard's daw. Daw, have you been talking? Because while I was resting, I felt like you were talking. No, yeah. So like you said, while you were, I thought you were meditating, not sleeping. You said to go over everything I remember so we could see what we're missing. And we're still moving, Lady Witchbeard. I'm not, I wasn't finished on everything that happened. So you want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah, keep going. So we went down the drain. We created our cauldron. And yeah, all that worked. I I think that, Lady Witchbeard, I I don't need to go into that, uh, how brilliant your plan was uh, to get us down the drain and to stay totally, we're safe as a in a, in a like a cocoon, and and uh, the three of us work together to get through there and and use magic, and and I did, I think I did a pretty good job guiding us and all that. Uh, but then what happened was that. Uh, unfortunately, we came out, and what we didn't expect. Uh, was as soon as we popped out, we were surrounded. And there was like an armada and Brandy who seemed like, uh, and seemed like Brandy and the uh, Conquer Worlds had become one. And so that was a surprise. And, but it wasn't a surprise to them because they were waiting for us because somehow. Well, they had sent the cauldrons down that we used to, like, so they kind of set us up. Uh, and unfortunately, if we fell right, like, that was a part of their plan all along. So I was surprised at that, Lady Witchbeard. I know you're meditating, but uh, that at some point, you, like, I and, and I think, don't worry. I mean, still plenty of time, but you were outplayed. And... Maybe that'll help you stay, like, not, I don't think due to anything of your fault, like, when, but I just was trying to figure out when and who outplayed you, uh, just so I could, you know, focus some of, maybe I could create, I don't, I'm just trying, you know, I'm supposed to stay away from being resentful, 
but whoever out, I don't want to say outsmarted because I don't know if it was smarts, but somehow along the line, whether it was from your witch world or from Brandy or somebody like set us up to do like we were, we're just cogs in the wheel or something which was not what I expected because they needed us to come out through that hole. And so then they, uh, Brandy and the Conqueror, like started using their power to clog the drain uh, temporarily while Brandy took the power away from Wilts, which uh, did not look very... Uh, and Brandy did say it's personal, but then it sounded like multiple voices there. So I'm sure you can explain to me all that. Uh, now, luckily, a couple of good things, you know, even though, you know, I'm outsmarted all the time, Lady Witch Spirit, so there's nothing to feel bad about. Even in games, like this isn't, even though this isn't a game, it's real. I say, how did that happen? I thought I was winning. And then... So we fell, we ended up being pawns. Uh, unfortunately, we were pawns. So, Lady Witch, you were strong on were. And so, uh, so they needed to clog the drain. But, oh, and put it, okay, maybe, I, yeah, I'm getting ahead of ourselves because you said so we can come up with a plan. So they were going to replace the drain or cover the drain with their own drain that had, uh, it's a good thing they didn't care. They, they totally had us, so they didn't care. But they, like, uh, we're going to replace the, the, the big drain, or I don't know, I guess I wasn't paying attention, but basically that uh, they made it their own drain or metal net, which I guess a drain is kind of, um, of that binding agent, uh, I guess they're going to put it over the drain. I mean, a drain on top of a drain, but it's not really a drain. It's something so all the water that passes through it will ha will interact with the binding agent. In that sense, uh, nothing to do with what I said earlier. Pretty smart. I said, holy cow, like uh, how many people do they have working on solving the, or solving this solution, which is not a solution for us or any of the beings of this world, but whatever problem they're trying to solve, which is uh, gelatinizing the sea. Seems like uh, I'm impressed. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, like I think a healthy dose of impression will help us. Uh, so I'm just trying to figure out a way to go through all this without you, because your bar, even though you're meditating or sleeping, your brow is furrowed. But only way through this is forward. Even though we're going, I guess I feel like we're going sideways. Okay, so their plan was to put the new drain on. Now the good news about that, before I get to the rest of their plan, is twofold. One, Don Dankel's down there. And we could tell right away that Don Dankel was not going to just let them walk in and replace the drain. I mean, they couldn't walk in anyway. They the Conqueror Worlds had to seal, use a bunch of power, another positive uh, from a negative, because whatever sort of magic casting was going on, it took a, a lot of attention 
and they also needed to get the powers from Wilts to take take Wilts powers. Also, very focus intensive, and because of that, uh, Wilts had enough time to scatter the armada. Uh, with a bunch of waves and stuff, which was the last thing seems like Wilts did before Wilts's powers went away. And uh, so we were able to get away. I mean, eventually they'll come chase us, but I don't think they feel the need to uh, because they, their plan seems at this time to be pretty solidly on course. And their plan, as I understand it, Lady Witchbeard, is, and again, unfortunately, we were like, uh, they didn't know where the drain came out. uh, And I guess they needed Wilt's powers to finally put the drain in or something. Or Don Dankel's powers. I mean, I guess the powers are in between the two of them. I don't know about that, but whatever happened... We've, I guess I already went through that. That's why your shoulders and your neck seem to be tensing. So they're going to cover the entire sea with nudie poo. It's like they have like a recipe. This is all stuff I heard and I, well, and some stuff you told me because you said keep listening and I'll keep telling you everything I'm hearing. And it was something like 10,000 units of cassava root. Uh, to like, like, uh, something like 10 nudie poos to like 0.1 or 0.01 of the binding agents. So all they need to do is, uh, and I guess the, like, I don't know, unfortunately, so they're going to run all the cassava root over the falls and it's going to keep churning and the like uh, cycle through the entire 13 seas eventually seems like it would take a while but maybe that's why they needed the powers of the drain the drain cleaner maybe they could i don't know i didn't get that far i knew they needed the powers so they could hold the water so they could put the drain in place and they certainly had a lot of minions, so I don't think Don Dank will be able to stop them for very long with that part of their plan. But send the cassava root over the falls. That's what the whole armada is for because it has all those uh, things. I think they're pushing cassava root into the sea. And then I guess all they have to do is put nudipoo in the sea. And you said they'll probably do that by bird since they have all, oh, oh, that was the other thing. All those ships had witches on them and they all had a lot of birds. So your theory is that they're going to use the birds to distribute the nudipoo. So that would be the, all the ingredients coming together and getting mixed by waterfall in the natural flow of the sea and whatever the, the currents, uh, and then probably some sort of magical powers, maybe. And it's happening on a scale uh, that I don't see how... So I guess does all that also where are we going, Lady Witchbeard? Just so I know, 
because I love moving by power earthsea. I mean, there's nothing I love better than feeling like I'm, I'm uh, when you're making a ship go on its own. Okay, duh, that was good. And yes, uh, duh, healthy respect is a term you were looking for. And I guess I didn't have enough healthy respect or, duh, we were put in a situation where we just had to do our best. And we're both familiar with that. And at the time, at this time, our best uh, was, I guess, what they were expecting, even though... I tried to act how they didn't expect me with my family. Maybe somewhere along the lines, I'll be honest, I don't like to be manipulated. And maybe, but I don't know that we necessarily could have predicted any of this. Unfortunately, we are, as you said, when you're outmatched uh, and outpirated and outwitched on top of it, now, I do have a theory, Daw, but I'll tell you where we're going. It's the last pirate outpost. Oh, Lady Witchbeard, is it like the one in the movies where all the pirates go to party and it's like hidden with gold and stuff? And, and I mean, I guess I probably don't think it would be. Daw, it's where the Pirates Guild has a place for members of the guild to retire. And it's hidden away because it's in the history of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years or less, whenever in, in this realm, pirates fall in and out of favor. But retired pirates are retired pirates. And we feel like uh, if you choose to retire with the guild, you should be left alone. So it's actually just now there is a guild headquarters there. And I'll be honest, I was letting, and I think Don Danko at the same time, we were assuming that that wouldn't, we, well, we thought we had other options. We could say the pirates are retired there. And so I guess in some sort of way that we were judging them based on their status and their age, uh, which was wrong, Daw. I was wrong. Don Danko was wrong. We did not see a value or even, I guess, it, we were so not seeing things correctly that it didn't even come up. Oh, well, there's a guild there. It's hidden. Uh, if Brandy and the Conqueror Worlds were shutting down all the guilds, we can only hope that they were also operating from a place of ignorance, as Don Danko and I were. And, uh, and, and uh, yeah, so we're going to go there. And, uh, but let me tell you my theory, Daw, from, I don't quite have it all figured out. Uh, I thought this was a simple thing of uh, trying to get to the bottom of something that was calling to me, Brandy and the man who loved the sea. Did he really love the sea that much? Did he love piracy? Uh, What about this Brandy? And that's what drew me into that song, was just, uh, well, I know there's a myth in the realm of the 13 seas that's similar. And I know the pirates, you know, not always the best. And, uh, and so that's what drew me to investigate all that, Daw. But I, I think we, with what uh, Wilts told us and what we've seen today,
I think this world is, uh, uh, I have to believe that the Conqueror worlds and Brandy, I can't be positive that either one of them are the gods that, uh, Wiltz talked about, the goddess who loved the sea. I'm like, is that Brandy? Is the goddess who loved the sea influencing Brandy or the Conqueror of Worlds? But I think, or is it, uh, even the, the, the god of the, the, the inner earth, uh, the middle earth god, is that god, um, is that god at play? Like, did they reach an agreement off of, off world, we'll say, and want Brandy and the Conqueror worlds? And they say, well, we'll just, just slow everything down. You'll still, you know, and also, I think it is personal and understandably Brandy doesn't, isn't happy with the man who loved the sea. So maybe that left Brandy open as a vessel. Oh, Lady Witcher, is that, uh, is that like a thing coming up? Is that where the, uh, the, the hideout is? Yeah, kind of, dog. It's very typical of, uh, what you'd expect. Yes, we're going to go inside that mountain through a cave, uh, and we'll come out and it'll be paradise. But we're going to go straight to the guild office. And I'm picking up speed because I really think that uh, uh, we, we have to act before. I'm trying to calculate how long it's going to take the Armada to regather because it is under witch power. And uh, we, we, I want to act as soon as possible while the Armada is still scattered a bit uh, before everything gets back. We still have a fair amount of time. That's good because it took a long time. I mean, we, I think we slept for like three or four days. Uh, yeah, duh. Well, Lady Witcher, what if uh, they're still setting us up? Uh, would they want to find this uh, last guild of whatever uh, retirement village? What's well, a retire? It's a community for, for guilt. Yeah, it's, it's pension, pension, pension. Anyway, Daw, not important. No, I don't think there's there's only one thing here that we need, and uh, that's why it's the last guild stronghold. Oh, there's something secret here. There is Daw. Uh, it uh, and and I'm played a part in it. Uh, they took me here. And back when I was a leader in the guild and pretty active, uh, we were talking about, okay, we have to keep, uh, this is one of our top guild priorities because every part says, oh, if I do my years in the guild, I pay into the guild, you know, I get taken care of. There's a lot of benefits of membership, but one day, you know, maybe by myself or maybe my family and I would like to move somewhere and enjoy our quiet years. And even I thought that would appeal to me, Daw. No, I didn't think my quiet years would come so soon. But, uh, you know, every year with you, it's like 40 years uh, anywhere else. Lady Witchred, I think that's probably, unless witches live like 500 years, that's probably not accurate. Just Oh, it just feels that way, though. Yes, Daw. But so one of the things we came up with, uh, just in case, was a way for anybody here to get a hold of any pirate out there in case they had to call and they say, hey, we're getting harassed by these, you know, 
this this continent who thinks you know they're oh we you know we're we're into colonizing oh we're into democracy whatever we're gonna come no leave the pirates alone. Not that they could have found it, but just in case they did, there's a way to contact every pirate in the Thirteen Seas. Really, Lady Witchbeard, is it like, uh, is it some sort of flag system? Like uh, that's like that pops up flags everywhere. Uh, no, Daw, but it is uh, the, that it does sound similar. What is it, Lady Witchbeard? Well, it won't just get a hold of every pirate, Daw. It'll get a hold of every. Buddy drinking out of a flagon or near a barrel of ale or spirits or rum. Like, uh, we call it the flagon cast. Wait, a flagon cast? Like FaceTime in a flagon? Yes, dog. Like, I'll give a speech and it'll come across in every flagon and barrel of ale uh, anywhere. There's nothing. Uh, once I activate it, it's a magic outside of me. I don't need to do it. The magic is already built into this universe. It's already been powered. It took me many, many years in, 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 in to, to, to invest. Uh, and there, there it is. There's the guild office. And people are coming. They see us coming in. So I think we should get this done. Well, I guess they'll see what I'm going to say. And uh, Daw... I think if I just alter the spell a little bit, I can also cast my message to every cauldron at sea. And every cauldron in this world, here, follow me and close the door and, you know, just like they'll all know whatever we're saying because they were carrying their own, you know, the, a lot of the retirees, even though it might not be spirits, they might be just enjoying another beverage in their flagons. Okay, so hold on, Daw. I'm just going to send out a message real quick. Uh, I'm just going to stand here. And I'm sure that, uh, hello, everybody. I'm, uh, this is uh, Lady Witchbeard. Uh, if you're seeing this message, you're somewhere in the 13 seas, and I need you to pass this message on uh, to everyone who can hear it, uh, whether you're a pirate or a witch or just a you know landlubber. Uh, you probably know something is afoot here in our world. And there's in intermediaries, and I don't know if those intermediaries are, are from our world or another world, but their plan will not be good for anyone. Maybe a few of you are watching this, uh, a few of those of you that uh, already have uh, acquired power, but anyone else watching this message, if you're watching this message, you probably had your power taken away before, but this will be... Uh, it'll take away too much power. They're going to, to, to change the seas uh, so they're no longer navigable by ship, but by some sort of canal system that'll be under the control of the ruling groups uh, on each continent. But really, those groups will be under the control of uh, one or two figures that we can't even determine what their motivations are other than power and control. Uh, they don't seem to have anyone's best interests in hand. So my message is, if you're watching this, uh, if you're in a ship, uh, if you're a witch, if you're a pirate, uh, to turn around, uh, bring your ship and... 
the barges back to shore, uh, empty out the cassava roots, bring it to a lake. Uh, whatever you do, take your ships away from the, the falls. Now, you may say, well, we're dealing with something stronger than that, Lady Witchbeard, and uh, we're worried about it. Uh, or, you know, we only have partial control. And I would say to all of you, dig deep uh, right now. Dig deep uh, and find that place in you that doesn't that doesn't like uh, being controlled by some force that doesn't have your best interests at hand. Think about being safe. Uh, I want everyone watching right now to think of the safest place you can imagine and say, well, what if this Conqueror Worlds or this Brandy wanted to take that place uh, and step on it with dirty shoes? How would you feel about that? So that's one part of it, is you can act now, and you could stop this, and you could save the seas, save everything you love about the seas. And those of you from the witch realm, don't think this is going to stop here. We know it's not going to stop here. It's going to go into that realm as well. So don't think that this uh, just stops here, unless we stop it here. But one more thing to all of you watching, most of you are familiar with me, or you've heard tales of Lady Witchbeard. Do you know the kind of person I am? Sometimes fair, but not always, and sometimes my brow is furrowed, and my wake uh, rocks boats. So know that I'm sending you this message now as a chance. Uh, you can act now. And you could stop all this, and I can work with you, and we can deal with Brandy and the Conqueror of Worlds. We can deal with them together. It'd be probably a lot easier if we're all working together. And, uh, you know, you probably won't see my furrowed brow. You won't feel my wake. Uh, but I tell you this, and I tell you it with certainty, uh... You could make another choice uh, and just choose to go along because uh, you're following these other leaders, these godlike leaders. Uh, you can make that choice, but I won't forget it. Uh, and Lady Witchbeard, you know, you, you've heard the tales. Lady Witchbeard doesn't forget. You're saying it right now. Lady Witchbeard doesn't forget. And your bill will be due. So uh, I'm going to be watching right now. I can see every ship here. And as I, I'm casting in, in a cauldron to watch all of you. You could send your message to me now. Keep going towards your goal that you're being guided to. Or turn around. Ask the pirates on board. The crew on board, where's the closest port we can get to? And turn your ships around. So, I expect you to make a choice. I expect you to make it right now. And I know what that choice will be because all of you 
Think about that safe place. So let's keep it safe. Let's self-preserve those safe places. Uh, so act in your best interests, uh, please, uh, Lady Witchbeard. Giving you one opportunity and only one good day. How? What do you think, doll? How'd I do? Um, I mean, would like uh. I, I mean, I would have rehearsed. It was pretty good. I mean, we could have, I could have told you, like, there was a speech in, like, a movie one time about the 4th of July or something. You could have just copied that speech, but that one was good. Um, I mean, definitely, I mean, I, Lady Witcher, here's the thing. I follow you because you're a leader, not because I'm afraid of you, but I am, but because uh, I don't want to let you down. Look, Daw, the ships are pausing are you sure your cauldron thing's not glitching? Because it looks like it's glitching. No, though, they're, uh, they're pausing. and Yeah, they're, it looks like some of them are putting up more sails. Hopefully that means they're, oh, no. They're, they're go, trying to go faster towards the goal. Uh, so, oh, boy. Does that mean, yeah, duh. I was afraid of this, uh, I mean, I was afraid of we, we would be on our own. But uh, their influence is just too strong. It's a different kind of leadership. It's like this, some sort of godlike charisma tied in with that self-interest. Uh, and they don't even... Lady Witchweird, are they under limbic... Like, are they like... A, like, you know, when we talk, would you ever listen to me when I tell you the stuff, uh, like I say, okay, they're under a limbic thing where they're in fight or flight and they can't even listen to you, which they should be fight, they, that which you tried to put them in flight or flight too. I don't want to again say mistake, but probably can't, can you cast another one and just say, by the way, uh, maybe, uh. No, I can't. Uh, this, uh, once the magic went out, the, those brandy and the conquer worlds are already reacting to counter it. Well, yeah, they're definitely not going back, Lady Witchbeard. Oh, wait, the door's opening. Somebody has a. Oh, hello. Are you a retired pirate? Lady Witchbeard, we were listening. We'll be your crew. We'll st- we'll, 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 we we can't we don't have any, we don't have any uh, barges, but uh, we're here. Okay, and so do you have ships? We do, Lady Witchbeard, and we, we we're ready. Well, Daw, it's time for piracy. Then there's only one way to stop all this, and that's to be a witch pirate. Lady Witchbeard, does this mean we're gonna but we're gonna swat we're gonna yes Daw. It's time for something even more than an adventure. It's time to rest. So tomorrow we'll gather all the crews here and we'll set out and I'll come up with a plan and we'll put a stop to all this. That's great, Lady Witchbeard. Uh okay, so I guess we'll take a rest then. Yeah, Dodd, there's a couple of cots right here. So we'll rest, uh, and we'll see everybody tomorrow, and we'll get ready to be witch pirates. Good night.
Uh, hey, everybody, it's Scoots here. It's time for another episodically modular episode. Actually, not just any episodically modular episode, our final episodically modular episode of our series, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. So you could listen to this episode first. I'm going to try to give you a little bit of background, uh, but I do want to get to the episode because this is you know the last episode of the season, other than there will be another episode after this where we recap uh, the making of the series. Uh, but yeah, you could listen to them in any order. Though, if you, though maybe if you listen to episode 11 first and then 12, uh, I don't normally do, do this, but uh, like right now, just listen and barely pay attention. And then you say, well, I wanted to listen. And I say, yeah, and then tomorrow or during the day when you need a break, listen to episode 11. Then tomorrow night, fall asleep to episode 11. Then the night after that, you can fall asleep to episode 12 again. So then. You don't even have to, then you, when you're listening to episode 11, you already know how it turned out. So it's like, uh, this is like positive on positive on positive. So, but if you were going to listen during the day, I would say listen to 11 first, then 12, or in any order after you listen to 11. But for bedtime, this it takes even less pressure off you. You don't barely have to pay attention. Normally I say you could listen to them in any order, but I got to maintain a, like a, a modicum of, uh, of honesty that just don't pay attention, like uh, just barely listen if this is your first Lady Witchbeard episode. Now, if it's not, you could listen to them in any order. Even if you said, well, I missed episode 11, I say, well, if you listen to two other episodes, no problem. But if this is your very first, I just wanted to tell you that to give you extra reassurance that this will be an unrelated to confusing bedtime story that you could make sense of at another time when you're more rested. That being said, tales of lady Witchbeard are, t- is the tales of uh, lady Witchbeard. She's a witch and she's a pirate. She lives in the world of the 13 seas. And that's where our story takes place. It's a realm that's a bit different than ours, uh, though it has a lot of things that, uh, are similar. Uh, it has 13 seas where we have, uh, Multiple C's, not 13, definitely not 13. And maybe a little bit different, but like where, so, okay, who's Lady Witchbeard? That's such a thing I was supposed to be answering, right? She lived in a witch world, another realm, witch-based realm, where there was all witches. She worked in a witch-based economy. She decided that's not for me. Then she found a way to portal to this 13 C's and found out about piracy loved it and was one of the great pirates of the 13 seas for a time. Then she met me or my, uh, what do you call that? My fill in, but there's a, not proxy is the wrong word too, but, uh, fictional representation of me, a real one though to her. And we went on an adventure years and years and years ago. Didn't turned out pretty exhausting for lady Witchbeard because after the adventure concluded, I was scattered across time and space, and she had to go collect me. So after that, she needed some R&R. This like, makes me laugh every time, thinking about it. But, you know, how many times have I said it without the joke part? That's just a punchline. You can fill in the joke yourself, because uh, Lady Witchbeard's a pirate. You know what I mean? But she was getting some R&R. R- 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 and uh, 
Antonio's laughing. That's why I'm laughing. Not because I think it's funny, but because he's trying not to. If, if you've ever seen, I'll tell you what, people think kittens are cute or, you know, that kind of stuff on YouTube. And I realize Antonio can't do this. But if you ever saw a video of Antonio Banderas trying not to laugh at something completely silly that shouldn't even be funny at all, I mean, the cuteness scale would break. Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, stuff with rainbows, they do, like, like it would be something that happens on a weekend. They'd say, what happened to Hello Kitty and all those companies just shut down on Monday? And all that other cute stuff, uh, cute.com and, you know, cute, cute, cutie, cute, cutie poos, they all shut down. Oh, because Antonio Banderas broke the cuteness scale. And uh, so anyway, but oh, so Lady Witch we needed to recover some, some, some R&R. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't usually, if you could fictionally giggle with a celebrity, which you get to do vicariously through this podcast, uh, I highly recommend it. It doesn't get any better. I mean, maybe actually giggling with a real celebrity and not, not imagine it, but see how good it is. Uh, giggling with an imaginary Antonio Banderas sleep with me podcast since 2013. Uh, so so she she was resting, and then I took her. We got on, went on another adventure to find a, a version of Brandy from the song Brandy by the band whose name escapes me. It's like a long, long. I don't know. It's a three three words that make up their name. Working lights or something. I'm sorry. Uh, I really can't think of it. The winding now. That's my brain. I talk about, don't worry, episode 13, I'll talk about the song. So we went to the 13 Seas because there was a version of Brandy in the 13 Seas. Uncovered a plot to uh, that was to, to gelatinize the sea by Brandy and a conqueror of worlds, maybe some demigods and goddesses. They were going to gelatinize all 13 Seas to gelatin, to jello. And not in a good way, like jello for everybody, all you can eat. Uh, everybody loves jello. No, no, no. Like, no more swimming, no more commerce except where we make canals in the jello. Also, if you live, if you were going to use the sea for anything, you get my drift. We worked to stop it with the help of Don Dankel, the man who loved the sea, whose name was Wiltz, or man who loved the sea, but Wiltz for short, or Silent M at the beginning. We worked together, had some adventures, and tried to stop Brandy and this witch conqueror, and it hasn't been going good. And then Lady Witchbeard and I... Uh, we left Don Dankel, who was from the Pirates Guild, uh, down. There's a drain. Uh, you'll hear about this, I think. Like, uh, they're planning, they need this drain to, uh, they're going to use this drain in the, the 13th of the 13 seas to, uh, spread the gelatin through, like, because there's three ingredients to this gelatin. Well, four, sea one, seawater, two, another one binding agent don't know what that is but uh 
Nudie poo, the poo of newts. This is not edible jello or gelatin. Some would say it's actually not gelatin because it doesn't have all the... I guess nudie poo may. Because they say, well, technically gelatin. I say, okay, thanks. Thanks, uh, food scientists. Uh, Richard Blaze. First time I got a call from Richard Blaze. uh, And uh, I said, uh, this is what you call me about? My misuse of gelatin on the podcast? Uh, uh, But so... Um, first Richard Blaze shout out in, in the history of the podcast, uh, probably if I would have remembered Wiley Dufresne's name earlier, sorry, Richard, I would have said Richard and Wiley Dufresne separately contacted me. Those, these, by the way, these terrible jokes, they crack Antonio up. So that's why I keep rolling with them. So then, um, what happened Oh, 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 so yeah, Richard Blaze and Wiley Dufresne. Various other chefs, uh, they said, they said, well, it's a slurry then, whatever, because they're using some sort of cassava root. So cassava root, newt poo, a binding agent, like a, a binding a- agent. And they said, by the way, this, and I said, yeah, it's not, this is like, uh, so they're not cooking something. They're gelatinizing an entire, entire oceans. But so that's their plan. As confusing as it is, uh, it's a very good plan. I mean, objectively, even though I can't explain it, that doesn't mean the plan's not good. Because uh, clearly, like, uh, so they're using waterfalls. I mean, here's the thing. Willy Wonka did it. So back it up, Dufresne and Blaze. uh, You know, put some of that, uh, that smoky stuff that comes in the cooler in there. And maybe some of those drops some balls and, and hold your nitrous. That's what I meant to say. Because, uh, yeah, just like uh, Willie Wack in some sense, they're using the waterfalls that go to the 13th Sea to churn up all this cassava root. Then it goes through this drain, which is where it's activated by the binding agent, goes out the drain and spreads through the 13 seas because that drain returns to the all seas, I guess. And, like, technically all the water in the 13 seas eventually passes through the strain, but it won't once it's gelatinized. They're using birds and witches to distribute the nudie poo, but they haven't done this yet. They've done the, they have the binding agent in place. It's a screen over the drain. I think they've, well, no, no, they, well, now I've just, I've gone from exposition I've gone from backstory. I've, I've exposed myself in my exposition, but uh, so yeah. So we've got to stop them. I guess basically, we went to a place where pirates go to retire, like pension pirates on a pension in the thirteen seas. They got a lot of great systems there we could learn from. And it turns out if you're in the pirates guild, of course, if you pay whatever ten or twenty percent or whatever the companies that hire you. You get a pension, and part of the pension, it comes with not just a a financial pension, a place to retire, a safe place. So we went there, a hidden place where pirates retire, to take them all out of retirement to try to stop this plan. And that's where we left off. Lady Witchbeard and I, all these retired pirates, we were resting, but then we set sail in three ships to save the 13 seas via piracy with retired pirates. 
no longer retired. Well, I, I guess I could say they're still retired from piracy because they're not getting paid for this. This is the truest piracy. The truest form of piracy is piracy of the heart. I don't know what that means. I, Antonio didn't laugh at that one. So this is that's it. This is a our uh, ultimate the, the final tale. Uh, final like uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, friends beyond binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Here's Mister Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, Scooter. Uh, the ladies and gentlemen, the boys and girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time. For another tale of Lady Witchbeard. Splish, splash, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, making me laugh and listening and sleeping, all of you. Good night. Thanks. Uh, That's Mr. Antonio Banderas. This is Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, Lady Witchbeard, so that didn't, that didn't, that part of the plan didn't really work, huh? That wasn't your best plan, though. That's why we have our ships and we're meeting. So the plan was to confuse the birds with cannons and stuff so they wouldn't spread the nudie poo. But it seemed like they knew you were going to do that. Uh, so um, what, what, uh, I guess I'm here listening. What, what's, um, what are we going to do next? Uh, correct, Aw. They knew that plan was to make them think that was our plan. So I'm going to come up with a plan. Let's just sit here for a second and uh, take a breath, and we'll go over my, my my next plan. Or we could just go over, because uh, I know what you're going to say, and, yeah, I'm struggling with it too. So I know we talked about it earlier, and then my speech didn't go well, that somehow... Brandy and the Conqueror of Worlds, and possibly these, this goddess of the sea and the goddess of the Middle Earth or the Under Earth or whatever we're referring, post-Earth, may have merged their powers. But I, there was a couple of things I couldn't quite get my my uh, my hat around, as we we may say in the witch's business. Wouldn't we say your stripes, you don't wear striped stockings because, but it, like, uh, wouldn't we say, couldn't we say striped stockings? We, I guess we could, Daw, but uh, so one thing that's been troubling me is the fact that uh, they've, they've been one step ahead of me. They've bested me at every turn and... I was saying, why does this keep happening? I feel like I'm at my best. I don't feel like I'm distracted. I feel like I'm focused. I felt like with three ships of uh, pirates, you know, pirates that have uh, lived a full life of piracy, but still very strong seafarers. Okay, Lady Witcher, I just have a question. We're loading on a bunch of, like, giant rocks, or, well, as big as the rocks as these pirates can carry onto the ship. Uh, yeah, duh. And look, water. Uh, sea water. We're, we're filling some of the the holds of the ships with seawater. That's part of what I'll... But you, you got in the way of my talking, duh. I'm sorry, Lady Witcher. Don't be sorry. 
so they've been a few steps ahead of me. But I also was confused of how, and there's still stuff I may never understand, uh, and I guess we have to accept that, uh, like why the witches didn't listen when you gave them an ultimatum and the other pirates. No, that you, you were right on that, Daw. I shouldn't have given them an ultimatum, especially if you're in the throes of another charismatic figure or figures or layers of charismatic figures within one being. Probably best not to give ultimatums to somebody like that. We're just to make people choose sides. It was a mistake. I was wrong, and it cost us some time. But I again, Daw, one thing I've learned is the, we're still flowing forward. And so looking back at that, other than as a way to inform my future decision-making, you know, would be indulgence. But a question I had, though, was that the witches, at this point, a large portion of the witch world, our witch realm, are here on these ships uh, controlling the ships, uh, using the power of Earthsea, as you would say, and pulling barges behind them, along with wind power, but they're, you know, supplementing that. And the Conqueror of Worlds, who, yes, yeah, seems to be fused now with Brandy, and then they're taking the power from Wilts, or they've already taken Wilts's power. They're probably, they probably already have that drain thing in place, and I don't know if Don Dankel's been able to slow them down or whatever. I mean, clearly they have because we're looking at their, their ships were paused. Uh, but so moving all these witches between worlds and possibly these different layers of uh, uh, godlike beings, we'll say, it got me thinking about this other myth, and then it got me thinking about the brandy song, particularly what you were fixated on, Daw. Because there's something, a myth in the witch world, uh, that we all take as truth, but it's a truth we that uh, we just kind of always relied on, is that the way the portal cauldrons work, uh, Daw, is by something called the portal stone, and we always thought, even I guess even I never thought about it. Uh, like I assumed that the portals worked by magic, but then even as I learned about magic, I learned magic could be concentrated in things. Again, this is too much of a tangent to go on in this current circumstances. But that anything with a casting a portal cauldron spell, you're... You notice we didn't, we haven't really, we've gone to your world, Daw, through the transverse plane. Or when I've had a, a cauldron, if I go to your world, I go to the witch world, like to get to the 13 seas, we went, uh, I don't remember anymore, Daw, because it's been quite a, quite a good time with you once again, if we went through the transverse plane or not. But the transverse plane is different than portals. And all portals connect through the witch world, even if you're just not really going there because the portal stone is there. So my cauldron in your world would have been connected to the witch world, which I would have then connected to the 13 seas. Do you understand, uh? 
I think, yeah, Lady Witchbeard, kind of in a, a, a similar way, the Internet just works. So you're saying portal portal cauldrons w- just work, but because of the portal stone. Yeah, I don't know if I see, like, did I talk in my sleep? Did I say that already? But, yeah, so there's this portal stone, and there's legends about it. Uh, the, there's one stone that enables this, and that the stone... Uh, doesn't like people again. I, I guess I gotta stay focused on, uh, but there's a lot of myths about it so that people don't go back in time and go changing history. Uh, that there's all a lot of the myths that they would tell us were the consequences of misusing the portal stone and uh, like things that you would say in your world based on the movies you talk about, uh, which we don't need to discuss at this moment, Daw. Uh, there's conundrums of time and travel through time and space. Somehow, I don't understand the Conqueror of Worlds part, uh, but Brandy hasn't run afoul of any of those rules. But the idea of moving all of this stuff uh, says to me that she is in possession of the portal stone. I guess that uh, I have to assume, and maybe somehow, like that's why she's a focal point. And and I think that she's wearing it around her neck. Uh, And I didn't realize that this whole time. Like it was just in front of us the whole time, the answer because of your song and the one thing you were fixated on, Daw, that, uh, you know, this is where circumstances, like, I hate using your movies again, Daw, but like The Matrix, that there isn't really the synchronicity, Lady Witchbeard. That's probably a higher way of saying it, Daw. But yeah, so Brandy must have the portal stone. And another reason I think that is because, again, giving people an ultimatum isn't the best thing. But, like, taking all of the witches out of the witch realm and then saying, you might be here, I don't think they realize that they'll be gelatinized, probably. But, uh, you know, you don't want to be cut off from home. So that's a pretty ultimate motivator. She has them in this realm. She has a portal stone. And they can't get it from her. Okay, Lady Witchard, so I get the feeling you're going somewhere with all of this, like to a great plan. The only, but I have a big butt, like I do have a big, big butt about this. Okay, Daw, that's not the time for that. Uh, but I know what you're going to say. Uh, so I'm accepting of that. We're going to go over my plan which I've been thinking about and, and processing and sitting quietly on the gra- the only plan that could possibly save the 13 C's and the, you know, everyone, but yeah, that, that they'll, they'll know that my plan, they'll expect it. Uh, yeah, I understand lady, which we so let's go over your plan. And then, We'll figure out what to do. Okay, Daw. It's just hard for me to think about that I have a plan that seems foolproof. So 
in a, in what they would expect and how they'll be expecting it and how I, I don't know I feel like this is a really 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 solid plan so it, I guess I'm slow to get rid of it but here's the plan Don. we have three ships the plan would be like a double faint uh uh where we're going to dress everyone on the ships like me, including you. And we're going to kind of use uh, different techniques. And, uh, you know, one of the ships uh, will make a direct. Uh, now, all the ships are weighed down, which create, hopefully would create a, like a third level of distraction. So we're going to send one ship on the direct, uh, which they will expect is a distraction, and that would be the ship, of course, I would be on. But uh, they wouldn't expect that uh, because uh, they wouldn't expect me to, 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 to go after them directly. Then you will sweep in uh, in, in a way... Is this another distraction from the side of the falls? Uh, uh, but in a way that shows that you made one small error in your calculations, uh, so that they do think it's you, but that they would also assume that it was I used that as another distraction, and then I would sweep in which I wouldn't be in there, but the ship that they would think I was on would then sweep in from a third direction. Also, though, because they have the portal stone, they must have a large portal, like a cauldron on their ship, a large cauldron that, uh, the same one we've seen, it must be very linked to the portal stone or even craft, I don't know, Daw, but I know that on their main flagship, that's where Brandy is. And these other beings that are layered within brandy, is that I would come up through the portal. Uh, well, that's actually the real plan. Hold on. So uh, then, what I would assume would happen is that the ships would pick up pace to go over the falls, uh, and that brandy would spur that along by any means necessary. Seeing our distractions, and instead of dealing with us, uh, like uh, like rushing things along, now really what I'd be doing is creating an illusion. Uh, so I'd be using a lot of magic, a lot of powerful magic, a few things I picked up uh, from Wilts uh, to create an illusion of the falls uh, within the mist. Uh, and hopefully with all these misdirections, it would just throw things off enough, and I think it would, and there would just be enough rush that uh, Brandy would send things over the falls, but it wouldn't go over the falls. And there is one powerful stream that I would be guiding the ships into that would send them all into a bay. Now, this would be the key daw. This bay uh, is not that far. Uh, it's one of the closest bays uh, to the lower seas. Uh, it has a very wide, it is one of those things where it's a wide opening 
but it, on the way leaving the bay, it's very narrow. Uh, and it's built to, again in these same the same mountains we were looking at. Uh, so it's kind of like a funnel. Like you go in through this wide thing, it gets more and more narrow as you go in. And uh, I think I could make it anyway. The ships would go in. Then we could you you two ships would go break off from the action. After like once this is once you start seeing the ships disappear over the falls, uh, you would break off from the action. This would be the same time I would come up through their portal uh, to deal with them, and uh, you would seal those ships inside that bay with the cannons. The pirates, uh, they're good to go. These are great pirates. Uh, very good aim with cannons. Uh, so you would seal the ships in that bay, uh, you know, by closing it off uh, with the cannons. And then eventually we would deal with those ships, but they would be closed off in that bay. I know it wouldn't be watertight, Dawn. So we could have some, some gelatinization, but not the full gelatinization of the sea. Then I would go over the falls. I would do also, also do like, I, I think there's got to be cassava over on that ship. So we would go over the falls, uh, brandy, uh, brandy, uh, and whoever's layered within brandy, a cock or whatever. I, I think I can handle them, but also they'd, we'd be in a gelatinization. As soon as the, the like, so the, the, like, once the ships are gone, the illusion would drop, uh, but we'd be also locked in, but we'd be close. Uh, they would have moved away from where they thought the falls were, but they would have really moved closer to the falls. And then we'll go down the falls and uh, we'll let the things fall where they may. But between Don Dankel, and the gelatinization in myself, I don't think, like, I don't think they'll be prepared to go over the falls, uh, which is a guaranteed trip, uh, like, especially if you're locked in with me, it's a guaranteed trip uh, to the big farm or wherever, the sea beyond the sea. So that's my current plan, Daw, uh, at this time. Okay, Lady Witcher, give me a second to pace around, uh, okay? Uh, dear dear Lady Witchbeard, uh, I guess I'm right. It feels like I was just talking to you moments ago, and I know you said this is a one-use pen only. It's a fe feather, uh, but I could send you a goodbye letter. If I kept it safe in my pocket and then you would get the letter and you'd also, you also sent me a letter, but I can't get my letter, letter until I send you a letter first because, uh, I guess, it, so I'm interested to see this, this feather write its own letter, but dear lady Witchbeard, I suppose I should recap everything that happened and how we got led to say goodbye. As you, that's what you told me to do. You said uh, after, and thank you for listening to my plan. I mean, I, I, I don't know if my favorite part of my plan was when you, before we enacted my plan, you said, you know, I was right. Uh, and that we were outmatched uh, and that uh, 
even though you had an amazing plan. And I know it was difficult because you almost went back on it a few different times, uh, especially after I told you my plan. But, uh, you know, we couldn't stop them. And I said, yeah, we can't stop them, Lady Witchbeard. We have to join them. But uh, not in a way like that. You that pro- I don't know if that's a proverb or idiom, but it's a saying. I know it's a saying because people say it. Uh, if you can't beat them, join them. But uh, I said join with, and I said I think that's what the uh, gods did with Brandy. Maybe that's funny that we had this adventure and we don't even know all the answers. But maybe you do now where you are but uh you know we had you had your plan which we just talked about it felt like seconds ago but now i'm here on the shore of the lake uh not you know at the bed and breakfast and not that so 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 you had your plan and you said okay Oh, what's your plan? And I said, well, it was surrender, Lady Witchbeard, because you have to surrender your, your, you know, you have to be willing to surrender. Of course, I constantly have to be reminded of that and that there's a difference between surrendering and giving up. Uh, but we like uh, not to join, if you can't beat them, join them. If you can't beat them, surrender to the fact you can't beat them. You know, you know, you were, you were listening to me talk about this. Uh, but, of course, there was a couple of complications. I mean, so we had the idea that the portal stone, Brandy was wearing the portal stone, and that was the one piece of my plan that I, that, that I didn't have. So you had the best plan, and you were willing to abandon it uh, and let go. Which there was no way, like, even if they thought about it, they did, like, even if they anticipated it, obviously, clearly, they think the same of me as you, but they didn't think, you know, they they don't think, they think as highly of me as you think of me, or maybe a little bit less, but they didn't think as highly of you as I do. So I think that's a win for me. They thought you would go with, that you wouldn't, and you almost did give, you know, you almost gave up on my plan or chose an alternative plan that you thought of. But, but, oh, so to get to my plan. So the biggest question was the thing with with the portal stone. And then I had other questions for you. But first I wanted to talk, you know, I said, well, what are my influences, uh, so that you would have an idea of, because, you know, I talk about a lot of this stuff to you. Then I realized, well, you've never seen these shows. Also, maybe I'm not always paying full attention, which, uh, you know, that is also true, right? It's uh, that, that uh, like, uh, that I can only remember or hear what I want to hear, right? And, of course, it was hard to say goodbye, which I'm glad we got to do with these letters because you said that, that uh, you tried to keep me focused on the plan. And also, like, uh, it seemed like we all had a little bit of tension because none of us thought this would work. Uh, but it, that it could work, that was that door was open just to crack. 
And I know, like, your plan relied on a backup plan of self-sacrifice, which is what all the good plan. you know, that's what heroes or heroines do, is, uh, but, it, like, what they didn't anticipate and that I knew was there was something more, like, that you would choose, like, you would choose self-sacrifice first, uh, not that that's an easy way out, but saving the world and being remembered forever uh, is a little bit interesting. So, you know, my, so I had, you know, I tried to walk you through Doctor Who and Loki. Uh, I don't know, maybe I was distracted by Loki just because I'm still trying, I mean, it's been like two or three or four months, but it's, my brain's still trying to like figure it all out. Because, you know, I don't know when I'm going to be able to see another season of it. Uh, but then, you know, we've talked about the TARDIS before because the cauldrons are like a TARDIS. And that's when I asked the next question. Uh, we, we talked about my influences is what it was possible. But I was pretty sure it was possible. It was like, can we stretch it? Can the TARDIS uh, or the cauldron in this case... Can it be turned? Could the TARDIS be turned inside out? I don't know. I'm sure there was a Doctor Who episode about it, but I said, well, there is some sort of outside power because it's always there. People can't just go in it. They always, you know, it somehow fits in even though it doesn't fit in. So my thing was, could we pull, like, could we stretch uh, the cauldron? And he said, I'm sorry, Don. He said, well, we're doing like a cauldron within a cauldron, 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 cauldron. We're taking some parts of your plan and we're going to use them. But I also knew what I didn't want, how I did not want things to turn out, too. I knew that the one thing I didn't want, uh, like like you said, like what's, but what's, you know, beginning of the season, you said, what's more powerful is love you know more worth more than gold or what's worth more than gold love and you said silence uh but i know in our hearts uh that there is something worth more than gold and, and in brandy's case in the god's case it was a kind of power or control you would think but like even in our case they said well we're something we don't want to give up uh and they know they're still they would be like okay of course lady witchbeard's not going to give that up she's a witch pirate uh she became a witch pirate by choice uh so that won't even occur to her uh, she would rather do something to leave you know to go to the big farm in the sky or the big sea in the sky before she'd give up being a witch pirate and they knew that i would give up uh you know to the big farm or whatever but before I would give up on our friendship and say, well, what are the odds I'll never see Lady Witchbeard ever again? So that was our biggest advantage. Also the fact that they would assume we would use a good plan versus my plan, which is, you know, a, a, flawed, a flawed plan. But with something this big, of course, we needed a plan. So I guess the key part of my plan was go, going over the falls, like... Uh, Instead of stopping all the Savarut uh, from going over the falls, then being pro then going through the screen on top of the drain, which would activate uh, the ingredients, uh, then 
uh, start the gelatinization process once it went to like once the that part of the the Savarut Sea would then start to mix with the sea that had been sprinkled with nudie poo. Like I said, okay, we have to go over the falls uh, and let their plan work. Can't we can't we have to join them uh, in that sense. And, you know, we thought the ships would speed up to get towards their destination uh, to, like, uh, but then they would eventually slow down because they would assume you were doing your mirage plan, right? And also, I said, wait a second, don't, the, don't all the witches on board know they're going to go over the falls? Uh, so then they would slow down even more once they realized, oh, boy. We're, we're not sending, there's no way for us not to go over the falls. Uh, and this is a convenient solution for the um, Conqueror of Worlds and Brandy, or Brandy Conqueror of Worlds now, in the sea. Conqueror of the sea and worlds and realms, uh, that all those witches would go over the falls as well, and down the drain. And also get 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 get, get into be be part of Jello Jiggler. So at some part of that process, uh, we would know that uh, that would not be good for anybody. So so okay. So back to my plan. So go over the falls. Part 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 of my plan. I guess not part one of my plan. Uh, but that was part of my plan. The key part. Go over the falls. Let them start the process of uh, gelatinizing the sea. Except for one thing. We would have a portal cauldron. uh, So we would have a three-way drain was the plan. Uh, Well, yeah, that was my plan. Uh, Send, uh, uh, like, uh, so there's, on the drain, there was a screen, which the activator, then the drain, they just put the screen on top of it. We would put the port, Brandy's portal cauldron, the big one, that got all the witches here, below that, and if we needed to, stretch it out around the rim. So we would have to, to transmit the, we'd have to portal portal cauldron, which you said could be done uh, but it would take a lot of magic, which would kind of alert them to something that was happening. But again, you said, well, they would think I'm con- conducting this illusion. But I said, no, no, no. Then also you're going to come up. So I said, okay, can you create a, like, can you create an illusion of a portal, uh, a portal cauldron? And we drop the, so here's the plan, Lady Witchbeard. I guess I could just do that. You pop up from their cauldron. While you do that, they're going to think you're an illusion, but really, because they'd be like, well, there's no way Lady Witch would just pop up on our ship. It doesn't make any sense. You would also create an illusion of their call, the portal cauldron around their cauldron, right? And you would be making a spe- speech, but you, your speech would be, you, again, you'd also be using that thing to tell the witches, hey, create some air bubbles pretty soon, get ready. This would, you know, then they would think, huh, the witch beard's really, she's trying, this is her trying to, because then the third ship, they would be like, uh, because then our ships would be headed towards them, 
So again, they would think we were still using your plan uh, and that this was just a ruse. And they would also sense that an illusion was happening. So they wouldn't be aware that the illusion was really the cauldron and not you. And then, so the, so so you would be on their ship, uh, but they wouldn't even be, and you'd just be talking, you'd be see, seeming like you're an illusion. And I guess you'd have to be prepared, but they would probably just ignore you. And uh, that would be kind of key, as if, as if they're ignoring you and you're just kind of going on and on and on and on. Now, you'll also be kind of secretly hopefully using magic or getting ready because we have to get Brandy's necklace, obviously, because that's got the portal stone in it. Meanwhile, I and whatever pirates we can turn into birds will be getting nudie poo and heading for the ship uh, and splashing the whole ship with nudie poo. Uh, and uh, then all, then, so then while all this is happening, Everything's going over the falls, which I don't think Brandy's too worried about because she, she's got uh, multiple levels of godhood. And again, this will only make her more confident if we splatter nudie poo all over her ship. As many of the, like, uh, like I think the witches will get the idea the closer they get to the falls. Uh, and you, we just have to get them the message uh, that you'll keep saying, get the nudie poo on the ships now. Which, again, she'll just think, uh, okay, well, it doesn't matter, like, when the seas start to gelatinize. It's not going to gelatinize fast enough. Uh, like, it'll still be a slur. Even if you we get the ships covered in nudie poo, then when they go over the falls and start to mix with the 13th Sea, I don't think it'll harden fast enough. So they'll just be like, okay, this isn't really going to work, or this will just slow our plan down. Uh because originally my plan was just to do that, then we would clog the drain. But I said, no, they, they have to anticipate that you would have figured that part out. Uh, and also the power of the drain. It, it, I think it has enough suction, even to su- suction like jello, like like uh, even maybe a j- jello jigglers. I don't know. Or that it won't be able to process till it slows down. You know, it's rapidly moving. You know what I mean? Anyway, Lady Witchbeard, this is, I, I don't know, I, 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 I can't believe you got to read this as a letter. So, okay, so the basic plan was you would be an illusion. You'd have illusion over their cauldron, but the cauldron wouldn't be there, wouldn't, wouldn't be there yet. Then, But also below their cauldron, we would have a portal cauldron. So then uh, after I and the birds arrived, uh, then the ships would start to go over. We'd grab the hardest part was getting Brandy's necklace, which turned out not to be so hard because since I was covered in nudie poo, I slipped. You know, it like uh, it was a bit chaotic on the ship, and again, Brandy wasn't really worried because she had the upper hand, and also she thought all of this was misdirections. And she had to kind of, like, it, it actually worked out as far as Brandy said, okay, all the witches have slowed down now. That's great because of their worrying. And Lady Witchbeard's trying to tell them that, oh, Lady Witchbeard's trying to gelatinize everything. Probably won't work. Even if it did, uh, they would be, she's trying to tell them to do bubbles. So who cares? So, like, uh, 
but, but, like Brandy had it kind of anticipated most of the, this part uh, of the plan, except for the cauldron within a cauldron within a cauldron. So that all really went pretty well. Oh, so how, so, okay, so then, so they let us come aboard. They didn't realize you were an illusion. Then me and the pirates landed. We got a lot of nudie poo. And the witches started to figure it out. The closer they got to the falls, and they were trying to use earth sea power. So Brandy was also focused on interrupting the earth sea power, which slowed them down. But again, the power of the water and the falls, too strong. So that was like everything was happening in slow motion. And you got the message to them, hey, call the um, birds back and have them dump the nudie poo on all of you. And then the splashing of the sea in the mist did start to gelatinize things because I think it to cover, you know, get covered in cassava power and create air bubbles. So that's what, like, I think what you're most proud of is that I learned from this, like, uh, you said it to me, right? Uh, you said, oh, you really paid attention this uh, adventure, these adventures. And I said, yeah. A little bit. When I was paying attention, the, uh, yeah, those times I was paying attention. Those the times I was paying attention. Also, you know, we knew that uh, they would still need Don Dankel to clean the drain. So, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I briefly saw Don Dankel wave at us. So then I got, like, I covered myself in uh, nudie poo. Then I got covered myself in cassava root. Then I hugged, slipped, fell down the stairs a little bit uh, into the chamber, brandy. And uh, that really worked out because I said, uh, like, in this partly, which word, I don't know what movie it was from, but definitely it's probably from a movie, my influences. And I said, let's have a hug, brandy. And, uh, Brandy tried to, to, uh, and this was actually my plan lady, which weird, I was just afraid to tell it to you. I said, we'll figure out getting her necklace. Cause she's going to think you're an illusion. So then I gave her a hug, uh, and she was kind of like, while I was doing that, you grabbed the necklace. Then she realized you were real, but that was like right at the, t- I mean, we kind of timed it, of course, uh. Uh, but but that's when we all started to go over the falls. Uh, she started laughing. It doesn't matter anyway. But that's the point. Like once, uh, then you slipped me the uh, like. Then you and Brandy started kind of doing some light back and forth. But it was kind of hard, and you were just kind of faking it. So if it was a movie, it would have looked like that whole thing where Brandy was really had the upper hand on you permanently. Because it certainly looked like that. Uh, but again, that was all part of our plan. Then that was when we did the cauldron drop. Uh, and the cauldron dropped to become a, another portal cauldron below the drain. So that was a cool bit of magic, which Brandy thought, like, she, you were trying to counter her magic. But really, you were uh, using your magic to move the drain. Like, uh, And this was the part, you know, that Brandy did not expect. Uh and I only know my part about how it turned out. Uh, and this was a part of my plan. You said, well, it is. it might be, like, uh, bad enough to work, Daw, because it is possible. Because I really said, okay, 
what if we can't stop uh, all this stuff from going through the drain, right? And we just got to, we're trying to do all these misdirects. Why don't we do a redirect uh, uh, via these portal, the portal cauldron, especially the whatever one powered by the portal stone. And so, I don't know, everything happened really fast after that. Uh, so most of the witches gelatinized themselves in water bubbles, so that, like, uh, or their whole ships. Uh, and that theory held true, that it was, uh, it made for smooth landings for all of them. Because instead of going over the falls that were 100% water into water, uh, they were like... Uh, they they had uh, jello jiggler like kind of puff packs or whatever. They landed and were encased in jello jigglers, and but the, also with air bubbles. So then they we all landed in the thirteenth sea. Like uh, now, meanwhile we were kind of going back and forth with uh, brandy. Or so Brandy thought, uh, but I was already an illusion. And but but by like the same time you dropped the portal cauldron, and this is where you know we should have said goodbye at the time. But you said, okay, that's a weak your weak point, Daw. Like uh, we don't, you know, you have to give up too. And so I did. You know, I said, well, if Lady Witchbeard's willing to give up, I clearly you're leading by example. It made it an easy, easy choice for me uh, to make. Uh, I mean, not easy, but uh, I, I couldn't resist doing what was going to work best, uh, especially since you trusted me with the plan. So I flew, I became a bird and flew off before we hit the mist of the sea. So I wasn't gelatinized. And then I like flew back, uh, to where I'd stashed a set of Icarus wings, kid Icarus wings. I flew down and I was watching everything. So then, yeah, everything went to plan. Like I said, uh, everything you, well, I mean, I didn't see what happened after that. Uh, but I would assume you and Brandy went back and forth, uh, the, like, uh, the witches, it, as soon as they were landed, uh, or at some point in the, like, uh, because hopefully our message got through, the sea started with the sea full of cassava root with a little bit of nudie poo, but not as much as it was waiting on the other side of the, uh, the, the drain. And I, I gotta imagine Brandy's guard was still down because, uh, this was going exactly how Brandy wanted. And maybe if you followed my plan, you gave up, uh, and, uh, like, uh, like Brandy, like probably used the fact that you're both starting to get encased in nudie poo goo, goo jello jiggler, uh, to stop you from like what she thought would be the last thing you would do. I don't even know how she was going to counter that, but the fact that you were going to do one last thing, like a poofy poof or whatever, to at least take out Brandy to the big farm with you, Brandy would have been focused on stopping that. So some sort of sealant or something, like so that you couldn't get magic out, but that didn't matter at that point. So she was focused on keeping you sealed, magic-proofed or whatever, you started to go through the drain. I was watching all that part. Uh, 
pretty impressive uh, because uh, it didn't look appetizing, but uh, you know, I thought it would be more like jello colors, but I guess, yeah, it's like Nupu colored. All going down the drain, and uh, Brandy again. There's no way Brandy would have known on the other side of the drain was a portal cauldron. And I watched everything drain out, uh, all the ships, all the uh, barges, all the witches, a whole lot of pirates, I guess, too, all the way down the drain, through the portal cauldron, and into uh, the witch world, which is what our plan was, to dump everything into the witch world. He said there was something called the Great Wastes. And it was an old dried-out giant inland sea or something. And I'm sure that got filled with uh, some sort of uh, gelatinous substance and ships and uh, brandy. But uh, at that point, brandy would have been in uh, in deep, deep, deep nudie doo doo, Lady Witchbeard. And so I'm assuming everything's good with brandy. Uh, Meanwhile, then I flew down. I did say goodbye to Don Dankel, but I just made a call because she said, don't stop. Uh, go straight through the portal cauldron with the portal stone and pull it inside out, just like you asked with the TARDIS, uh, so that you take it with you, but really it'll disappear behind you, and I'll be back in my world. Uh, so I'll make the last trip through that giant cauldron. And then I'm then I stay here and I get rid of the uh, portal stone. And uh, so uh, yeah, I mean I think I, I guess Lady Witchbeard, uh, you said uh, there's a limit because I can see that we're coming up. Uh, I didn't realize if magical paper and pen would have a limit, uh, but I also want to hear what's going on with you. So thanks for trusting me. Thanks for being willing to give up uh, piracy. And have to move, like, kind of like move back home. I mean, that's a big move, Lady Witchbeard. You really gave up a lot. Uh, you gave up what you loved. Uh, and you trusted me. And you trusted yourself. Uh, so I think that's absolutely amazing. And so uh, I still have the portal stone. I haven't got, like, it's going to be safe. Uh uh, because you said, uh, like, uh, like, uh, I can't remember what you said. It would be like, uh, you said, keep it safe. Uh, I, I don't think you said to destroy it, but because I was afraid if I hit it with a hammer, you know, I'll be honest. I wasn't listening at that point, uh, because I had, I was so excited about my plan, but I thought you said it'd be safe in this necklace, uh, that you gave me. Uh, that looks like a kind of like a cauldron. I mean, it's not, it's like made from a some sort of magical cauldron material. Cauldron drop is what I call it. So I miss you, Lady Witchbeard. Uh, and I'll miss you forever. I'm going to keep sending you letters, uh, once I get my letter back from you. Cause uh, like, I guess I would send you letters either way. If somehow Brandy ended up where things worked out for Brandy. I mean, I know she's gone from the sea, and all the cassava roots gone from the sea, and the nudie poo. Oh, also the, I forgot that, uh, 
yeah, Don Dankle, like, uh, forgot that part of the plan, that the, whatever, that activator went with us, too. But, uh, I miss you, Lady Witchbeard, and I have to hope we'll see each other again. But then I guess part of making the plan work, uh, I guess I'll just imagine, like, what it's like, uh, in the witch world with you back in it, uh, and possibly some sort of sea. I don't know if a gelatinous, what a life on a gelatinous sea is like. But I, I just want to know how you are. So that's it. Goodbye. Love, Daw. A.K.A. Scoots, uh, Germ, your friend. Okay. Dear Scooter, goodbye. I'll miss you, my friend, more than I'll miss the seas or piracy. Thank you for teaching me to let go and that it is okay to be somewhat normal, to be imperfect, to be bested. I'll be okay, but just okay. I promise to learn to live without our friendship and not enjoy the silence, but I also hope that you learn that you don't need these grand adventures uh, that come up in so many of your cartoons and animated programs and movie films. Because like those things told you, uh, friendship and the adventure, the lesson in most of those was that friendship or being yourself are the greatest adventures you could have. That's what you taught me, and I hope that you take that with you. So, goodbye, my friend. I assume you used up most of the magic writing me an extremely long letter. I'll miss you, and I'll think of you always. Lady Witchbeard. P.S. Yes, Daw. Uh, I'm going to bring the pirate's life to the witch world. P.S.S. Daw. I know you didn't destroy the portal stone. That is what I told you to do. It did feel like you weren't listening. But keep it safe uh, until a time comes when it's needed and it must be used. P.S.S.S. That time will be perfectly clear, Daw. 100% without a doubt clear when you need to use a portal stone. Not, huh, I wonder if I should. If you say that, it's not 100% clear. Without a doubt clear. Like spelled out in front of you like this letter. Clear. So don't open the necklace or use the portal stone or even think about it again. And then... We'll see each other once again. I mean, hopefully that time doesn't come to all. But uh, uh, I'll miss you. Thank you for being my friend, Lady Witchbeard. Also, I see that you're probably dozing off, Daw. And I'm glad because you deserve the rest. I'll be resting too until I can bring full piracy to the witch world. Good night from Lady Witchbeard. To you and all of you out there, I hope you got the lesson. I'm not perfect. Uh, none of us are, and that's okay.
And uh, sometimes people expect you to be that way, and it works out when you're not. Uh, I don't know if that's a lesson or just uh, how we solved this, uh, but I'm glad we got to take this journey together. Good night. All right, hey everybody, Scoots here, and this is uh, the Tales of Lady Witchbeard, uh, episode 13, where we look back at the series, maybe take a little, uh, like, a Saturday morning preview of what's coming up in our next couple series. And uh, so, yeah, um, I'll, I'll just, say, like, uh, have Antonio introduce uh, things right now, since we're doing this a little bit different. Uh, the friends beyond the binary, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, it's time for a recap of Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Splish, splash, yeah. All right, thanks, Antonio. So, uh, let's see. So, he, this is the kind of episode, you could listen to this first and then listen to all Lady Witchbeard episodes, or you could listen to this separately and this is kind of like our look back episodes that started doing this uh, years ago, like a series wrap up as long as we have time to do it. One, because I found it's very sleepy for most people. They sleep right through it, which is great. Uh, and then two, there are some people in the audience that uh, are creative and want to hear kind of some of the processes behind the show and sleep to it or listen to it optionally to chill out or both. Because usually that's on a re-listen. And, uh, you know, here's, here's a funny thing. If you're listening to that for that reason, I do recommend setting a timer because it is hard to focus on Sleep With Me in general. And just listen to it in 10-minute chunks. Uh, probably 10 minutes is your max. Uh, I mean, I listen to, like, when I'm doing a really focused listen to the show, yeah, I'm, like, doing it in 15-minute chunks, but I've been doing it for thousands of episodes or excuse me, like a thousand plus episodes. So a little pro-am tip from Scoots. So we did season two of Lady Witchbeard. This, I believe, was our longest stretch between a season one and a season two. Uh, is possibly one of one of my, I mean, not possibly, it's definitely Lady Witchbeard is one of my favorite characters to work with. And to think about, especially, I mean, this is weird. Lady Witchbeard probably is the character I feel like lives the most life in between the Sleep With Me episodes. Um, as opposed to other characters, she inhabits more of a space uh, of uh, where I'm only getting, like, we're only getting exposed to a segment of her life. Probably. <laughs> Normally, her life is even more exciting than it would be on an episode of Sleep With Me. And so, like, I don't know, like, so so there was a long delay. So what I'll do for this episode is I'll run through kind of the history of Lady Witchbeard. And maybe if I can find it, we'll take, a, like, a deep dive into the first episode she ever appeared on. And kind of talk about the series and, and, and where things went and then see what our time's like and go from there. I guess the first thing I want to address, though, is, like, why... Like, I get a lot, like, even, like, I definitely am not in a position where I can take any episode submission ideas. I put that on our website, and I try to let people know that. 
And that's like non, you know, like, uh, but even understandably people say, Hey, when's this, this, that's not an episode submission idea. It's more like, Hey, when can you do a second season or another season? Or when are these characters coming back? Because understandably everybody has their favorite characters. And I just like, I'm in the same way. When's this series going to have its season two or season three, or when's this movie coming back out with this recurring character? Or when's this person putting out their next movie? I don't care what if it's uh, like uh, so. You know, if I'm just a fan of theirs, uh, so um, totally understand that. And Lady Witchbeard is one of those ones where it's like uh, I think people stopped asking because episodes became so far back in the archives they fell out of the free feed. So there was just like Lady Witchbeard super fans, and. Um, there was a long gap. I mean, I think Lady Witchbeard was, it wasn't one of the first series we did because the first three series were, well, the first two ones that stuck were Bessos and, uh, uh, after the glass slipper. So I don't know if it was the series after those both concluded. So that would have put it in like year two of the podcast, maybe, or I don't know. I'd have to look and maybe we could do that as well. But, uh, it was such a long gap because a lot of interesting things, and I may have talked about some of this, so, so excuse me, and I, I'll probably be inaccurate, and if you look back at my answers at other times, I'll probably be remembering things in a different way than I remembered them in the past, and I might even be wrong about a lot of facts. Uh, that's just the nature of sleep with me and my brain and the way it works. I'm very imperfect and you know, I remember my memory does not work uh, like a recording device. Uh, it's more of an impressions device. But so um, the the biggest reason for the gap, Lady which between seasons of Lady Witch, is just there was not a story worthy, like like uh, that says why. Like, I'm trying to think of how, the phrasing of the question that I say, but like. Like, well, is this, is there a reason to make a season two of Lady Witchbeard until a story or a concept comes up? Uh, the answer is normally no, let's just wait. Or what, like, if I'm discussing it with myself, it's like, oh, what ideas do you have? Well, I don't know. I just miss her. Okay. Well, that's probably not enough to produce 12 new episodes. So let's just wait and see. And because Sleep With Me is independent, I don't have outside pressure to say, okay, when is this new series going to be done? And it's not a matter, this isn't a matter of perfectionism because it's more like it's pre, pre, it's uh, whatever you call that, like uh, where you're, you're saying, okay, when there's enough juice here to push a series forward, then the series will be ready to get pushed forward. So it's not like procrastinating or avoidance or saying I'm waiting for the perfect idea because it's definitely never a perfect idea. It's more of like, can this concept or idea sustain a series? And in in a sense, not is it worthy of being a, is it going to make great material? Is it worthy of the characters in the story? And again, can it come up? Can we get about 12 hours? Like, is it like sustainable in the sense of like, is there 12 hours of material there? Because that's a lot uh, and a lot of writing in, in in order to do that. It's like, okay, there has to be something conceptually 
Now, in season twos or season threes of a series with Sleeping Beauty, there is an extra advantage, which was not, not well, I guess it was in this case, but I wasn't able to lean on it, but maybe I was, of uh, having an established a relationship with the characters. That's something I talk about a lot of times. And that does come with extra responsibility, so it doesn't make it any easy to kick off the season. But once you start writing, it's easier to get into a groove because you know the characters a little bit better. Now, it had been a long time since I worked with these characters, and one of the difficulties of season one it was that... Uh, um, like, Lady Witchbeard was such an amazing character... That, like, uh, like a witch who is a pirate. I mean, what more can you ask for, right? Is it like, uh, you say, holy cow, that's a dream character. I mean, I mean, that's what I, th- I mean, in my opinion, I said, well, like, uh, you know, I can just see any number of amazing people, like being Lady Witchbeard or portraying Lady Witchbeard or, you know, creating an animated Lady Witchbeard. Because the idea of a witch who's a pirate is just uh, endlessly fascinating to me. And then Lady Witchbeard herself is uh, a complicated character, but she's also kind of in the similar... I, I, I don't think... I guess she is... I don't know if she's heavily influenced by Star Trek The Next Generation or somebody like Picard, because she is different than Picard. And I haven't seen like a lot of Captain Janeway... So I can't say that she's influenced by Captain Janeway, but I'd say like she's she's as competent as Picard. Maybe she's a little more Riker. I'm trying to think, I mean, but she she's definitely influenced by the competence of the 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 crew of the Enterprise and the command structure of the Enterprise, and she's an incredibly competent character. Though she is not constrained in the same ways by like a federation, so she is different in that sense. Is uh, and that's kind of one of the cool things I was able to do, or, or that I had fun with with this uh, series. But one of the difficulties of that is uh, when you're prepping something like that in season one, I had less experience too, but like uh. You say, oh boy, this is going to be amazing because it's going to be Lady Witchbeard's story and she's going to take things from, you know, the beginning to the end. And we had a pretty strong concept, which was like the, the simplest version was Lady Witchbeard heard um, the Neil Young song about uh, Hernan Cortez. And then she said, okay, like, I don't like this guy. Let's go find him and teach him some manners. And... And that's very, very, uh, I don't know. It's still a juicy concept of uh, drives a lot of sleep with me. But uh, in, in in this version, we went to a kind of an alternative reality. Uh, but we went kind of, kind of back in time. I think we definitely weren't in our universe because uh, like things were much more surreal and magical. So it had this magical realism type feel. Or that's what I was going for, I guess. Uh, and uh, but once we got there, it became a lot more uh, like Germ kind of took over the character that I was playing, kind of as myself, and in some sense as a character, you know, the scooter type character. Uh, but there was a lot of uh, 
surreal fun stuff that happened but it wasn't like a straight it was not even it was a very meandering plot line and overcomplicated and in a good way but it wasn't a straight i mean obviously it couldn't be because that's not the job of sleep with me but i still thought lady witchbeard would carry that series as a, a character but instead she ended up being kind of like the b character and I, mean, I guess that's a, a, a sense of like, uh, it, I remember at the time I was very frustrated and I even was emailing with somebody that wrote, wrote comic books, uh, for one of the big comic book companies. And they said, I can't like really, they were trying to be kind about it, but they said, well, you're lucky that this character, she's making her own decisions and her decisions to step out of the spotlight. Uh, you got to respect that because. I got to write characters that I, they don't like. I don't get to like give them that breathing room. I have to write a character that somebody else uh, that has all these expectations and lack of choice and, and use those creative constraints. So the characters, you know, like have to behave a certain way or, or have to fit, you know, certain thing. And here you've got this character and she's just doing like she gets to do what she wants. Uh, that's a pretty good problem to have. And I think that was early on, so, like, in the series. And I can remember, I think, reading the message uh, when I was eating my lunch. I don't know if I was on a run, but I remember I was in, this is when I worked at the library, and I was on my break uh, in Fremont, California, at this Lake Stevenson, I think it's called, which is where I would eat my lunch and take my lunch breaks or go for a run and then eat my lunch at my desk. So I just remember that season. I don't remember much about it because I haven't re-listened to it. And it had some things, that, like if I can recall correctly, that I liked. It was more slapstick. Uh, Lady Witchbeard was much, like, because it was like a, like a, more in the R-rated, uh, PG, strong PG-13, like Lady Witchbeard, which much, her temper was much more foul. And she was she was a little bit harder around the edges. And, you know, I was her, like, uh, like I wanted to be her sidekick even then. And she was kind of burdened with germ at the time, now Daw. And so, I don't know. I, I mean, I had fun with that series. Uh, I, I really liked how it turned out, like, looking back at it and seeing how many wild things happened. And also that it was a sleep podcast where... Lady Witchbeard was going back or going in time to destroy a conquistador. That's like such, so, I mean, like we can't say anything other than that's so Lady Witchbeard. That's exactly what she would do. So that's when I, you know you have a good character. It's like, okay, if Lady Witchbeard did hear that Neil Young song and listened to it and said, wait, are these the lyrics? Who is this guy? Like, uh, that's exactly the choice she would make. Now, that kind of leads into the delay of seasons is uh, when you have a character that uh, is that specific and kind of, I guess, like uh, fully formed or or pretty strongly formed and has strongly held opinions, uh, you can't really force them to make choice decisions like in a, even as a writer or whatever, you can't say, okay, lady, which would have decided that you're going to do this. Well, well, okay. Well, she would say like an actor or actress, uh, 
okay, what's my motivation? And you'd say, oh, boy. Uh, and that's exactly the relationship we have in a good sense. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's some sort of external projection. But in both series, it was like, okay, leave me, like, basically, Lady which was, like, in, um, she's withdrawn at the start of a normal adventure with us because because of her relationship with me. Or before, the first time we met, it was something else. But, uh, so she doesn't want, she needs, like, a very strong motivation to change her mind uh, from being on a break, uh, we're saying, okay, I'm done with you, Dodge, um, and your wild adventures. Now, meanwhile, the whole, like, Lady Witchbeard was existing between the two series because the first series left off, and I somehow, I, I think, in very Sleep With Me tradition, I got scattered across multiple universes. I don't know how many series have ended that way. And... I guess it's a trope, but it's also like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> just one way I like to end series in different ways is, uh, uh or start them is, uh, the scattering across the universe idea for whatever reason. And, and this one, it was like, that was the only way to resolve the trouble at the end of the season. But of course, Lady Witchbeard being tied to me in some sense is like, okay, now I have to go collect awe. So that was what happened for Lady Witchbeard between season one and season two. And that took a long, long time. And she had been, she had left the 13 seas, her world, uh, to uh, one deal with Hernan Cortez and then two on another separate adventure collected the pieces of germs scattered across the multiverses or whatever, then needed a break because that probably was exhausting. And, of course, understandably, uh, she uh, she didn't want anything to do with me. After, you know, after you rescue someone who won't stop talking, you say, okay, I need a break. So, yeah, so Lady Witcher is in, oh, okay, so one of the things uh, that would become important and naturally would become important is so Lady Witcher left the World of 13 Seas, had her two adventures, and then was also on a break. Uh, meanwhile, the World of 13 Seas is still existing. Things haven't stopped there. I guess I wasn't aware of those, some of those facts until I started working on the series again. And so... Uh, for years now, I've been like, huh, like, just like everybody else, will Lady Witchbeard have a second season? And sometimes I'll go on walks and think about her or think about it. And then I just say, I don't know, what adventure is really worthy of Lady Witchbeard? And it can be different every time for a different series. It might be that you think of something, I mean, this could have been other ways it played out. Like, I could have thought of something enticing uh, like a clearly formed adventure or um, type of opposition that would fit Lady Witchbeard's needs or that would appeal to her and then said, okay, how about this? I heard this happened. Uh, like even the way the season played out, if if we like, we could have presented her in a different way without the initial concept and she'd go for it probably. Like we said, there's an ominous plan 
to to gelatinize the thirteen seas uh, by some mysterious figures, uh, one of which we believe is a witch conqueror from another realm or something. Uh, she'd say she'd already be gone. Like I would have just heard the door close. I bet Lady Witchbeard, where are you? Or we said, Jesus, pirate guilds are all closing down. No one knows why. There's something going on. Piracy has been stopped. Uh, or pirates have gone legit. Even that might get her attention. But it, uh, that's not what I thought of first. That's actually what grew out of the concept, which is a, the nice thing. Like, those weren't the ideas I had first. Those grew out of another idea. But so it doesn't have to be as simple as a concept. It could be a character, it could be a, a, a conflict, uh, or it could be a what if, uh, or huh, what's that? Uh, like, I think there's probably other things it could be, but normally your best place to start is like uh, with a new character. Oh, what, what, uh, huh, what are they going to do? And then, or, huh, well, that happened. Well, how, how are we going to fix How would Lady Witchbeard fix it? But I didn't have any of those ideas that appealed to Lady Witchbeard over the past, whatever, five years. And at different times, I was like, okay, maybe there just won't be a second season of Lady Witchbeard. That's fine. Uh, and actually, that gives you the free, that actually is freeing in some sense. You say, okay, until there's a really good idea, um, like, then I'll, like, I just won't worry about it. And uh, interestingly enough, it kind of happened by accident, like a lot of good things, uh, or popped out of the story swamp. And I don't have an exact memory of this, how this happened. And I don't, so I don't know if I talked about it already a different time. That's like accurate portrayal of what happened. Uh, but I could tell you that at some point, I was thinking of Lady Witchbeard, and maybe I had a couple ideas that I didn't write down, unfortunately, that kind of uh, helped me. Uh, but at some point I heard the song Brandy, which I think is by Looking Glass. Uh, and I think, I, like, I literally, it was just on a playlist or something, like probably a Yacht Rock, Yacht Rock playlist, maybe Brene Brown's Yacht Rock, Yacht Rock playlist. Uh and for some reason, and I think I talked about it with Lady Witchford, it's like for some reason something about that song feels like the 70s to me, like the music, musically and the, just the tone, like it feels like a 70s game show or something I would have been watching as a kid on, re, like on repeats on like a cable channel. And I don't know, nothing to me feels like I, I didn't really live very much in the 70s as a sentient being. Like, uh, So it's not like I say, oh, well, I grew up in the 70s or I was a teen in the 70s where I had some formative moments. I mean, most of the formative stuff happened to me in the 80s. So while I existed in, in, for, for a time in the 70s, like uh, I didn't really experience the 70s. So I don't know why what that is, but it's just something about that style of music. And I know there's a lot of other styles of music that evoke the 70s, but for me, for me, I'm saying. And I mean, it's definitely, and maybe it's a 60s song, but I don't know. For me, it like clearly is different than 60s classic rock or whatever, even though classic rock was in the 70s. I, I don't know. So that song, I, I usually like tune into it. 
unless I don't like, unless it's bringing up some non-positive feelings for me, which happens at times. But I say, oh boy, I get that '70s groove. A couple other songs do it, like "Ride Captain Ride" or something. Is another one. Uh, they say, oh boy, I feel like I'm on a '70s game show. I have no idea why that creates that experience for me, and it's more of like a dreamlike experience. It's not like I'm saying I heard the song on a game show. I know it's just a mood, I guess is the best way to put it. So that song came on, and at some point, I don't know what happened first. If I started, I said, well, I need one more hit of that brandy, man. Uh, or I said, wait a second. Never really paid paid attention to the depth of the song. And, I mean, I knew the lyrics and stuff. Uh, but I said, wait a second. uh this song is, uh, the more you listen to it and you explore the lyrics, you say, one, it's like this love lost song, but then you think that kind of Brandy's like being treated poorly uh, by all these other people, but then they're also like all in love with her. They're all jealous, like, oh, uh, and, and, and I don't know, it just has this tale. And actually at first, uh, conceptually, I said, oh, wow, this is interesting. Like, and I guess that's all that matters is that, uh, I mean, I'll talk about what was where I thought things were going to go, but they don't all, they never go that way, obviously in a good way. But I said, oh boy, like this is something, this song has something to be curious about. And I didn't even like, it wasn't like I was looking for a song. I thought maybe I didn't think that Lady Witchbeard's next adventure would come to a song again. But I said, holy cow, like, uh, this song raises more questions than answers and, or for me. And that's exactly the kind of thing that you can write 12 episodes about. I say, okay, there's a lot of questions this song raised for me. One, who was this dude? Wait, did he really love the sea, like, more than Brandy, or was he just telling her a tale? Uh, what if she, she was, wait, was she waiting for him to come back? Uh, then that's not like, uh, like, is he, was he going to come back to her? I love my lady is the sea or whatever he says to her, I think. Uh, so I said, uh, like, huh, this is interesting. There's a lot of questions here that remain unanswered. I mean, some people might think case closed, like, uh, it's about, like, the song's about Brandy and her being sad. But I did say to myself, uh, if I was a Lady Witchbeard and listening to the song and then Brandy told me the similar tale, well, what would Brandy look like? Uh, and I don't mean physically, I mean emotionally. Is she sad? Like, and these are questions, not answers. So this is an important part of the process sometimes for me. Okay, well, you know, would she be sad? Is she mad? Is she defeated? Is she, like, is she, like, is longing flowing out of her? Has she moved on? Are dudes still bothering her? Okay, she sworn never love again. And it's just the, kind of that process. Oh, boy, like, that's a lot of questions getting raised, uh, and so then I'm like, okay, so if Lady Witchbeard's there, like Lady Witchbeard is less uh, asking the questions than saying, which question is Lady Witchbeard asking that she needs to have answered? 
So then I say, and that, that I guess is where the catalyst happens, where it's like, okay, we got to make this now. Because they say, okay, uh, like I think Lady Witch Weird, I'm not, this uh, is not written, so I can't put words in the mouth. But I say, I think, who the heck is this guy? Is he lost? Wow, I really feel for this brandy. Is this guy lost? Uh, or is he just a jerk? Uh, or is he really in love with the sea? And I got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, like whatever, wherever, when we're brainstorming, and it was a lady which we were denied, and Brandy together, and we're more in this question place than a real, real reality place, you say, Okay, this is stirring something in Lady Witchbeard that she can no longer be inactive about. That's it. That's what I mean by a catalyst. So then it doesn't mean you you don't need the answers at that point. The uh, the, 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 the Lady Witchbeard has been activated. The catalyst has happened. And that probably just that event like, is enough in this series, Not maybe not other series, uh, but for a character that is action-based uh, and is a kind of, uh, I don't know, that's how she expresses herself most for the most part is through her actions and she's driven to, like, yeah, I guess that just that catalyst drives her to action. That's enough. So I say, oh, boy, okay, we're in it now. And then... That's when you start to, like, that came up, I don't know when, but I said, okay. And then I was listening to Brandy, listening to cover songs of Brandy while we were still working on the last series, which I have no idea at this point even what series that was. Uh, was it in a new series? I have no idea because I'm already, my brain just doesn't work that way, but... Not important either, other than the fact, I mean, it's sure somebody's feelings are hurt at the start of the last series, whoever it was. Uh, wasn't odder things, I don't think. Uh, oh, was, was it Journey into, the, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow? That makes sense. So they wouldn't be hurt because they say, we understand, Scoots, uh, it's been a while. And so this is like probably spring of uh, 2020. When this is happening, and we're wrapping up uh, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow, and so then I said, okay, then it then what happens is you just have these concepts. Maybe you have time to play in it, but more you're just feeling it. And then the recording of Journey in the Land of Tomorrow, whatever episode twelve or ten, whatever we finished on, it finishes, and then two weeks later, you got to be recording. Uh, Tales of Lady Witch Weird, episode one. So you have two weeks to write it, which is, some people it might sound like too much or a lot, but it's like the rhythm of the podcast that works. Uh, for me, Not I don't always love it, but having a deadline and the creative constraint of the deadline helps eliminate procrastination and per- 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 perfectionism. Not all the time, for sure. But it just works uh, for the show, knowing two weeks you got to get that done. It's got you got to be recording next Thursday or Friday, Scoots, or two Thursdays, or whatever. So, so then 
we say, okay, well, where did we leave off last time? Okay, she had a whole other adventure. Well, in this sense, the same environment we met the first time is probably the best place to start the story. Where does the story start? With Lady Witchbeard not wanting anything to do with me and me longing to be with Lady Witchbeard once again. Like, because if she, like I kind of talked about in the first episode, I think, when I'm pitching her, is like, of course you want to be with, uh, if you have a leader who's a real leader who makes you feel safe and part of something and is competent, like, of course you want to work on the enterprise if you could. I mean, if that's your thing, like, so, like, once you've been exposed to someone like that, uh, uh, like it, 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 it's something you desire or particularly the character of Daw, which is similar to me, but I'm not, a a leader seeker really as much as Daw is. Uh, but maybe if I came in contact with Lady Witchbeard, I would be. So I said, okay, so Lady Witchbeard is once again reluctant and we got to introduce this song Brandy to her, which will start the adventure but then there's still, like I said, wait a second, though. Like, Lady Witchbeard's going to be, like, really resistant. She does not want anything to do with me. And this song does not quite have the immediacy, though. While it's interesting, it didn't feel like it was quite... It, it, has, it has enough juice to make a series about it and create a catalyst in Lady Witchbeard... But I don't know. I felt like there has to be something else because uh, then I said, okay, I want this to happen in the 13 seas, uh, not in the witch world and not in our world or an alternative reality. I said, I want this to be, I was hoping it would be a pirate, like I was thinking it would be just a story of piracy and like Lady Witchbeard would be trying to find the man who loved the sea uh, and answer that question for Brandy. Um, that's what I conceptually thought like we would do. I said, okay, that, like, we'll try to answer those questions and probably be straight probably straightforward. And we'll go, we'll do some pirate stuff and then we'll do some more pirate stuff and some piratey pirate style. And we'll get the answer or we won't, uh, but we'll get close. Uh, and so when I thought about that, I said, okay, well, what's the 13 C's like now? And what's, how, how are we going to have this piracy? I don't know. At some point I stumbled up kind of on this bureaucratic idea. Also as one more motivator, because I thought like a lady, which was just too smart to fall into the trap again of me playing a song and hit her, her, it's stirring in an idea in her. And her going for it, like, even if she wanted to, she she would be like, fool me once, it's fine. Fool me twice, no chance of that happening with Lady Witchbeard. It's, it's that simple. But, uh, so I said, okay, well, okay, so we need an extra motivator, but maybe it's not personal. And we wanted this to be pirate. We've never seen Lady Witchbeard as a pirate, very, like, uh, so then I don't know how the, I, this bureaucratic idea came up, but I said, okay, it would make sense if like, uh, and also like, why, like how would, like me and Lady Witchford's idea, I don't know, just ideas to explore. I said, okay, 
Well, maybe Lady Witchbeard is on the outs with the Pirate Pirates League. Maybe that would create more conflict later on. And then also I did watch a bunch of old movies, and there's like a very, I don't know if you want to say archetypal pirate type, like Earl Flynn. And I said, okay, well, that's not Lady Witchbeard's style. And so how does that fit in? Because, again, if you're playing in archetypes, it just gives you or familiarity. I know it's just inspired. Like, I don't know. So I said, okay. Or for people like a, like a Dread, Dread Pirate Roberts Wesley from Princess Bride will be the, the more modern or not. That's not, I mean, I guess the 80s, 90s version of that that you may be familiar with. And then maybe. Orlando Bloom, but he's a little uh, more by the rules, uh, less of a rogue. I don't know. I didn't see all those movies. But, I mean, he is swashbuckling, I'd say. So, okay. Um, Where does that leave us? So, so I said, okay, maybe, yeah, there's this bureaucracy... And because at some point you have to deal with the charismatic pirate. I mean, there's no other way around it uh, if you're dabbling in piracy. Or at least I felt that way. So I said, okay, well, we, so we have to do, come across this charismatic pirate or swashbuckling style, you know, swinging from the ramparts. So I don't know. As we started out the season, those were the things. I said, okay. Maybe Lady Witchbeard needs an extra motivator to get back into the world of piracy and and take me along. Like, maybe she needs some extra desperation is what it turns out. Because, again, I don't think you would take, if you were a witch pirate, no offense to me or Daw, but I already kind of created enough problems for Lady Witchbeard. She probably... She doesn't know that she's not better, like, on a conscious level and on a common sense level, she'd be like, well, I'm better off without Daw and can't have the story without Daw, the narrator. So that's a problem. I'm a problem that needed to be solved. Uh, So, again, it's like, okay, but if she has some extra, if she's acting on her instinct to act when she hears about an adventure that appeals to her, but she's also has an extra motivation that kind of puts her in a tough spot, uh, then she kind of might need me more. And then it makes the timing more, it makes more sense. I don't know, it just kind of grew, but that's where I started building. I said, okay, okay, this pushes her, this pushes us into the world of 13 Seas in the first episode. And then it keeps us moving then it gives us kind of a, because you, like, again, people don't believe this and, uh, but you cannot have any story in my opinion, but definitely even a sleep with a man story without layers of conflict, like, uh, an antagonism. And, and it, that makes it fun to make episodes of sleep with me, but without an episode, like without any conflict or antagonism, the episodes, there's no motion. Like, the episodes, even though they're sleepy, you can't meander without moving forward. Like, you can't meander without moving, right? Even if you're going backwards, you need some sort of momentum. 
and like 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 even if you have a great character like if there's no sort of antagonism or purpose or conflict even if there's a purpose then they're just go- well why would they meander if they know the goal uh or i don't know it just ma- makes it, it makes a better story but it also makes it the story is almost impossible to tell for me uh, in a concise way, I mean, in a concise way within the Sleep With Me sandbox without having some sort of, like, like I can't, I just can't, I don't know. It's the only way to form it for me. It's kind of like part of the language or something. I don't know how to describe it. And it's also gives you, like, you're building a train, right? Uh, and... Uh, it's like, okay, so it's like the train's moving. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, uh, it's just part of my process, I, I guess. So I said, okay, well, okay, so now we have a couple motivations that are moving and then we're formulating. Like, and I said, okay, this is better than just having this, like, one giant piece of antagonism because we don't know what it is, uh, we're trying to figure that out as the Lady Witch Weird and Daw. So what are the antagonisms or conflicts? Well, we don't know. We gotta find Brandy and get to the bottom of it. But Lady Witch Weird also has uh lost her clearance as a pirate and she's expected to be the apprentice of this guy, Don Dankel. Okay, will Don Dankel be the antagonist or not? Well, he's gonna be a source of antagonism. But I felt like, uh, for me, sometimes stuff can be on the nose or, like, whatever, as expected. But I was like, oh, like, uh, and I think a character like uh, like, uh, like that type of Don Dankel, swashbuckling pirate, that's not good, is is a great, could be a great character. But for this series, I said, eh, I don't know, I'm not feeling it, uh. At first, I kind of was like, like I was like, but this could be. I said, who is this Don Dankel? He's incredibly, you know, swashbuckling and dashing. I don't know if Lady Witchbeard will like that, but as much as I wanted those two not to get along, and I thought it would be good for the story, or it might drive, drive us to this next, where we're, drive us towards the man who loved the sea and Brandy. It just ended up, uh, then no, as we uncovered stuff, uh, that wasn't what was story. What we were finding in the story swamp as we dug into the muck below. But it did carry us into episode two and three. I said, okay, and it makes perfect sense. Uh, the pirates killed in the thirteen seas has very strict rules. Lady Witchbeard has not been paying her dues or you know renewing her certifications. And so by their rules, uh, she's no longer a full-fledged pirate. She's an apprentice, and she has to go back and work with Don Dankel, who is a by-the-bookish full-fledged pirate. And then she could be, regain her rights to piracy. Um, and would Lady Witchweird be down for that? Oh, no, 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 no. And, and I thought also like be like a little bit of character building for Lady Witchbeard. That's like she has to kind of relearn these skills. We didn't really have time to play in that too much. 
And maybe that, oh, will this story be an exploration of her? Does she have some sort of pirate inadequacy? Which, I mean, in some sense, that's how the payoff of the series is, but in a much different, unexpected way. But so those were, again, okay, that's carrying the story forward for me and exploring some new ground or, I don't know, it felt good. Uh, so I said, okay, so... This is why Lady Witch was returning to 13 Seas. Why is 13 Seas? Oh, this is this universal myth. Like, what if, uh, I, I don't know. I said, because some of the stuff about the necklace in the song, I said, okay, that's a very specific thing to mention in a song. Uh, gold of chain from the north of Spain or whatever. And I said, okay, that's something. And then, so I said, maybe that's a lady, which, well, this reminds me, uh, like, it's not like she'd never heard the song before. Because otherwise it's like, uh, well, Brandy's from this world, like, uh, like, uh, I mean, I thought about that for a little while, but I said, okay, there's no way we could set it in 2020, 2021. Uh, like, it just wouldn't be as fun, uh, and I don't know, 13 C's is something I always wanted. I guess that was like a qualifier for the season like or, or something on my checklist. It's like, does this take place in the 13 C's? But I don't, I don't know. So, I don't know. Then saying, I mean, it was a little bit of a cheat, I guess, to say, oh, yeah, I know this song from the 13 C's too. Let's look into it. Also, let's go. Oh, why? Well, I want to go on this adventure. Lady Witcher is not totally honest. I lost all my supposed to, re, you know, let's go now as opposed to let's go later. Because otherwise it's like, well, this song's old. Why do we need to go now? So then we go, and I'm not sure of the series of events again, because like I said, it's episodically modular, but we get to that world and sometimes, like I talk about Sleep With Me, trying to keep it as contained as I can as far as characters. And so we definitely hit some hurdles with that because we came across Brandy because he definitely wanted to do a scene with Brandy, like finding Brandy and like a kind of um, procedural in the sense of like, uh, let's go through this song and find Brandy. And at first I thought that would carry, like, maybe that's it. Like the whole, I thought maybe the whole season would be us going to different ports to find Brandy, trying to stay, like, dealing with Don Dankle, and then trying to find the man who loves the sea. So I think at the time, that's kind of how I thought things would unfold. Uh, but, uh, it, it apparently it didn't like I did definitely wanted to have a scene with Lady Witchbeard kind of teaching some of the men that aren't appreciative of Brandy's hard work uh, a lesson. So that was kind of gratuitous in some sense, because I said Lady Witchbeard would not like this behavior of saying, oh, why don't you be my husband or whatever. Uh, but then once we discover Brandy, it, like uh I was like, okay, um, I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with Brandy as like, uh, uh, someone that needed to be rescued. Like I said, okay, that's not, uh, not feeling that as like a part of the story. Like, oh, our job is to kind of help or, or someone trying to get back, like, uh, 
like, while those kind of things are part of the story, like longing and vengeance or whatever, again, they, they didn't start pulling the string. So I said, okay, well, that's unfortunate. I thought it would. Uh, uh, but again, that's not appealing to Lady Witchford. She wants to look into this. Uh, um, but I don't know. In a sense, we got distracted because there was another story to be told. It's really that simple. Uh, and it, yeah, it takes two or three episodes to find that out. So then it was like Don Dankel's trying to track Lady Witchbeard down. Is Don Danko going to catch us? Uh, what would happen then? Uh, okay, well, maybe that is inevitable because I kind of watched some movies. I said, okay, well, this is what happened in this movie. Well, it probably happened a little bit different. How could it happen a little bit differently? And then it's like, okay, well, what if Lady Witchbeard ends up being Dan Danko's apprentice? Uh, and I said, okay, that wouldn't, like, you can't hang out. Like I said, okay, how are we going to do this creatively? Because you can't force, even for three or four episodes, at first I said, okay, I don't think this is going to work. Uh, with Lady Witchbeard just being passive, I don't know, like having an onboard contained ship kind of like thing where it's like, oh, Lady Witch, like Don Dankel's like, uh, I don't know, it just wasn't feeling it again. And Don Dankel as a character was troublesome in a good way because he was like, okay, well, I don't want to be a dominant uh, boss. Uh, I just want to be, again, in the theme of competence in some sense. He said, I'm not looking, really, which was supposed to be my apprentice. Not my, I'm not here to demean her. I'm here to treat her with dignity and respect, but also by, by the rules uh, and, you know, to build her up uh, and get her back as a full-fledged pirate, but by the rules. So then I said, oh, boy, we got, it. <laughs> we got some creative challenges here. So we have Brandy, and Brandy... Uh, the song is still motivating Lady Witchbird, but Brandy doesn't seem to be catalyzing anything. And I don't want to force that on her because she's saying, no, I'm not a catalyst right now. But there is something mysterious about me. So, I mean, normally in another story, you'd have to figure this out or you'd figure it out in a series of drafts. And you say, but meanwhile, I'm figuring out why I'm building the train, right? But that's a good thing for sleep with me because you say, okay. If the question doesn't want to be answered now, then part of the story is exploring and finding the answer. Okay, Brandy's mysterious. I don't get her motivations. Okay, let's say yes to that. Uh, Don Dankel does not want to be the center of the story as an antagonist of Lady Witchbeard. Okay, huh. Well... That's interesting choice you're making, Don Dankel. Not, not, it's not a... It's not ideal for me as a storyteller, but I'll listen to you. Like, it's like almost like Don Dankel. This is not a, a, like a direct link, but like, maybe it's in the back of my mind. I don't know. Like like when Riker, everybody's like, when are you going to be in command of your own ship? When are you going to be in command of your own ship? Uh, And he's like, geez, I'm on my own timeline. Like, like, this is... uh, like, it's none of your business, basically. Don Danko was saying to me, it's none of your business. I said, why aren't you going to be a jerk or 
Why aren't you going to cause some trouble that Lady Witchbeard has to react to in a direct way? said, none of your business. I'm running the ship. I'm a member of the guild. I'm just competent. None of your business, anything else. I said, yeah, but I created you. Too late now. So then I said, okay, all right, well, uh, where do we build from here? And I don't know where the other ideas came from. That ended up being the foundation for the story that we did tell. Uh, but it was like, uh, again, like investigating a little bit of a mystery, which worked in these constraints that the characters were giving me. Lady Witchbeard had, and I found ourselves under Don Dankel. Don Dankel was not going to be moving the story forward, but a part of the story. And Brandy at the time was, uh, saying, well, I'm just a mystery and I'm a passive mystery at this point, but there is something more to me. So I said, okay, but Don Dankel didn't say there's something more to me. So I guess that's like, a, you might say, well, do, no, the, those characters were t- saying two different things. Brandy was saying, just wait. Yeah, my motivations aren't going to be clear to you, which in some storytelling you might say, I don't know, there's something to write about and explore. Like, so many people are used to consuming created things. So this is more part of the process for me. So then I say, okay. So then I said, okay, well, um, this is what we have here to work with. Uh, And I don't really know where it came from, to be honest. But I said, okay, wait a second. Uh, the leap did come that and Brandy would be a part of it, uh, but I still wasn't sure if she would be a part of it on whose side. But I said, okay, what would put the man who loves the sea under dirt? Like, what would be the greatest source of antagonism? So if Lady Witchbeard is investigating the man who loves the sea and Brandy, trying to find him, uh... Like that, we, she would use the necklace, she would find Brandy, then she would find the necklace or do those things. So that's how Lady Witchbeard would behave. Uh, but if we still needed a source of antagonism and we've struck out Brandy, not a current active source of antagonism. Uh, Don Dankel, not going to be a long-term source of antagonism. Maybe conflict because he's, you know an obstacle, but he's not going to, the story's not going to turn on his decisions. Uh, he's not going to be in opposition. He might be in conflict with Lady, Lady Witchbeard, but he's, you know what I mean? So I said, okay, well, if Lady Witchbeard's the purpose of this season is to tell the story of Lady Witchbeard and finding the man who loves the sea and investigating that, uh, okay, well, we have our investigation now. You do have some short-term conflict. Don Dankel's in the way of that investigation because we need to find north of Spain. So that's kind of where you say, okay. But at the same time, then you say the growing antagonism of the season. So there's your episodically antagonism. is like procedural, like a couple episodes of procedural. But then also then the, the good thing is when you don't have... You have to get more creative. See, okay, well, what would be the worst thing that could happen to the man who loves the sea? Uh, the sea ceases to exist. Oh, what would be the worst thing that could happen to, to Lady Witchbeard 
if she's a witch pirate in the 13 seas, the seas would cease to exist. And then you actually build more. Oh, wait, Don Danko wouldn't like that either. Um, and they say, okay, well, how would you cease the seas to exist uh, and why? And then the rest of the season just grows out of that. Oh, boy, well, what if you made gel- the sea into jello? Uh, that wouldn't be good for anybody. Why would you make the? Who would make the sea into jello? Why would they do that? And how would we stop? How would we one realize that? And then how would we stop them? So that's where you start to get motivation. Of, uh, you know what I mean? That that carries us through to the end, uh, and that made it fun. And then it also gave us my favorite thing. I think about the series was saying that. Uh, like, like getting, giving Lady Witchbeard a chance to explore, to be, to surrender, and to, to not have competence, uh, to be like, wait a second, I'm outmatched here. What do I do in the case where I'm outmatched? But I still, and that's what great movies do or great stories, uh, like of these, uh, like, uh, I mean, they do them in a much different way, but you say, Okay, how do you say, you know, if the stakes are the sea and your opposition is stronger than you and your best plan, like, how would Lady Witch would react to that if that's the truth? Uh, and then she, like, uh, so that was like my, definitely my favorite part uh, from an emotional connection to a character standpoint. And as a human being, I guess, like, uh, to think about Lady Witch as a real living and breathing being is like, well, this is a gigantic opportunity for growth uh, and heroism and setting an example of what heroism and leadership really is. He's saying, oh, how do I behave if uh, I need to do what's best for everybody? It's impossible from a storytelling standpoint. Like, uh, it's always like when you're reaching the top of the story or whatever you say, okay, fixing, saving if this is the stakes and saving, like doing what it takes to, uh, like uh, to save the stakes is impossible. How does the character go beyond that? You know, and like Lady Witchbeard's limitation is almost her effectiveness and her competence. That's like her weakest point that they've discovered, and they hope to prey on that. And then that's how this. I mean, then that leads to the final episode. Uh, and then, yeah, who knows what comes out of that. Uh, we did take a lot of time, so we didn't get to look into the old lady, which we can find that. I think we ran it as a repeat once, and uh, patrons can find it for sure. And then, yeah, soon I'll be working on the new series. Uh, so we have a holiday threefer, uh, which is based on one popular episode from the holidays last year. And then um, we'll start a new series that'll run 12 or 13 episodes in the winter and the spring of 2022 that I'm excited about. It'll be a new series. Uh, uh, So I'm really pumped. And yeah, that's it. Thank you so much and good night, everybody.